Today we have a story of this teacher who completely owns this spoiled kid. I know you guys will enjoy it. It's a perfect karma story. Let's just get into it. subscriber in today's story, John. So this all happened one day when John was in seventh grade, and John had a regular teacher in his history class. However, the teacher was sick and was pretty sick, had a pretty bad case of the cold, but happened to be out for an entire week. John didn't know this at the time, but you know, the substitute teacher just came in every single day that week, so his teacher happened to be out for the week. And this substitute teacher was pretty epic, was, was a pretty cool guy, as you will see. It's not apparent at first, but Trust me, the payoff is totally worth it. There's also a bully in John's school, unfortunately. And the bully is in John's history class. History, okay. In, in John's history class, right? And this bully has been kind of known as like the bully for the longest time. John is in seventh grade and he's been going to the same school since he was in first grade. And this kid has always been known as a school bully since first grade, since the first year John has been there. And obviously as the kid has gotten older, he's gotten more, you know, crueler and more sophisticated with his bullying. But he just never stopped. And John would always tell his parents, and his parents were like, oh, well, he's going to grow up someday. And let me just say, it has, been a, it has been seven years. It has been seven years of long, long bullying. And John's been waiting for long enough. So this all happened. Let's go to day one. So day one, John comes into class, and he's waiting for his regular teacher, and the substitute teacher walks in instead. And John's like, oh, okay, I guess we have a substitute today. And the substitute is like, hey, class, like, my name is Mr. Davenport. I will be substituting for Mr., uh, I don't know, Mr. Kavanaugh, because, you know, he, you know, he's sick today. And if he's sick for any other days this week, I'll be substituting as well. Like, we'll be doing normal activities. Class will be continuing as usual. I, you know, I've studied the lesson plan, and things will be, like, normal. So anyways, on the first day... Class was fairly normal, and, you know, John was sitting with his friend, Ben. Ben is not the bully this time. Uh, he normally is. Whenever I have a bad character, I always name him Ben, because we're just calling the bully the bully. So John and Ben were sitting together, and they were doing some kind of, like, you know, some reading activity in the class or something. And that's when they look over and they see the bully. And the bully is with his other minions, you know. So a lot of times in school, like, the bully will have, like, his minions that do whatever he says. And the bully had his minions in this class. And they were sitting there, and they were snickering because they were, like, throwing, like, they were, like, chewing, like, crunching up and chewing up wads of paper and then spitting them through tubes. So kind of, like, spitballing people in class. And people would turn around and be like, hey, who did that? And they'd, like, look away and snicker. Everyone knew it was the bully, but they also didn't want to mess with the bully because the bully was known for, like, upping his bullying against anyone who kind of like fought back. So it was kind of just known that, that the best thing you could have done in that situation was kind of just ignore it because the, the more or, or the less you ignore it, the worse it gets and the harder it is to actually ignore. And, you know, John turned to Ben. He's like, you know what, this kid, this kid's been the worst for the longest time. Like, is anyone ever going to put a stop to this kid or is this kid ever going to grow up? And, you know, Ben is like, dude, I totally see this guy becoming some executive of a company and doing this exact same thing to his subordinates. Like, I see that happening. And John's just like, dude, I know. I told my mom this years ago that he was a bully. My mom's like, oh, he's going to grow up, John. He's going to grow up. Well, he's growing up to be a bigger butt than he was before. And the thing is, right, the bully overhears this. And the bully turns around and is like, hello, John. And John's like, oh, uh, hello there. And the bully's like, well, did I hear you guys talking about me? 
And Ben is like, no. The bully's like, well, I don't know. Last time I went to the doctor, last time I got my ears checked, the doctor said that they were pretty good, that I could hear quite well. So I really don't know what's going on. I really don't know what's going on because I thought I heard my name. And John's like, uh, nope, you must have heard it wrong. Bully's like, well, I guess that's the case. And that better have been the case. Have a good day, fellas. Bully turns around, goes back to making spitballs. So John and Ben are kind of like talking with each other. And that's when John feels a wad of like wetness, like appear on his neck. And he looks at it, and sure enough, it's one of the bully's spitballs. And the bully and his little minions are laughing or whatever. And Ben's like, uh, like you shouldn't, don't react, don't react, John. And John, he, he does, he does kind of like the, he, he does the cool thing, but also probably not the greatest idea. He takes a spitball, and he throws it right back at the bully. And the bully, like, it catches him, like, on the eyebrow. And the bully peels the spitball off of his eyebrow and looks directly at John and legitimately just says, you're going to regret that. And Ben whispers, like, dude, why did you do that? Everyone knows if you just ignore him, he'll go away. And John turns to his friend Ben and says, bro, I've been ignoring him for the longest time. Everyone ignores him, and he just gets away with this all the time. And Ben's like, was that worth it, throwing that spitball back at him? Was that really worth it? And John's like, you know what? Yes, it was. So the bell rings, and everyone's leaving class. And John is like quickly leaving the class to go to his next class when he immediately finds himself on the floor because the bully stood in front of him, stuck out his leg very stiffly. John tripped on it and fell right over. And John's backpack like wasn't zipped up all the way and it kind of like flung over his head and everything spilled out in front of it. And the bully says, nice trip, John. Hopefully I'll see you next fall. <laughs> and John's like, you didn't even say the joke right. So Ben comes over, helps John get his stuff back up. And Ben's like, man, what did I tell you? You don't want to be messing with that bully, man. And John's like, you know what? I've had enough of not messing with them. You know what? Th this is war, man. This is war. And I'm going to be, maybe I'm going to be the first one. And maybe I'll be the only one to stand up to this kid. But you know what? I'll be damned if no one else stands up to this kid. I'll be damned if I let this kid like bully me again. And John and Ben's like, okay, we'll have fun being tripped. And John's like, well, that's not very funny, Ben. And Ben's like, I'm serious. Like this kid's going to go hard until you stop. And then John's like, well, I'm not going to stop. So the next day rolls around, right? And, you know, John goes into school and he doesn't really think anything of it. And he goes in the class and this kid is just staring him down the entire class. And John and Ben are sitting together. And this isn't like an activity class. This is kind of a sit there and listen to the lecture class. And Ben kind of leans over and whispers, John. John's like, yeah, what's up, Ben? And Ben's like, dude, the bully's staring at you. And John's like, dude, I know his eyes are piercing the back of my skull. Sure enough, right, the bully has just been like staring at John, kind of smiling. And his two little minions are like staring as well. And the substitute teacher at the front of the class doesn't seem to be paying any attention to this. Little did you guys know he actually is, but that's for later in the story. He comes in to be pretty epic later on. But anyways, John's like, you know what? I don't care, Ben. He can stare at me all he wants. If he really wants me like that, I'm going to have to let him down softly because I don't want to hurt his feelings. And Ben's like, dude, you're getting yourself in really deep. I don't know if this is a good idea. And Ben's like, this is a great idea. This is probably my best idea yet. Uh, it was maybe not John's best idea yet because John gets up to leave and he's very careful 
not to have not to trip over anything. And that's when he's met at the end. Like as soon as he leaves the classroom, he bumps right into the bully who's standing there. He's like, "Oh, hello there, John." The bull and John's like, "Hi." The bully's like, "Well, you know, I, I don't know if you're available this afternoon, but uh, I just gotta have a word with you this afternoon." John's like, "I'm actually busy. I gotta go home." And Bully's like, ah, I think you'll find time. I think you'll find time. And then the bully and his minions walk away. And Ben walks up to him. He's like, John, John, what just happened? And, and John's like, dude, what? He just came up to me and said, uh, am I free this afternoon? And Ben's like, oh, my God. And John's like, dude, what? He just said, if I'm free this afternoon. And Ben's like, dude, dude, no. And John's like, dude, what? what is going on? And Ben's like, bro, that's what he tells people before he beats them up, bro. And Ben's like, dude, what? And John's like, yeah. Or Ben's like, John's like, what? And Ben's like, dude, you gotta hide. And uh, sure enough, John is starting to take this a little bit more seriously because while the bully is not that harmful, like physically, when you don't push back, in the rare cases people have pushed back, he is trying to continuously like show his authority, basically, show his dominance. Um, or however he chooses to do that. So Ben and John are like, John's like, all right, well, you know, this probably isn't a good idea. We got to find a way to sneak out of school because there's like one main exit and kind of like the place where people get picked up because uh, John rides the bus, right? There's like a place where the bus always arrives, but to get there, you have to go through this main hall and Ben and John sit down and realize that the bully is most likely going to try and intercept them in the main hall and like pull John aside and, you know, give him a few, a uh, few one twos, you know what I mean? And so John is like, all right, Ben, well, we got to, we got to figure this out. So they look around, they find another exit. And so they basically decide to skip their next class. Normally a bad idea, but you know, this is quite the circumstances. So they're looking around and, you know, they, they look and they're like, oh my God, here's another exit. And then it's, they see it's a fire exit. So if they push this, they'll push the fire alarm. They'll get in a ton of trouble. It'll just be a bad, it'll, it'll be a bad situation, right? It'll be a bad deal. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment bully down below, and I'll try and hard as many comments to say that. I just want to see how many people, and I also want to see the names and the faces of the people supporting this channel by watching this far. If you don't know, the best way to support this channel is just by watching the videos. It's called Watch Time. YouTube really appreciates that. So if you want to really support the channel, maybe now or later, sit down and watch two, three, four. Watch as many videos as you possibly can. Uh, and also, you can do this while gaming, uh, drawing, trying to go to sleep, cleaning your room, literally whatever. And please go in the comment section down below and tell me what are you, you are doing while binge watching the videos and supporting the channel. And I'll shout some people out like the person on screen right now who is doing this. So thank you to this person on screen as well as thank you to all of you guys for supporting the channel by binge watching the videos. With that being said, let's get back to the story. So this point, right, John and Ben are looking around frantically, skipping a, skipping a class, right? So they're taking it pretty seriously, trying to find an exit, which is not going to be the exit that the bully expects. Because there's normally one main way that everyone leaves the building and then goes to the bus or goes to get picked up. And they're assuming that the bully is going to know this, which, I mean, he is going to know this. And he's going to be waiting there and he's going to pick John up and give him the whole one-two, right? So John and Ben are looking around and they they do find an exit. However, unfortunately, it is a fire escape. And Ben is looking at his watch. And he's like, dude, we got 10 minutes till the bell rings. And John's like, well, can't we just wait it out? And he's like, dude, like you're going to miss the bus and then you're going to be stranded here. And John's like, I could always call my mom and say I missed the bus. And Ben's like, bro, they're going to know that you didn't leave and they're going to come find you 
in this building, one of his minions at least, right? And then you're going to be stuck here probably for an hour without your mom coming to pick you up. You don't want to do this. And John's like, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to walk there and just like let it happen? And Ben's like, we still got 10 minutes. We can figure this out. So John and Ben are frantically like going around the school trying to figure it out. And that's when John or Ben actually has the brilliant idea of John, John, John. And Ben's like, what? And, or John, or, and John's like, what? And Ben's like, dude, I figured it out. We're not supposed to be looking for doors. And John's like, dude, what do you mean we're not supposed to be looking for doors? And Ben's like, windows, John. There are no fire exit windows. And John's like, oh. So then now they start looking around and a lot of the windows are like glued shut or way too high or have like some screen in them. But that's when they go into the bathroom and they find glass windows that when you like crank them, they go up. And when you crank them, they go down. There's no, there's no massive drop. It's like a three foot drop or something. They're not super big, but you, you can put your backpack through them and then you can crawl through them as well. And it's the perfect escape. And that's when the bell rings. And John and Ben are like, all right, or Ben's like, all right, John, let's go. So sure enough, John pushes his backpack through. Ben pushes his backpack through. John gets up there, goes through the window, drops down, says it's all good, not a big drop or anything. Ben goes through, does the same thing. They get their backpacks on and they sneak around the school and they see the bus and they sprint towards the bus. And they're sprinting towards the bus. They get on it and they both sit in the back. And when they both sit in the back, they're looking out and they see one of the, the, the bully's minions walk out to the bus and look around, right? And that's when the bully makes eye contact with John and calls back. And John's like, dude, they see us. And, you know, Ben's like, okay, what we need to do is we need to go to the front of the bus. And, and Ben's like, or John's like, why would we need to go to the front of the bus? And he's like, shenanigans happens in the back of the bus, John. And John's like, okay. And then Ben's like, the bus driver will not allow this kid to beat you up in the front of the bus. And John's like, all right, totally fair. That makes a lot of sense. So John and Ben go all the way up to the front of the bus. And that's when, as they're about to leave, the bully gets on and says, oh, John, I thought we we're having a little date this later tonight. And John turns to Ben and he's like, see, I told you he's into me. And Ben's like, pay attention. And the bully's like, so sad that you had to avoid us. Well, I'll be seeing you tomorrow. So anyways, the next day in history class, you know, John and Ben are sitting together and the teacher is handing back, you know, grades from a test that, you know, was administered the week before. And the bully was sitting behind this girl. Let's just call her Caitlin for the sake of this. She doesn't really come up again. So I'll call her Caitlin. And if I forget, who cares? So the teacher is giving back the tests. And, you know, John and Ben did fine. John got an A minus, Ben got a B, like totally fine grades. And when the teacher gives the test back to Caitlin, Caitlin ends up getting a C. And, you know, C is, I guess, fine enough. It's not a really, it's not a grade you should be shooting for in a lot of cases. Maybe some math classes I can understand. But it was, it, either way, Caitlin was really not happy with it. And the bully turns around and is like, oh no, the water works. And Caitlin starts crying a little bit. The bully's like, oh no, did you disappoint your parents again by doing bad? Well, next time, just try harder, Caitlin. And the bully turns around and his minions are laughing. And, you know, Ben is, or John is like, 
dude, this guy's legitimately the worst. Do you see why I'm standing up to him? And Ben's like, are you really standing up to him? Like, you're just running away from him at this point. John's like, what would you do in my situation? And Ben's like, I don't know, be a bystander, stay quiet, <laughs> like keep my head down and wait till I get to leave middle school. And, and Ben's like, John's like, that's not the point, Ben. That's not the point. This kid is doing this and we're allowing it to happen. And, you know, Ben's like, yeah, we are. It sucks. What do you want us to do? John's like, I don't know. I don't know. And no one was noticing, but the substitute teacher was starting to really pay attention to everything that was going on in class, right? So after school again, John and Ben, you know, they're going around, they're walking around, and they're trying to find, they're going, they're going to the bathroom, right? And they're skipping the last class, or they're leaving five minutes early from their last class because they have to get, quote-unquote, picked up early. They faked, like, a absence tea note from their parents or whatever. So they're out of class five minutes early, and they're both walking to the bathroom. And that's when they run into the substitute teacher. Substitute, substitute teacher's like, hey, boys. And they're like, hey, Mr. Davenport. And Mr. Davenport's like... Boys, I don't think you're supposed to be out of class yet. And, you know, Ben's like, yeah, well, we have a, we have a reason. It's, uh, and John's like, no, we left class early. And Mr. Davenport's like, boys, you know you can't be doing that. And that's when John's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to tell him everything. So John lays it out and tells him literally everything. And Mr. Davenport's like, wow, wow. I was starting to pick up on some themes going on as well as, you know, what, uh, you know, the bully did in class to Caitlin today, but I didn't know it went down that deep. Are you boys able to get any, uh, any evidence for me? And, you know, the, the kids are like, what? And, you know, the substitute teacher's like, yeah, I've actually, uh, been putting together a bit of a file recently on this kid. I, uh, was a little disturbed when I saw him trip you, and I, uh, wanted to really, really get some, I, I wanted to stand back. I wanted to be a bystander. I wanted to watch what was happening so that I could collect enough evidence so that this kid, who seems like a real systemic problem, could be dealt with properly. And at this point, right, John's like, wait, so you saw that all? And the substitute teacher's like, yes, but, you know, what power do I have as, uh, what power do I have as a substitute? However, I do have the power if I sit back and watch and observe everything and write it down and get evidence that I can submit a real file and really get a mark in this kid's record and maybe stop him for good if he wants a future. And John's like, oh my God. And Ben turns to him and says, like, dude, we need proof that this kid's going to try and beat you up. And John's like, I don't know how we're going to do it. He always words it weirdly. And John's like, well, maybe I should go meet him. And the substitute teacher's like, I don't think that's necessary, right? Like, I, I don't want like to put you in danger. And John's like, no, but I need to get this kid gone. And substitute teacher's like, well... I don't know how much the administration would like this, but I can stand guard, and right before anything happens, I can come and break it up. And John and Ben kind of look at each other like, okay, this is like some scrawny random substitute teacher. What if, like, he really holds no authority? And John's like, well, I mean, oh, I got to stop this kid somehow. So sure enough, right, John turns to Ben and says, Ben, you need to record everything. So Ben has his phone out, and he starts recording, right, and they walk down the halls, and Ben's trying to be, like, it's not super obvious with his recording, so he kind of, like, pretends like he's just on his phone, the flash is off. He's able to record it pretty well without it being super obvious. And eventually, so they're walking down the hall, and the bully's like, well, boys, I wasn't sure if I was going to see you today. It's great that you're here. And he's like, you know, Ben, I don't really have any issues with you. You can keep going. And Ben's like, well, I'm just going to wait for John. We ride the bus tomorrow. 
The bully's like, you know, I don't think that John will be riding the bus today. And Ben's like, well, then I won't be riding the bus today either. The bully's like, fine, well, then stand over there unless you want to become collateral damage. And so John, you know, Ben does step away. And, you know, the bully starts coming up to John. And John's like, what are you going to do to me? And the bully's like, no, I'm just going to, you know, we're just going to have a little time. And then the bully, like, kind of comes up to him menacingly. And he's like, why did you disrespect me in class two days ago? And John's like, you spat a spitball at me. I just threw it back to you. That sounds fair. The bully's like, there is a rule of law here. There's a hierarchy here. Some of us are above others at this school. And I am just here to enforce it. And John's like, how are you going to enforce it? And the bully lifts up his fist and says, this fist will make contact with your face. That is the rule of law at this school. And as soon as that happens, the substitute teacher sprints out of there and is like, hey, break it up, boys, break it up. And, you know, the bully turns around and says, oh, Mr. Davenport, like nothing's going on here. I'm just having a talk with my friend. Mr. Davenport's like, well, it doesn't look like that to me. Um, John, I'm going to need you to come with me. The bully's like, no, John's staying with us. And Mr. Davenport's like, I can get the principal over here. And the bully's like, fine, you know what, John, we'll have a little talk later. Go ahead, see you in class tomorrow, Mr. Davenport. And the bully and his minions walk away. And, you know, Mr. Davenport's like, oh, my God, that was so close. Like, I'm, like, that was really reckless of me to even let that happen. And John's like, no, we got it on a recording. He turns to Ben, he's like, Ben, you got that on recording, right? And Ben's like, yep, got it on recording. He's like, audio, checks it. He's like, yep, visuals. He's like, visuals are pretty good, a little shaky, because I didn't want it to be obvious. I caught it all. At this point, right, Ben, Mr. Davenport, and uh, <coughs> John, they all go back to Mr. Davenport's like classroom, or it's his substitute teacher. So it was like the other teacher's classroom, but they go to that classroom. And, you know, John's like, hey, can you call up my mother and say I'm not going to be, like, that I had to stay late for an extra help project and that, you know, that I'm not going to be able to make the bus. So Mr. Davenport calls up his mom and his dead John's mom's like, oh, my God, are John and Ben in trouble? Mr. Davenport's like, actually, the contrary. They wanted to help me with an assignment and they will be getting extra credit. And John's like, oh, that's so nice. Whatever, right? So afterwards, John, Ben, and Mr. Davenport sit down and they basically construct a case against this kid. They construct bits of evidence. John starts hitting up other kids in his class, basically asking for testimonials. They are making a full takedown of this kid, right? Of years and years and years of just everything, right? And at this point, they end up with a really, like, a really solid case file. They have enough to at least get him suspended, if not expelled from the school at this point. So the real nail in the coffin is when, you know, Ben turns to, uh, Ben turns to John. He's like, John, do you remember James? And they're like, yeah, yeah, James, whatever happened to him? Ben's like, dude, that was the kid that, you know, the bully actually beat up. And so basically, right, there's this kid who they haven't spoken to in a while, but there was, like, a rumor that, like, the reason why he was gone for a week is because he was in the hospital and, like, because the bully, like, beat him up. And when he tried to, like, say, that like, oh, the bully did it, the bully was able to weasel out of it. And John's like, dude, with all this evidence, if we got, like, a medical record about James and put him in the case, we could get this kid out. So they contact James. He's not really responding. But Ben remembers, oh, my God, I was in, like, a sixth-grade group chat with this kid. I had his number. So they call him up, and James is like, hello? And Ben and, ja- ben and John say, hey, I don't know if you remember us. They explain everything. And James is like, look, this kid has been giving me grief for the longest time ever I tried to rat him out. I've been out. Like, he isn't giving me any more grief. 
Like, I don't know if I want to do this because, look, I will suffer the consequences if he doesn't get completely, like, kicked out of the school and, you know, my name's attached to this. And then Mr. Davenport speaks up and says, hey, like, James, you don't know me, but I'm the substitute teacher, Mr. Davenport. I happen to be a decently good friends with, uh, you know, the, the teacher, well, to say Mr. Kavanaugh, that was the name I gave him, with Mr. Kavanaugh. It's one of the reasons why, uh, you know, he recommend, recommended me to come in for this week. And he said, I will make sure that this kid gets, like, expelled. And the two boys were looking at each other like, wow, like, this guy's serious. And, you know, James is like, all right, well, I don't know how much I can help, but I can definitely get you the medical records. And they're like, can you do it by tonight? James is like, "Uh, yeah, you know, I'll talk to my parents, but we'll see. And and, uh, John and Ben were like, all right, we'll take, we'll see. Thank you so much. Like, tonight would be the greatest. We're trying to get this in by tomorrow. And things might leak if we don't. So anyways, later that night, you know, Mr. Davenport's like, all right, just send me the stuff on your school email. It doesn't matter. It's on school email. I don't care. So sure enough, right, you know, the next day or that night, James sends them like a medical record. He said, this is the date. This is the injuries. Like this, like it wasn't enough to put this guy away or not put this guy away, but get him suspended before. But hopefully, James is like, hopefully with all the other evidence you have, this will be enough to get the bully out of the school. So they send it to James. James sends it to Mr. Davenport. And Mr. Davenport is like, all right, men, like I will need you tomorrow, bright and early. Um, I'm gonna excuse you from all your classes. You're coming with me. We're all gonna go into the principal's office and we're dropping this bombshell. So the next day rolls around, as it always does. But this was a special day. They all walk in, John, Ben, and Mr. Davenport walk to the principal's office. They sit down. John and Ben explains everything that's happened, not just this week, but ever. And Mr. Davenport explains all the things he's observed. And the principal's like, wow, this is quite a lot. And Mr. Davenport's like, well, this isn't it. And Mr. Davenport then sends like the the terabyte large, okay, it's probably smaller than a terabyte, but the very large file that they've created with all the evidence, with all the like the references, with all the people's testimonies. And the principal's like, wow, this is... This is intense. And Mr. Davenport's like, it's really thorough too. And so basically, right, the principal's office is like, we need a couple days to make, to like go through this. And the principal's office like, you know, Ben and John, um, like you guys can be excused for the next couple days. You're not suspended. You're not anything. But if you want to take the next couple days off just for your own protection as we vet through this, that's totally fine. So John and Ben were like, oh, shoot, like, of course. The school contacts their parents. They explain that they're not in trouble. It's for their own safety. And, the you know, John's mom's like, oh, John, you should have told me about this, whatever. So a couple days go by, and that's when Mr. Davenport emails John. And the headline of the email is, the verdict is in. So John immediately, he sees the, like, the notification on his phone, and he immediately opens up the Gmail app. And he's just swiping and refreshing and refreshing. And he eventually opens up the app, gets in there, opens the email, and it's one click line Click on the video saying, on screen right won. now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going, everyone? Today we got a story time of a Minecraft kid who ends up destroying his entire house because he was uh, playing with his quote-unquote flint and steel, basically playing with the lighter, trying to do Minecraft in real life, because the kid actually believed that Minecraft was real, and he was like, oh yeah, the physics will be exactly the same. So he ends up burning down his entire house. Pretty crazy story, I think you guys will enjoy, so sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing, and with that being said, uh, 
Let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Eric. So anyways, right, uh, Eric's mom informed him that they would be going over to their cousin's house for the weekend. So this was during summer, and, you know, Eric was off from school. He was kind of just chilling, having a pretty good time. And, uh, you know, his, his cousin is significantly younger, so like four or five plus years. And uh, it's, it, it's always difficult, like, to hang out with family members sometimes if they are a significantly different age demographic than you. Unless it's, like, 30 and 40, because you can get along, like, you're both adults, you can get along with, you can at least, you know, I don't know, understand adult stuff together, but I don't know about you guys, but, like, just hanging out with people that are, especially if you're 15, hanging out with, like, a 10-year-old is just like, bro, how do you even do that, bro? Like, unless you can, like, both play the same video game and relate over that. However, though, so Eric's mom's like, hey, we're just gonna, you're gonna have to do it, you're gonna have to suck it up, like, sucks to suck. Basically telling Eric that it's, un like, she knows that he probably would prefer to be doing something else with his time and he probably wouldn't want to, but that it was a non-negotiable. Yeah, so uh, another thing that she informed Eric was that apparently, you know, their aunt had been telling her that, you know, Eric's cousin had a bit of an addiction to this game called Minecraft. Well, Eric knew what Minecraft was. Like, it's pretty hard to be, you know, a teen. This Like, to be a teenager, be on the internet to any extent, be aware of video games to any extent, and at least not know what Minecraft is. I think a lot of people haven't played it, but at least most people have, they at least know what it is. Or maybe they played, like, Pocket Edition when they were a young kid or something like that. But anyways, Eric's mom was informing him that, yeah, so basically, you know, just a heads up, this kid is obsessed with Minecraft and will probably refuse to have a conversation or engage in any activity that isn't at least Minecraft adjacent. So Eric's thinking to himself, oh great, well this is going to be a really fun time for me because I don't play the game like I know what the game is. I don't play the game, I don't really watch the game, and now I'm going to be forced to spend time with this kid who won. I don't have anything in common with in the first place because we're like, he's like four to five years younger than me. And on top of that, he's not even going to try to relate on anything. And like, because the only topic that he'll allow us to have conversations about is freaking Minecraft, bro. I'll even admit, like, I, even someone like me, who's a pretty big fan of Minecraft, I, it's just like the one game I could always play as a kid because I was a Mac user. I will admit that, like, even I would be kind of bummed out if I was going somewhere and I knew the only thing I could talk to someone for days about is Minecraft. So anyways, Eric gets in the car. Eric's mom's kind of like, you're just gonna have to deal with this. I'm sorry. We need to see family members, which like I can respect. It's good to like, you know, keep in touch with your family members. It's good to keep and have a good relationship. So anyways, they drive over. It's about like an hour away. They don't live that far. It's only an hour car ride, but it's still, it's a bit of a trip, right? So anyways, um, they're going over and, uh, you know, Eric's just kind of like mentally preparing himself for a very not super fun, uh, I don't know, time. You know what I mean? He's not hes not really that excited for what's about to happen. So they pull up into the driveway, and uh, Eric's aunt basically just... Uh, Eric's aunt comes out, but one thing, you know, you know who doesn't come out? Yeah, the Minecraft kid, a.k.a. Eric's cousin. You know why? He's too busy up in his room playing frickin' Minecraft, bro. Yeah, so anyways, um, the Eric's mom, or Eric's aunt, sorry greets them. It's like, I'm so excited you guys could come. This is so great. I'm really excited to see you guys here. All this kind of stuff, right? And uh, she kind of like looks up, like, because they have a two-story house, 
And on the second floor, there is very clearly uh, Eric's cousin. We're okay, so for the rest of this video, I'm going to call Eric's cousin the Minecraft kid, just so you guys know those are the same dude. So she looks up to the Minecraft kid's room. Um, so the, the blinds are closed, but they're kind of thin, so you can see, like, light kind of flashing or whatever. And I think the window must have been open because it was a hot summer day. And you could hear, like, Minecraft noises, and you could also hear the kid go, like, Damn it! No! What the heck? He's cheating! He's hacking! Like, just like this kid is screaming at the top of his lungs. So, uh, yeah, uh, Eric's aunt looks up very slowly up to the window, looks down very slowly, then makes eye contact with the both of them, and is like, ha ha ha, yeah, he's in one of his Minecraft fits right now. Maybe we should wait a second before we go say hi. Yeah, so Eric already knows he's about to be in for a, uh, a surprise, to say the least. Like, he already knows it's about to be a bit of a situation. Because, uh, the aunt just referred to a Minecraft fit. Like, what does that even mean? And that even she said we're better off not, like, saying hi to him until he's out of his Minecraft fit. Like, bro, what does that even mean, dude? So Eric knew that this kid was obsessed, but the thing is, I feel like if it was, like, okay... I mean, probably Eric's aunt should have been like, we're going to go see him, whatever, and kind of like discipline him a little bit, but whatever, man. So they go inside, and once you enter, you can kind of hear the noises a lot more clearly. I guess like this, the sound in the house kind of bounced around a lot, but you heard like, I guess the game volume for Minecraft must have been up like 200% or something, blasting through massive speakers. And then you hear, like, kind of, like, hitting noises, whatever, and then you hear screaming, He's hacking! He's hacking! He's cheating! Ban him! Ban him! Then you hear all this, like, smashing and stuff being thrown around. So Eric already knows that not only is this kid, like, addicted to Minecraft, like, straight up, he's also, like, a he's also, like, engages in gamer rage, which is, like, look, everyone's been playing the game, everyone gets a little mad sometimes, even I get a little mad sometimes. But like, I don't know, man. I don't want to be around someone where they're like throwing their stuff, getting super mad. Like I know a couple of years ago, dude, I'd be playing Minecraft. I would lose. And I'd type in chat, you suck, bro. Like, I, I don't even know why. I would never do that in person. This Minecraft may be so mad. But yeah, at the same time, you definitely don't want to be around someone who's thrown their keyboard or whatever. I never threw my keyboard. I would just be like, you're trash, lol. <laughs> I just say that stupid stuff in chat. But you never want to be around someone who's actually like, throwing their keyboard and stuff. Yeah, so anyways, they go inside, and they're kind of like sitting in the living room after talking with a little bit with Eric's aunt. And Eric's aunt is like, all right, well, it's been like 30 minutes, and I'm not hearing as much screaming. By as much screaming, she didn't mean no screaming, as there was still the faint, damn it, like coming from upstairs or whatever. And uh, so when that kind of like calmed down a little bit, but even it still was happening, it just wasn't as violent or as frequent. She's like, I'm going to go up and let him know that, you know, you guys are here and that you should come down and uh, say hello. So Eric's aunt walks up the stairs and out of the room. Eric and his mom are just sitting there and they can hear because remember this this house is like crazy sound. For some reason, you could hear everything. You hear Eric's aunt be like, hey, sweetie, like. Your, uh, your cousin and your aunts are here. And then you hear, Mom, get out of my room. I'm playing Minecraft. 
And she's like, sweetie, I know you're playing Minecraft, but you should come down and say hello to your cousin. Were you so excited earlier this week? He's like, mom, I'm in the middle of a PvP match. Get out of here right now. You're going to make me lose. Mom. So anyways, uh, you hear the door close. Then you see, anyways, Eric sees uh, his aunt walk down and be like, oh, he'll be down in one second. He's just, he's wrapping up up there, which like Eric and his mom look at each other because I don't think Eric's uh, aunt really realizes or has kind of like, kind of like realized how sound, like the, the way that sound moves in their house and how everyone can hear basically everything. So yeah, it's actually pretty crazy, bro. Like uh, they're just kind of sitting there. Uh, Eric's looking at his mom the aunt doesn't realize that they could hear what actually happened, which was that the aunt basically got yelled out by her by her own, like, son, bro, saying that I need to play Minecraft, I'm not coming down. So yeah, the cousin, aka the Minecraft kid, in fact, did not come down for, like, the next, I don't know, did not come down for, like, the next 45 minutes. And the aunt was, like, for the, for the next 45 minutes, she was sitting in the living room, like, talking to them, being like, how's school, how's whatever, right? Kind of just normal small talk. But she was always, like, looking upstairs, looking down, looking upstairs, looking down, waiting for the Minecraft kid to come down, feeling super embarrassed, feeling super awkward. And, like, honestly, like, Eric even felt bad in the situation. He's like, oh, man, like... A little bit like she did raise this monster, but also it's probably not the easy... Like, for example, I was a pretty easy child. I'm sure I was hard to raise in the sense that raising any child is hard, but, like, I never broke any rules. I never, like, actually had... The, I was always, like, I was a good child, bro. So, like, I'm sure raising a Minecraft demon is probably kind of difficult, but at the same time, it's like, you raised the Minecraft demon. Like, he's the product of, like, you raising him, bro. Yeah, so anyways, uh, sure enough, uh, eventually the Minecraft kid comes down, and he comes down, and he sits down, and he, he's, he doesn't come down alone, though. He comes down with his iPad. Because just so you know, he plays Minecraft mostly on the computer, but when he doesn't have access to his computer, he plays Minecraft on his iPad. And when he doesn't have access to his iPad, he plays Minecraft on his phone. And when he doesn't have access to his phone... He goes to sleep so that he can dream about playing Minecraft. Yes, he will never be in a situation where he's not playing Minecraft. So he comes down, sits on the couch, and immediately is just on his iPad. Like, walking downstairs, he's walking down, holding his iPad, probably chopping wood or something in one of his, you know, creative worlds, or I don't even know, right? So sure enough, the aunt is like, hey, buddy, like, do you want to say hello to someone? Indicating that, like, maybe he should say hello to his cousin who came all the way just to see him, even though his cousin very clearly does not want to see him. And the Minecraft kid's like, what? And he goes back to playing Minecraft. Yeah, so basically the Minecraft kid just completely ignores his mom and ignores his cousin and just goes back to crafting, bro. So, yeah, sure enough, the mom, like, prompts him again, like, do you want to say hello to your cousin? And he's like, oh, hello, and then goes back to playing Minecraft. So, look, here's the thing, Eric, the subscriber, he's not taking any of this personally. He's like, okay, whatever, like, it's fine. It's not like we were going to have some great, deep, philosophical conversation anyways. Like, it's, it's whatever, it really is. And uh, so, sure enough, they, they have a little bit of a conversation and then, you know, Eric's aunt is like, all right, well, we do have a plan for later tonight. So Eric is literally just sitting there playing Minecraft on his little iPad or whatever. 
And it's kind of awkward because they can't continue on with the conversation because the aunt is like insistent on trying to bring Eric into the conversation. So she's like, so Erica, what did you do today? And he's like, because mm, he's too busy playing Minecraft to have any like verbal response to her that was any bit intelligible. So he could only respond in grunts so he could focus 99% of his attention on his Minecraft gaming skills and abilities. Yeah, so at this point, uh, Eric already knew that this was, this was about to be a great time. This was about to be a great time at his cousin's place. So um, basically, uh, they decide, or basically the aunt's like, okay, so this is what we're going to do for the rest of the day. Um, so they got there kind of late in the day. They were going to stay for a couple days or whatever, but they were planning on going out to dinner. So let's just skip ahead till later in the night, as that's where things start to get even more interesting with the Minecraft kid. So anyways, uh, they, uh, anyways, the Minecraft kid, after their conversation, goes back upstairs and goes back up to playing Minecraft. Eric is like, kind of looks at his mom's like, can I just stay with you? And she's like, yeah, fine. I think Eric's mom was like, at the very beginning, a lot more like, I don't know, you need to go spend time with your little cousin or whatever. You don't see him, family's important. But after seeing the little cousin's, you know, actions and stuff like that, I think she kind of just chilled out and was like, all right, well, I think it's fair enough to say that, you know, my I'm not going to have to put, I don't want to put my son through, like, the nonsense and turmoil of dealing with this kid. She's probably going to, like, want, like, Eric to hang out with him at least a little bit, but I think she's going to be a bit more understanding. She's going to be a, a bit more lenient, a bit more, like, relaxed when it comes to that stuff. So anyways, right, uh, let's just skip ahead to the time for dinner. So they get kind of dressed up a little bit. They were told to bring at least one nicer pair of clothes, like, because they're going out to, like, a fancy steakhouse or whatever. And uh, so, you know, everyone's kind of dressed up, and they're waiting in the living room. And Eric's aunt yells up, like, all right, it's time to come. And, like, go. Oh, it's kind of time to come down. We're going to go eat soon. And you hear, like, this very faint muffled, Mom, I'm playing Minecraft. So anyways, right, uh, you know, it, the aunt's kind of like um, a little bit embarrassed because I'm sure if you're a parent and your son or daughter or whatever directly talks back to you, I'm sure that's kind of embarrassing because while that's like, yeah, okay, this kid's probably difficult to handle, this kid's probably difficult to deal with, at the same time and at like the other side of the coin, why are they difficult to handle? Why are they being so difficult? Well, I mean, it's kind of a reflection on you as a parent to an extent because you did raise these kids maybe if they're like 35 and like now they're like acting back at you at that point they're adults and they've kind of formed themselves but especially if they're like 10 or 11 i mean really the, their whole world is more or less shaped by you and or things that you let them like spend all their time doing at the end of the day the minecraft kid might have been a real like problem but why was he a problem because his aunt let him play minecraft 24 7 and kind of form into the kid he is now so it's a little bit embarrassing, and she like kind of goes up there, and she hears like this bicker, or not she, sorry. The, Eric, the subscriber, and his mom are sitting there very awkwardly in the living room as they hear bickering back and forth between the Minecraft kid and, uh, you know, the aunt, and the aunt's like, I need you to get down there right now. You're embarrassing me in front of your cousin and your aunt. The Minecraft kid's like, but ma'am, 
I'm in the middle of a, a Bed Wars game, please. I just need one more game. And then she's like, no, you will not have one more game. You've been playing all day when your cousin's been here. He's like, but mom, I'm about to win. I'm about to get like, I'm about to win the Bed Wars game. She's like, you are shutting this down right now. He's like, mom, I've got, I've played Bed Wars. You can't stop me in the middle of a Bed Wars game. Mom, this isn't a game you can pause. And, like, Eric and his mom are just sitting down there, just, like, grimacing, cringing, super awkward. Yeah, so anyways, eventually the Minecraft kid and Eric's aunt come down. It's all pretty awkward. It's pretty uncomfortable. Uh, obviously, the Minecraft kid is very, very grumpy right now because he was taken out of his Bed Wars game. Mom doesn't understand. You can't pause these games. Right? Which is like, okay, bro, you have been, like, yes, I'm sure that you probably lost some stats on Hypixel or something. But at the end of the day, bro, like, I don't know, you've been playing Minecraft all day. And from the looks of it and what it sounds like, you've been playing Minecraft all day, every day for the longest time, dude. So I don't really know how you could have that kind of the grounds to be upset over this type of stuff. Anyways, though, so uh, sure enough, they get in the car. And, you know, in the front is the aunt and uh, Eric's mom, and in the back is Eric and the Minecraft kid. So Eric is kind of just sitting there very awkwardly. And the Minecraft kid looks at him and is like, hey. Eric turns and is like, what's up? Because, like, you know, Eric's going to try and be friendly to this kid. It's not like Eric is going to try and, like, ignore this kid or whatever. I mean, it is his cousin. And he is staying with them. So if they can be on good terms, that's, like, the best situation. That's the best outcome from this situation. So, yeah. Anyways, uh, the Minecraft kid is looking at Eric and is like, hey. And Eric says, hey, what's up? And the Minecraft kid is like, uh, do you know what Minecraft is? And Eric's like, yeah, I'm, like, aware of what Minecraft is. And the Minecraft kid's like, oh, so do you play it? And Eric's like, ah, oh, not really. I, I think I play it, like, once or twice, but not really. And the Minecraft kid, it's so funny. He looks at him, and, like, this kind of, like, glazed look goes over his face. His eyes, like, kind of unfocus. And then he slowly turns back to sit, because he kind of, like, he twisted over and turned over to look at Eric while he was talking to him. But the second that Eric said, no, I don't play Minecraft every second of my waking day, and also when I go to sleep, dream about Minecraft PvP and speedrunning, the second Eric admitted this, this, this sin, right, the Minecraft kid literally just lost every speck of interest and just shifted over back to looking forward. He didn't, he wasn't even like, oh, okay, cool. He didn't even respond. That was literally just the way that he ended the conversation, was just like turning away the second Eric said, no, I'm not super interested in Minecraft. I don't play it every five seconds of my, of my life, right? So eventually they get to the steakhouse and they walk inside and so they're seated, they have reservations, they sit down. And the Minecraft kid is looking at the menu. And his mom's like, hey, buddy, like, I know you like steak, so here are some things I think you'll like. She points out some stuff at the menu, whatever, right? And, like, the Minecraft kid's looking at it, and he's like, um, I need to know how this steak was prepared. And, you know, everyone, like, I don't know, like, it was kind of a weird question to ask. Like, what do you mean I need to know how this steak was prepared? Like, how how many different ways can steak really be prepared, bro? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. And he's like, well, I need to know if it was cooked in a furnace or someone used flint and steel and then killed the cow. And, like, everyone's just kind of looking at them real confused. And even Eric at the time, Eric's knowledge of Minecraft has grown a decent amount since uh, this story took place. So he understands it. But at the time, he was just like, bro, what are you saying? 
And the Minecraft kid is looking at them like, why are you guys so confused? I'm literally just asking how this meat was prepared. Well, was it put in a furnace and smelted with coal? Or was it that, that they kill the cow with a sword and just make sure that they hit it with a flint and steel beforehand? And for any of you guys out of the loop of Minecraft knowledge, basically there's a few ways you can get cooked steak in Minecraft. One is you put it in a furnace and put coal in there. Or another way to get raw steak is by killing a cow. But if you set the cow on fire, wow, saying this out loud actually sounds so bad. But if you set the cow on fire and then kill it, it drops cooked steak. So that's what the Minecraft kid was asking. Because the Minecraft kid must have been playing so much Minecraft that he believed the real world was Minecraft physics. The real, that the Minecraft physics were actually real world physics too. So yeah, his, the aunt needed to explain to the Minecraft kid that like, she, he, he probably shouldn't ask that to the waiter. But anyways, the waiter comes over. And before, like, the waiter can even finish saying, hey, can I get, do you guys want any drinks? The Minecraft kid says, so, is your steak cooked in a furnace? Or do you need to flint and steal the cow before you smack it with a diamond sword? And it's just, like, dead silence after the Minecraft kid says that. Because I don't know about you guys, but I would be at least a little bit confused. And uh, real quick, let's make the secret word of the day, uh, diamond sword. So comment diamond sword down below. And while you're in the comment section, check out the pinned comment as the pinned comment now has two links in it. I used to have a bunch, now it's only two. The first one is the one you probably guys know, a link to my Spotify page. I upload all these story times as uh, podcasts on Spotify. Please make sure to listen on there as I'm actually trying to like build up a little thing on there. I got some like some word in with some of the reps on there. But also, secret announcement. You guys are like 20 something minutes into one of these videos, so I know that you guys are probably pretty big fans. And I wanted you guys to know before anyone else, that in the link down below is gonna be my animated story channel. Yeah, yeah, you guys have been wanting that for a while. It's not gonna be like the greatest animation ever, but my friend Tagswag has a channel called Birdie. My friend Inguine has a channel called The Duck. It's gonna be very, very similar to that style of animation. So make sure to subscribe to it now. It has no content right now, but it will by this Friday or Saturday. So that was a little bit of a long announcement. Let's just get right back into the story. So anyways, the waiter is kind of thrown off guard because he just, I don't, I think the waiter's like old enough that he might know of Minecraft, but to know that, like, to get steak in Minecraft, you need to, like, throw it in a furnace or kill a, a cow with flint and steel, that's pretty game-specific knowledge. I think if I asked a random person who didn't play that much but knew about Minecraft, they probably still wouldn't even know how to answer that. They'd probably be like, uh, well, I mean, I don't know, dude. I don't spend all my time playing Minecraft like that. And I'd be like, fair, bro. Fair enough. So, yeah, sure enough, um, the waiter's like, uh, well, because he just tries to, like, I don't know, try and like survive like save the conversation he's like um well we we, we get grass-fed beef uh you can choose if you want it like cooked medium rare rare um like well done it's it's up to you i, I don't think we use a furnace we use like a, i don't know a, an oven or stove or something the minecraft kid's like hmm i've not heard of that method before that is very suspicious Turns to his mom. Mom, we need to get out of this establishment immediately. <laughs> and his mom's like, ha ha, so funny. Don't listen to anything he says as she turns to the waiter. You know what? Can we have another second with the menu? And the waiter's like, uh, okay. 
So anyways, uh, she turns to, or the aunt turns to the Minecraft kid and is like, you cannot be saying that like that. Like, you cannot be, like, demanding that we get up and leave. Like, that's so rude. It's so embarrassing for me. And this whole time, Eric and his mom are just sitting there so awkwardly. And the Minecraft kid responds, Mom, I've never heard of anyone cooking steak in an oven before or a grill. Like, it obviously is either in a furnace or you kill a cow with flint and steel. Everybody knows that's the two ways. And she's like, that's not anything. She's like, shut up. You know, like, she just, like, is starting to have a mental freaking breakdown. So anyways, uh, the Minecraft kid does not end up getting the steak because it's too suspicious. He just gets up, like, he just gets three orders of fries, which, like, yeah, that's when I think of a healthy, nutritious meal that's going to power me through the day. I think of three orders of large fries. That covers all the food groups, bro. Yeah, so anyways, they eventually get back home. And this is where things go really, really south. I think the title of this video is going to be Minecraft Kid Destroys His House, Minecraft Kid Burns Down His House. And I said in the very first 30 seconds, the Minecraft Kid Burns Down His House. That was not clickbait, that was not a lie. I just need to give you all the information before we got there. So eventually, they're driving back. The aunt is a little bit on edge because of how much the Minecraft Kid has acted out. And I think she's now realizing, in the presence of other people how strange the Minecraft kid really is, because I think, like, I don't know. I feel like if certain things happen to you every single day, you kind of ignore it, but I feel like you're hypersensitive to things being out of place or things being abnormal when you have guests over. So I think the fact that she had guests over and kind of, like, in contrast, it was, like, Eric in contrast to the Minecraft kid was so extreme that you couldn't notice the difference between the two of them. So anyways, they get back. The Minecraft kid immediately goes upstairs. And, like, no one thinks anything of it. Little do, we, do they know that, you know, the Minecraft kid is about to perform Minecraft in real life and burn down the house. Um, they just think that he's going back up to play more Bed Wars or just play some more Minecraft up there, right? So they're sitting down in the living room. And the aunt is like, I'm so sorry. Like, I, I didn't realize how bad it was with him. Like, I know that he was obsessed with that game, but it's, it's like rotten, his brain. Yeah, so anyways, uh, they don't realize that anything's going on. But the, the aunt is like, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm sorry about what's going on. Like, and then that's when Eric's like, do you guys smell smoke? And almost as soon as Eric says that, the Minecraft kid comes running downstairs. She's like, Mom, Mom, Mom. She's like, what? What happened? He's like, I was, I was doing Minecraft, and uh, I was doing the flint and steel. I was, I was seeing if, uh, how to make steak in real life like Minecraft. And uh, uh, Mom, and points upstairs, and you can see all of this smoke billowing from outside. So, okay, the, the situation starts to unfold in the... Like, the aunt starts to realize, oh, shoot, my house is on fire. Goes, like, gets them all outside, gets the phone with her, calls 911. The amp, uh, like, the ambulance, fire truck, all this type of stuff is coming there. So as the house is catching on fire, she turns to the Minecraft kid and is like, what did you do? So the Minecraft kid basically explains that he was so confused by what happened to the steakhouse that he went downstairs, grabbed, like, a piece of raw chicken from the fridge, then also grabbed a lighter, which he referred to as flint and steel, and was trying to, like, cook the chicken like you would in Minecraft, but accidentally, like, left the lighter going and, like, on something super flammable, and that, like, it just, like, caught on fire, and that he was, like, too scared to do anything at first, and it spread really quickly, and he ran downstairs, and now and he points to the house, and the whole thing's in flames. So the fire truck gets there, um, like, puts out the fire, 
It's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, the whole, like, second floor is, like, trashed, bro. Like, the house is not doing well. Thankfully, they got insurance, but at the end of the day, you get insurance not because you want to use insurance. You get insurance hoping you'll never use it, but knowing if you need to use it, well, at least that's better than, you know, the situation happening and not having insurance. It's never like, a, oh, thank God, like, I'm so excited to finally use our insurance. Said nobody ever, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, anyways, uh, Eric and his mom, their stuff was still on the first floor, so actually their stuff was totally fine. Eric and his mom said that, like, uh, you know, they'd be willing to help or whatever, but they should probably leave because they're not going to stay in the non-existent second floor guest bedroom unless they wanted to sleep on a bed of charcoal and breathe in toxic fumes all night. So, yeah, um, I don't know. I think the aunt was so flustered that she was just like, no, it's okay. You guys can go. And, like, obviously Eric's mom was a little bit conflicted of just getting up and leaving, but she also was like, I'm also not trying to deal with this dude. So, yeah, Eric gets in the car, and Eric's mom starts driving them back. And, uh... Eric and his mom have a nice long conversation about, like, basically saying, Eric, thank you for being such a good kid. If you want to support the channel, go ahead and watch another video on screen. There are two. Click either of them. I'd really appreciate it, and peace. What's up, guys? Today we got three story times of the cringiest kids ever. The first story is of a kid who tries to become a Spice King and ends up, uh, well throwing up in the cafeteria. The second story is of a kid who asks out a girl in the middle of class in the most cringy way possible. And the final story is of a spoiled kid who gets a stain on his fancy pantsy shirt and you guys will not believe how he reacts. Leave a like on the video to claim your free nothing and let's just jump right into it. Anyways, we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted the first story, Ty. So anyways, this all happened on what seemed like a normal day. Ty and his friends were in the cafeteria. So there's another kid who we're going to call Ben. And Ben was kind of the kid that uh, always tried to seek attention, and that's how he thought he was going to be liked. You know, it's kind of a sad situation because I knew a lot of those kids back in the day that they thought, you know, they maybe were self-conscious of the number of friends they had or really the lack of friends they had. And they thought if they put in a clown show, they would be able to have more friends. Quickly, like and subscribe right now to claim your free nothing. Anyways, though, so yeah, this, uh, this all started off as a normal day, and uh, Ty and his friends, they were sitting at the cafeteria, and they had cafeteria food. You could bring in your own food, but most of the time, they just have the cafeteria food, and Ty tells me, this food's not great, bro. Like, it really is very average or whatever. It's, it's, it's just simply not that good, which, you know, so they're sitting there kind of like picking at their mush or whatever. And uh, Ben, this kid I was telling you about, sits down at their table. So Ben will kind of like float around from table to table. I've told you before, he doesn't really have a stable friend group, which is probably the reason why he's always acting out. And uh, he's like, you know, he sits down. He's like, boys, this lunch is going to be for the history books. So Ty looks at him. He's like, uh, what do you mean? Because I don't know why like a lunchtime would be so memorable. Right, so Ty and his friends kind of look at each other a little bit confused because it's kind of like, you know, why is this kid saying this is going to be a lunch to put down in the history books? That just doesn't make a lot of sense. Anyways, though, so, the, you know, the spo not the spoiled kid, sorry, Ben elaborates and he, you know, grabs his lunch bag because he brought in lunch today and puts it on the table. And Ty and his friends are kind of like looking at this lunch bag like, okay, bro, I see you have a lunch bag and you put it on the table. I'm not super sure what this means, but cool, I guess. And he's like, boys, I 
am going to do the spicy food challenge like the Spice Kings on TikTok. And they kind of look at each other. If you don't know, there's these people that are called Spice Kings, I think, or just people that um, eat a lot of spicy food in short form videos on YouTube Shorts, on TikTok, on Instagram Reels. Basically, they post videos of themselves eating, you know, spicy peppers, spicy chips, just like a lot of spicy food, allegedly in one sitting, um, trying to have like no reaction or whatever, and it's it, whatever, right? You can do what you want to do. I've no actual issue with that type of content. However, I think Ben thought it was such a good idea for him to do this to kind of show off to the kids or, or show off to like Ty and his friends and try and get their approval or whatever, which I mean, hey, bro, at the end of the day, like this is not how you, the thing is, you're not going to become friends with people long term because you're able to pull off funny stunts or whatever. You're not going to be able to become friends with people just because I don't know, like you're 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 going to become friends with people because you spend a lot of quality time with them. You share hobbies. You're a good person to them. You are consistent. That's how you're actually going to become friends with people, not by pulling off stunts like this. Anyways, though, so yeah, sure enough, Ty takes out the stuff out of his bag. And in his bag, there are three things. There's a thing of jalapeno peppers. There's a thing of hot, spicy Takis, and then there's the one chip. If you don't know about the one chip challenge, well, let me explain it to you very briefly. Basically, the one chip, well, the one chip challenge is this one chip that you can buy, and it's like this one black chip that is ridiculously spicy. There's so many funny videos on the internet of people trying to eat it, it is not being able to do it. So anyways, yes, Ben had both the one chip spicy Takis, and some spicy, probably jalapeno peppers. So at this point, Ty and his friends are like, okay, we don't need this kid, like, causing a scene. Because, it look, at the end of the day, they're just trying to chill and eat their lunch. The last thing that they need is a big old situation or whatever that, because of proximity, because they are physically nearby, that then they're, <laughs> they are responsible, right? They're not trying to be responsible for this kid. Totally fair, Totally understandable. So yeah. Anyways, right? They're kind of like, hey, bro, you really don't need to do that. Um, I'm sure you could, but also, oh, man, we're running low on time. Maybe you want to do that another day. Maybe you want to do that with other people so that we're not responsible. Yeah, there's a lot of things that maybe you'd rather do. And Ben, it's like, no, boys. Like, I showed this to you. I had this up. I need to finish it. Like. I need to, like, figure this, like, I need to show you guys. And he, before they could stop him, he immediately, here's the thing, bro. Normally at these Spice Kings, they'll eat, like, one thing at a time. Yeah, so instead of doing that and putting, like, a, like eating one spicy thing at the time, because if the spoil, not sorry, not spoil kid. If Ben was to eat one of the spicy items at a time, maybe besides the one chip whatever thing, because uh, that thing's pretty crazy. If he was able to eat a few jalapenos, he would pretty quickly realize, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Because by the way, a little background knowledge, which at the time, Ty and his friends had no idea about, was that Ben had zero <laughs> spice tolerance, bro. He had no ability to handle any heat at all. He just saw people munch this stuff on TikTok and YouTube shorts, and he was like, all right, man, I'm in, bro. Like, I'm good, or something like that. So yeah, sure enough, right? Um, he decides to do something pretty stupid. He takes a fistful of jalapenos, a fistful of spicy Takis, 
and the one chip crushes them like all together into a ball and just eats the whole thing, chews it super quickly, swallows it and looks at them and says, no reaction. Okay, after saying no reaction, Ty and his friends look at each other like, oh boy, because they know that the one chip doesn't necessarily hit you immediately, but give it some time, you're screwed. So they're all looking at each other and they're like, ha good job, bro. You don't need to be eating any more of that. And as they're saying that, Ben is already grabbing more fistfuls of jalapenos and spicy Takis. About 10 seconds later, though, he stops eating more stuff because I think he starts to feel the upcoming wave of spice start to hit his throat. And he's like, no, uh, no reaction, guys. Does anyone have any water or milk? And they don't. So he quickly gets up. He's like, no reaction, guys, no reaction. I just need, I just need something to drink to like make it easier for me to, oh my God, for me to, uh, uh, for, me, for me to eat more of these guys. Don't, don't worry, no reaction though. And he starts like frantically looking around and Ty and his friends are like, oh boy. So they're like, look, bro, we'll try and get you some milk or something. Like, and he's like, guys, guys, I'm dying. Yeah, so basically within the span of 10 seconds, he went from saying, no reaction to saying, oh my God. Oh my God. By the way, if you made it this far into the video, comment spice down below in the comment section. I'm going to try and heart as many comments on YouTube that say spice. Thank you so much for making it this far. Anyways, so yeah, sure enough, um, he's just kind of, uh, he's dying, bro. Not actually. You're not, he's not actually dying. He's fine. He might have some toilet problems, but he's doing all right. But he's basically panting on the floor and tying his friends are looking at each other like, Bro, this is the exact reason why we didn't want him to do this. We don't want him to actually, like, harm himself, too. But also, now we're looped in by association. Like, we would be bad people if we just stood up and left. Yeah, so that's when Ben, who's, like, crawling around on the floor, like, Milk! I need some milk! And Ty gets up and kind of yells out, Someone get this man some milk! Eventually, though, yeah, Ben just completely, like, uh pukes everywhere not to be too graphic i'll keep it at that but at that point the entire lunchroom is are like oh my god because everyone's paying attention once again the one thing that ty and his friends didn't want as well is all the attention all the negative attention associated with this and all the negative attention being associated with this guy but yeah what are they gonna do about it though so uh yeah eventually the lunch lady the staff whatever they come over they get him some like milk or some kind of something to make him feel better and get the spice down unfortunately the cleaning crew had to come over and clean up the situation at hand in the lunchroom and we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted the next story zach so anyways there's this kid in zach's class who we're gonna call ben again because i just use the name ben for all my secondary characters yeah so there's this kid in ben's class or sorry not ben in zach's class who we're gonna call ben and uh, Ben had this massive crush on this girl. And we're going to call this girl Ava, right? So Zach, Ben, Ava were all in this class together. And this was sixth grade. So it was like a sixth grade English class. So they had a lot of roundtable discussions. It definitely wasn't like a math class type class. It was, it was like an English, it was an English class, right? They kind of, it was, it was kind of chill, right? It was pretty chill. Anyways, Valentine's Day was coming along, and let me just say that me and Valentine's Day, we have beef. I don't have beef with anyone besides the inventors of Valentine's Day, aka the Hallmark Corporation, bro. You guys are always screwing me over. It's definitely not me and my stupid actions. It's you guys. 
But anyways, sure enough, Valentine's Day was coming up. And at the school, there was a little bit, okay, not just at the school. I understand that everywhere, Valentine's Day is like the day of like, ooh, like love or whatever, or chemicals and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, however, especially at their school, Valentine's Day was like the day people waited. They waited for months sometimes. I don't recommend this, but they waited for months sometimes to ask out the person that they had been interested in on Valentine's Day. It was like a special thing at the school to go above and beyond on the day. So every single year on Valentine's Day, the number of couples in the grade would go from like one or two to like eight. Like it would shoot up and then over the next couple of months, it would decay pretty quickly to like four because, hey, bro, a lot of them were just springing out of nowhere. And, you know, a girl gets asked out on Valentine's Day at the school. It was almost like, oh, my God, you got asked out on Valentine's Day? Samantha, you're so lucky, right? So they would always say yes, and then they'd say no like two weeks later and break up. But anyways, I need to let you know the culture of the school. That's kind of how they did things. Anyways, right, so yeah, uh, in Zach's class, there's this kid named Ben. He had a massive crush on this girl named Ava. Ava and Ben never spoke together, and I told you guys it was an English class, kind of like a roundtable English class. I didn't tell you that for no reason. I told you that because in math classes, for example, in math class, you're probably not going to be able to talk to your crush that much. I mean, hey man, we always find a way, like, you know, you find a way, I find a way. But what I'm trying to say for the most part, in a math class, you're probably not really talking to that many people. Sure, there's some classes that emphasize group work or whatever, but a lot of times you're sitting there, you're listening to a lecture, and then you leave. At least in my, like, my Calc 1 class, there's this girl who sat in front of me, and let's just say that like I was like, wow. But there was like, no opportunities. Well, there could have been, but I was also much lamer at the time, so I just didn't make any opportunities for myself unless they were easily given to me. However, in a roundtable English class, you're basically forced to talk to everyone. However, somehow, Ben and Ava have never spoken in a class that emphasizes speaking with everyone. Even when they were in small groups together, Ben would never say a word to her. So it was a little bit uh, not a good idea that he was planning to ask her out to be his girlfriend <laughs> on Valentine's Day, bro. So anyways, Ben and the subscriber who submitted this story, Zach, which by the way, Zach submitted this to me on Instagram. Go to Instagram, look up Connor Pugs, follow me, and then message me your story. That's where I get a lot of them. Anyways, Zach and Ben were acquaintances. They weren't close friends. Um, they weren't anything like that. However, they were cool with each other. And sometimes they would talk about stuff. And Zach almost had a older brother mentor type relationship, which is kind of funny for sixth graders, right? It's like y'all are both six, you're both are in sixth grade, bro. Like chill out. However, though, um, on February 12th, two days before, before Valentine's Day, Zach and Ben were walking away from class because they had an English class together. They were walking to the locker where they had their backpacks. And they would do this every once in a while. Not every day, but every once in a while they'd talk about life or talk about sports. And sometimes Ben would ask for advice in the girl department. And Zach knew that Ben had had this thing for Ava for a while now. And he's like, dude, you need to talk to her. He rammed it in again and again and again every single time. He's like, you need to talk to her. And Ben would be like, well, I'm just preparing. I'm just planning. Here's the thing. A lot of you guys don't want to hear it, and a lot of times I didn't want to hear it. If you're constantly in a state of planning, 
or preparing to do something. It could be girls, it could be a business, it could be a school project. You're not doing anything. If you're planning for longer than you really need to, which be honest about yourself, the only thing you're doing is procrastinating. Yeah, the only thing you're doing is procrastinating. So when Ben would keep telling Zach, oh, I'm just preparing myself to be the best person for her. Look, there's nothing wrong with self-improvement. I think it's kind of a good space to, it's a good thing to do. Like it's good to always want to better yourself. But don't go down the rabbit hole of, I'm not going to talk to her. I'm just going to self-improve myself until I'm the best version. You will never be the best version of yourself. The whole point is to strive towards that. That is the glory. You will never reach it. You are Sisyphus. You are pushing that boulder up forever. And it will keep rolling down. But the point, it, the point is the pushing up, not getting there. I'm, I don't know why I'm going into this whole rant for you guys. But I've been through so many of these situations when it comes to growth. You just need to talk. You will get better at talking. You're working on your talking. But he would refuse. But on this day, on February 12th, Ben and Zach, you know, Ben told Zach his plans. And he didn't elaborate exactly, which I think if he did, Zach would have actually came in and been like, would have been a lot harsher with him. But more or less, Ben explains to Zach, look, I've been thinking about Ava for a long time. I think it's time I ask her out. It's Valentine's Day. It's weird if I don't ask her, if I'd ask her out on another day. And man, I can't wait another year. And Zach's like, first of all, The whole thing at our school of you can only ask someone out on Valentine's Day is stupid. It's ridiculous. And also, no, like, you haven't spoken to her yet, Ben. I've told you this again and again. You have not spoken to this girl. Therefore, you're, bro, like, I don't know how else to say it. You need to speak to the girl first for at least a while. You don't even know if you like her. You probably are just madly in love with this false construction of her. That's another thing, not to get too preachy, but if you never actually interact with these girls or guys, depending on who I'm talking to right now, that you are so obsessed with, you're going to construct a false reality of who they are that they will not live up to. You are in love with your imagination of this fictional character. You're not in love with them. Sorry for being preachy. I just want you guys to not make the mistakes I did. And <laughs> this is a freaking therapy lesson for you and a little bit for me. Anyways, but Ben does not listen. He's like, Zach, I love you, bro. Like, you've always been there for me. I just need to make the call on this one. So Zach says to Ben before they leave, which Zach says if he knew how Ben was going to act, that he would have acted a lot more strongly here. But he says to Ben, look, bro, you can't do this. Like, you can do what you want to do. Like, I actually can't control your life, believe it or not. But you, this is a bad idea, and I promise you it's going to end poorly. You're going to be embarrassed, and I just need you to hear it from me that if you do this, I'm not responsible, basically. And Ben's like, you know what, Zach? You always want the best for me, and I appreciate you, but I'm doing this. And Zach's like, okay. February 14th, dun, dun, dun. It is Valentine's Day. Everyone walks into school. There's kind of like this... Uh, this energy in the air, knowing that a lot of people are going to have really exciting days today. And there's a lot of girls that are very hopeful and a lot of guys maybe that are hopeful on this day that maybe they'll be asked out. And there's a lot of nervous people knowing that they're going to ask someone out and not knowing the answer, even if they kind of have an expectation of the answer. And then there is Ben, who is about to embarrass himself. Anyways, so let's move to English class. They all get to English class and it's the very beginning. 
and this is kind of the teacher settling down. And the teacher's a chill, like teacher's kind of fresh out of college or whatever, or fresh out of grad school. I don't know what you need for teaching English. I really don't know, bro. And so uh, this teacher's chill and will spend like five minutes at the beginning of the class like on their phone and be like, guys, this is a warm-up period, which basically means the teacher's not trying to teach for the full 45 minutes and just wants to chill on their phone for five minutes. So congratulations, you get to goof around for five minutes. So this kind of like limbo period in class, they're all sitting there. Ava's sitting with her friends. Zach is kind of sitting in the back. Zach has a little bit of a pit in his stomach because he knows what's about to happen, but he does not know the degree to which what is about to happen is about to happen. So yeah, sure enough, um, Zach uh, watches as Ben gets up, walks over to Ava's desk. He is hoping, he's praying, he thinks that it's going to be short, brutal, and quickly done. A nice, okay, a nice execution in quotations, right? Quick, done, not horse-drawn and carriage or whatever that's called. Very quick and easy. No, he sits down, he's sad, and then he realizes he's an idiot for what he was doing. But no. Ben gets down on one knee and screams, attention, class, attention. And Zach's like, no, no, my son, no. So everyone stops what they're talking about, including the teacher, to look at what's going on. Zach, oh, sorry, Ben, not Zach. Zach would never do this. Ben is on one knee, and he's like, Ava, you mean the world to me, and I wanted you to know that. But I not only wanted you to know that through my words, I wanted you to know that through my song. Ben can't sing, by the way. So this reenactment is probably accurate. Ooh, yeah, Ava. Basically at that level. So he like has a fake, he takes a pencil as a fake microphone, gets up and starts walking around like it's a music video. And he's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, Ava, aww. Bro actually has the freestyling ability of, like, bro, some of these, like, random... Uh, bro has no freestyling ability. I hope, and he, he probably wrote this down beforehand, too, and he's like, Ava, every day that I come into class, I feel alive. Yeah. Ava. And she's just sitting there like, oh, my God, because she did not expect this today. She probably was talking to some other guy who maybe even already asked her out, right? But she, at the end of the day, she was not expecting this. Yeah, so this goes on for a couple seconds. And that's when, thankfully, this wasn't like a five-minute long song. This wasn't Mirrors by Justin Timberlake, full edition. Good song, by the way, but oh, my God, it's nine minutes or something. Anyways, he eventually is like, so, Ava. What will you say? Will you be my girlfriend? And the whole class goes silent. And Ava's like, like, Ben, I'm sorry. I just don't know you. And Ben's like, well, I'm giving you an opportunity to know me very well. <laughs> Dude, if she says no the first time, don't look for a yes. You're not going to get a yes. If you, like, trick her or um, convince her in some other way, like, you uh, shame her into saying yes. Bro, if she doesn't want to say yes the first time, Tricking her, shaming her, coercing her, somehow getting her to say yes, that's not a natural yes, bro. Trust me, that's not what you want, guys. Come on now. Anyways, though, so she, yeah, she's just like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, Ben. She didn't say bro. Sorry, bro. I can't do it. No, she's like, I'm sorry, dude. Oh, I'm sorry, Ben. I don't know you like that. I can't. So Ben is like, oh, oh, okay. 
and he walks back. But Ben doesn't sit next in his old seat. He sits down in the empty seat next to Zach. And they sit there in silence for a little bit as the teacher starts the class a little bit earlier than usual because of, uh, you know, what's going on right now. And uh, she uh, starts a class sooner than usual because she doesn't like the awkward period of silence. And uh, by the end of it, Zach and Ben walk out. And they walk together, but they walk in silence for a second. And that's when Ben says, you're right. And Zach says, don't worry about it, bro. Like, learned a lot today. Don't let this lesson slip you by. And after that, they start talking about freaking Spider-Man or sports. Or they immediately, they immediately jump over the topic because Zach knew that he didn't need to explain anything that Ben didn't learn. As terrible as that was, traumatic events in that regard are sometimes the best teachers. We're going to call the subscriber who submitted the third story, Gavin. So anyways, in Gavin's class, there was a spoiled kid. And this spoiled kid was kind of notorious for being a spoiled kid. And he basically gets the same description that I give to 90% of the spoiled kids in my spoiled kid story times. Basically, this kid grew up super rich. And you can grow up super rich and like be a totally fine person. But sometimes it really goes to your head. You think you're better than everyone. You've never been told no. You've never had to work for anything. Take all those characteristics. Put this on the spoiled kid in this story. Anyways, so the spoiled kid had this habit. I don't know if it's a habit. I don't know if that's the right word to say. But basically, he was a big fan of, like, hype beast culture. There's nothing wrong with having, like, liking the idea of, like, some shirt or whatever that costs a lot more money than it should. I go through phases of being a grandpa and being like, you know what? Shirts should, you should really only pay for the utility of a thing. And then I go through periods of, like, oh, bro, that hoodie is sweet. Like, oh, like, oh, it has that logo? That's cool. I go through periods of both, man. It's just, it's really not that deep. However, it was a type of a situation where the spoiled kid had access to his parents' credit card with basically an unlimited funds on it, which uh, is basically like playing GTA 5, like, but a hacked version. The game loses fun. I never, I actually never play GTA, but I hear from people who have, like, unlimited money glitches. Bro, this is not fun after a while. The whole point of the game was to get the money. And now that you, you know, I mean, now that you have it all, it loses its value. Anyway, so, so yeah, sure enough. Every single day, the spoiled kid would come in with some crazy outfit, right? He was a big fan of flexing. There's nothing wrong. It's, it, flexing is very questionable. Um, having a few nice things, there's nothing that inherently wrong. I mean, I fall for some stuff like that. I'm not going to say I'm perfect, right? Um, uh, but also, like, the spoiled kid literally every single day had some freaking Supreme, Gucci, Louis Vuitton, some, some kind of crazy combination of stuff every single day. And every single day was basically new because the spoiled kid at the end of the week would buy a whole new wardrobe just to flex on everyone. And he didn't do so in silence, by the way. The spoiled kid was extremely vocal about his, what he was wearing that day. Let me give you an example. Okay, so random day. Spoiled kid would walk into class Everyone would look at him because he'd have some new Louis Vuitton shirt, frickin' bape shoes, crazy whatever pants. He'd have some, some, some kind of combination. And if that's your style, okay, whatever. But basically, the spoiled kid would sit down, and he would turn to some random kid. It would actually normally be a different kid like every single time. It's funny. But he would turn to some random kid, and he'd be like, 
do you know how much these shoes cost? And the kid would be like, uh, no. It's like, $400. And he turned to another kid. Do you know how much this shirt costs? Oh, oh, $300. And he would just keep doing this every single day. So it wasn't as if he was just flexing, which is to some degree questionable at the st- in general, right? Especially when you go crazy, right? But he was like blatantly flexing. Like he wasn't just wearing items of clothes with high values and it's like, oh, there's a high value implied with this clothing. Ooh, whatever, right? He was blatantly stating it, which is just kind of like, oh, oh, okay. Okay, man. So one, this story, a lot of background, and I know, I know, but it's necessary. This story all starts one day when the spoiled kid, the worst possible thing ever happens to the spoiled kid, and he has a crazy tantrum meltdown, and it's hilarious, but also pretty cringe. So on this day, the spoiled kid was wearing some, like, Louis Vuitton shirt or something, and he comes in, and he's doing his normal routine or whatever, of blah, blah, blah this, blah, blah, blah that, and some kid is walking in that day, and he's a little late, because the spoiled kid's always a little late. He's walking by the spoiled kid, kind of in a rush to get back there because he, you know, he's already late, so he's trying to sit down quickly. The spoiled kid is leaning over to one side to be like, do you know how much my freaking, this Gucci brick I have? Oh, it's a trillion dollars. (laughs) You can afford that. (laughs) Then he leans over to talk to the person to the left of him. This kid is literally Eric Cartman, by the way, if Cartman had a lot of money, right? He leans over to the left of him. And when he leans over to the left of him, the spoiled kid doesn't realize that the the other kid who's late is kind of rushing down the aisle. And the kid who's rushing down the aisle has a thermos, a thermos full of soup because he wasn't able to eat breakfast that morning. And the spoiled kid bumps into the kid. And because he bumps into the kid, the kid kind of falls back a little bit. And a little bit of soup, not even the whole thing, a little bit of soup flies out of the kid's thermos and onto the spoiled kid's Louis Vuitton white shirt. So there's a big soup stain on his super expensive shirt that he was just about to lean over to the person next to him to explain how expensive it was. So like this, the kid is like, oh, bro, I'm so sorry. And he keeps walking by and the spoiled kid's like, how dare you? How dare you spill soup? Do you know how much this shirt costs? Do you know how much this shirt costs? And the spoiled kid like gets up and he's like, screaming at this kid and the teacher is like spoiled kid sit down and the spoiled kid turns around and screams like he spilled soup on my three hundred dollar shirt do you know how much this shirt costs and the teacher okay i think the spoiled kid was expecting the teacher to be on his side but i think the teacher had overheard the spoiled kid every single day and was also very aware of the spoiled kid's parents' financial situation, and also very aware of that he had access to it because of the rotation of clothes that the spoiled kid had. Every single day, it was something new. So the teacher said, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't wear a $300 shirt in a class. Maybe you shouldn't do that. And the spoiled kid was so shocked that the teacher didn't fold to his every whim, right? That he's like... <laughs> My dad is going to sue the school. It's going to sue you, teacher. It's going to sue you. And points to, like, the kid who's, like, rushing to get to the seat. And the kid's like, okay, bro, like, whatever. Because <laughs> no one takes him seriously. And the spoiled kid is at the edge of tears and then starts crying in the middle of class. This kid has spent the entire year flexing 
stuff that other people can't afford and doing it blatantly. And the second that he bumps into someone and gets soup spilled on his shirt, he starts crying. The spoiled kid in tears runs out of the classroom. And the subscriber, Gavin, who submitted this, just looks at his friend and is like, are you serious right now? How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new story. Today, we have a story of another spoiled kid who does something absolutely crazy. This is another one of those stories of those spoiled kids who are just, just so ridiculous that you, you just can't help but just sit there and think, wow, these people really populate the earth with us. That's freaking crazy, bro. So with that all being said, leave a like in the video to claim you free nothing, and let's just jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted the story, Adrian. And so there was a new kid who was moving into the neighborhood, and the new kid's mom reached out to a bunch of other kids' moms in the neighborhood because she was added to a neighborhood Facebook group or something. I don't know what moms do. I also don't know how Facebook works. I don't know much about either. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, uh, the mom must have reached out to Adrian's mom and said, hey, like, uh, I got a son that's your son's age. Um, or probably asked, like, if she has a son, how old her, her son is. And then, oh, my son's your age as well. So they got an invitation over. It was, uh, this was all happening over the summer. I think the plan was that, like, the spoiled kid, or who they didn't know was the spoiled kid, but we're going to call the spoiled kid, right? The spoiled kid just got there, and the spoiled kid's mom is like, ah, well, I want to make sure my son has friends as he goes into school. Obviously, I think all moms want that, right? So anyways, Adrian on one Friday night is driving over with his mom. And uh, they're driving to a place, a part of the neighborhood that they had never been to. I think Adrian pass, would pass by it every once in a while. But it was like one of those gated communities. So you'd look inside the gates and you'd be like, dang, those are some nice houses, I guess. But this time, they were given the access code or whatever. Apparently, in this gated community, they would change the access code every single day. And, like, if you had a guest, you'd just give them the right access code. And people who had, like, lived there had accounts you could log in. I don't really... That's unnecessary details, right? So they get the access code. They go to the door. They type it in or whatever. The gate opens up, and they go through. And Adrian is just stunned that houses like the houses he's seeing exist in the neighborhood with him, Right? He's, he's like, that's, that's ridiculous. Like, that's crazy. Like, he, he passes by houses that are three to four times as expensive as his. And he, he doesn't have, like, an inexpensive house necessarily. It's just a very normal, very, very kind of standard American middle-class suburbs type house. But he's going through these, like, mega, these, like, mini mansion type houses. However, it only gets crazier because the spoiled kid doesn't live here. The spoiled kid lives at the very end of this gated community. And it's, it was almost as if, like, the houses became more and more extravagant the farther you went down. Maybe it wasn't as if. Maybe it just simply was that the houses got more and more extravagant the farther you went down. But anyways, you know, Adrian is, like, starts to say stuff to his mom, like, wow, I've never seen any place like this. And Adrian's mom was very quick to be like, hey, make sure you don't say anything about it to the spoiled kid. Yeah, apparently, like, his parents do pretty well, but, you know, it's pretty awkward and it's pretty rude to say anything about money right away. Little does uh, Adrian know that the spoiled kid probably needs to learn this lesson himself. But anyways, they eventually make it to the kind of end of the driveway, in a sense, and they, you know, Adrian's mom's like, oh, well, there it is, like, 722 Plain Street or whatever. I don't freaking know. I'm not going to actually give an actual address, but... Yeah, so Adrian is just looking at this house. 
and it is the most ridiculous thing he's ever seen. It's got like three, four stories. It's massive. It has a massive driveway with like a big old car garage. It's got a huge pool in the back that you can see spilling out. It's got a crazy, it, it is like the most ridiculous house you've ever seen. Sure, it's not one of those Hollywood mega mansion $20 million houses, but it's the equivalent for a normal, not normal person, but for a non-celebrity type person. Like this is definitely a house that a CEO of a really big company would live in, right? So Adrian was immediately pretty floored. And uh, his mom's like, hey man, remember what I said. Don't say anything about it. It's rude. Let's just go in there. Let's meet the kid. So they walk in or they walk up to the front house. Yeah, they walk up to it. It's not as if they get out of the car and go to the front door. They legitimately walk up this big winding trail to eventually, eventually get to the front door. They knock on it. They wait a second. You hear the, dar- the, the barking of two dogs or whatever. The door opens up and it seems to be the spoiled kid's mom. It's like, oh, says the name of Adrian's mom. Like, oh, so good to meet you. They give like the very fake mom hug. I think you guys know what I mean. And then she looks down at Adrian. And it's like, oh, you must be us, your mom's son. She says it. Okay, she's using names. And the way I'm saying it is weird, but you know what I mean. You must be Kathy's son. Let's say her name's Kathy, right? And he's like, yes, like my name's Adrian. Nice to meet you. Um, thanks for having me today. She's like, oh, thanks for coming. I know a spoiled kid. He's just really nervous about not making friends. So I, I, I'm sure he's so excited right now to meet you. She yells up, spoiled kid, your friend is here. And then you hear, mom, I'm playing Fortnite. Go away. And you can see the spoiled kid's mom. Her face just goes like very like, freaked, like freaked out for a second. And then she like almost like internally calms herself down. And it's like, oh, he's funny sometimes. He's such a little prankster. And like Adrian looks up his mom and Adrian's mom looks down at him because they're kind of exchanging a look of like, that definitely wasn't no prank, bro. Like, let's be real. This kid is already a menace. Like I can already tell. So they walk into the house. And when Adrian walks into the house, it is like, once again, I mean, this is not a surprise at this point, as he's seen the how extravagant the front of the house is and probably presumably the back is. But once he enters the house, it meets expectations of being the craziest thing he's ever seen. The most ornate, decorated uh, inside of a house he's ever been in. He, like, it's something that you'd see in one of those like celebrity or those crazy house magazines that's like, look at this person, who's richer than you? You will never make this on your salary. <laughs> it's like one of those type of magazines, right, that I kind of question the point of them existing. But yeah, so he walks up and, uh, or he walks like in and uh, the spoiled kid's mom says, oh, spoiled kid's room is just up the stairs. And uh, yeah, you're going to go, you're going to take a left and then you'll probably figure out where it is. So Adrian decides, so Adrian walks up the stairs and he's kind of hearing very faintly and then louder and louder as he approaches kind of like Fortnite gaming noises right you know shooting building i didn't play a lot of Fortnite, so my analogies will be a little bit off but anyways um so he goes up the stairs and he kind of hears he gets closer and closer to a room that you know presumably is a spoiled kid's room he knocks on it and the spoiled kid says it's just like just grunts the spoiled kid's like uh Okay, that's not, don't, don't make that weird, bro. But anyways, he just kind of makes like a weird grunt sound instead of actually responding. But, you know, Adrian wasn't going to wait outside forever. And he also knew for a fact that this was the spoiled kid's room. So he walks into the room and he sees the spoiled kid. 
behind this massive monitor, right? This very big, massive monitor. You would have thought that this guy was like an investment banker at like JP Morgan Chase or something by the size of these mod, these dual screen monitors. You would have thought that this guy was like some quantitative analysis guy working at a quant fund or something like that. You would have thought that this guy was getting paid $600,000 a year to do math models at Two Sigma, bro. Like, this guy is just cranking, crank, he's just building shit in Fortnite, bro. Like, it's not a, you don't need this, but whatever, right? He gets into the room, and uh, Adrian is kind of just like, he's completely blown away again, which, I mean, he's kind of not blown away because he's expecting it, but he's just, once again, couldn't potentially expect this. Blown away by the inside of the Spoil Kids room. Just imagine anything you could ever want, multiply it by three, and then add more stuff that you don't even know that you want in this room. And that is the Spoil Kids room plus some. This thing is the most like extravagant, like, kids dream type thing. It is, has the biggest gaming computer ever, huge monitors, you got the Lego Death Star, you got a huge rack of shoes or whatever, you got a big closet that's like very clearly very big. Um, you got everything. You got the coolest light setup. You got, um, I don't know, charging port for his phone, iPad, literally everything possible. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it beyond, besides just imagine something unimaginable. <laughs> that should be easy. Imagine something unimaginable, add two to it, multiply it by seven, and you got the spoiled kid's room. So anyways, you know, uh, Adrian says, hey man, what's good? My name's Adrian. And the spoiled kid doesn't respond to him. He's just playing Fortnite. And he's just like, he's cranking 60s or whatever. I don't know the phrase, sorry. He's just playing a bunch of Fortnite, not paying any attention to the fact that another human being is, is, is in his room. And Adrian's kind of thinking to himself, Did this kid just not hear me? Or is he ignoring me? And Adrian just kind of like thinks about it for a second and says, okay, this kid definitely heard me. Because it's not like he had headphones in because the noise was super loud. Like everyone could hear it. And like it, he... Adrian said it loud enough that the kid definitely heard. So Adrian just sits there, or stands there, I should say, awkwardly for five whole minutes. And that's not like an exaggeration or saying like, oh, I stood there for five minutes. Legitimately five whole minutes of this kid just playing Fortnite. And eventually he loses. He takes his fist, boom, slams on his desk. He's like, you're hacking. And just like turns around. Is like, oh, uh, hi there. Like, oh, sorry, I forgot you're, you're here. Um, what's good? My name's Spoiled Kid. Um, says his actual name, but my name's Spoiled Kid. What's your name? Brett? Adrian's like, no, it's... It. He's like, okay, whatever. Um, what's good, bro? Like, what do you like to do? And Adrian's just like, oh, I'm not Brett, but whatever. He's like, um, I don't know. I like to go uh, hiking. Um, I like the outdoors. I like, you know, spending time with my dog. Uh. I uh, play basketball, and this boy kid's like, okay, cool, whatever. I play golf, Fortnite, and I like driving fast cars. Next. Adrian's like, dude, you're like 14. How do you drive fast cars? He's like, you know, when your dad has a little bit of authority, you know, you can kind of do what you want and not worry about it. And Adrian immediately is like, oh, my God, I definitely am not going to like this kid. And he's like, oh, also another thing, huge fan of shoes, big shoe guy. And Adrian's like, oh, cool. Adrian to himself is like, all right, I definitely need to just come up with a conversation. Like, I just need to come up with something. And he's like, okay, um, what kind of shoes do you like? And this boy little kid, like, gets off his chair, 
walks up to Adrian, looks down at Adrian's shoes, and is like, well, first of all, not those. Adrian's got, like, a standard pair of Nikes. Like, what? The <laughs> Very solid shoes. Very whatever shoes. Spoiled Kid's like, yeah, definitely not those, bro. Like, what? <laughs> Dude, what? you get this from, like, bottom of the dumpster or something? <laughs> and Adrian's like, what? I, I've had these for, like, a year. Of course they're not going to be great. But he's like, aha. Very funny, dude. Ha ah, You're so funny. Ha ha ha. Adrian immediately knew that him and this kid were not going to get along. But the thing is, he can't just go down and tell his mom, hey, this kid sucks. Sorry, Miss Spoiled Kid. Your son's the worst. We're leaving, right? Can't do that. It's bad etiquette, apparently. Um, not that you know, the, the Spoiled Kid is having great etiquette either, but... You know, Adrian's like, all right, I just got to power through this. Hopefully dinner's sick, and then we'll just dip out of here, and then I will never talk to him again. Cool, whatever. So they have a conversation, or I should say Adrian is being talked to. It's, conversation normally entails that it's both ways, but in this situation, it's literally just Adrian being talked to for like 20 minutes about the spoil kit. And the spoil kit's not even talking. He's simply just bragging at this point. To be more specific, he's simply bragging. He's just like, oh, yeah. I'm pretty cool. I got, like, this really nice, really nice shoe collection. And by really nice, I mean super sweet. Yeah, you know, I don't really see my dad that much. And, you know, Adrian's like, you're telling me? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, so he just kind of gives me a credit card and I can do whatever I want with it. And if he ever complains, I'm like, well, you're never here, bro. So it's either credit card or you're here. Adrian's like, damn, that's kind of sad. But anyways, this boy kid's like, yeah. So I've been buying all these shoes. I've been, like, spending a lot of money on this stuff, man. I mean, like, take a look at these Air Force, Nike, X, Gucci, whatever's. It, come up with something expensive, right? He's like, yeah, these literally cost half a band, bro. Adrian's like, what? He's like, $500, dummy. And Adrian's just like, oh, what? And he looks at these shoes, and they're, like, the ugliest things he's ever seen. He's like, bro, What? It's kind of like a pair of clean Nikes, bro. What are you doing with all this? And the kid's like, yeah, yeah. So these are limited edition. They're exclusive, small batch. Um, you know, I've definitely, like, when I was, a couple of days ago, I was walking in the mall. So they had, a, they had a mall around them that was, like, a fairly popular location. He's like, besides it being super grimy, like, I definitely, definitely caught a bunch of diseases from there. Am I right? Adrian's like, okay. He's like, yeah, I was walking around in these, in these bad boys and points to, like, the nike supreme bricks or whatever he's wearing on his feet and he's like yeah you know i was like walking around in these and like all the all the chicks all the baddies bro were totally looking at me and them they're like whoa i know those shoes are 500 bucks adrian's just like that's definitely not real that's not a true story that's not a true story man that's that's fake news but he doesn't say that he's like oh for real you talking to any of them he's like no they totally wanted it, but, like, nah, I'm a pass, bro. And Adrian's just looking at this kid. In his head, he's like, this might be the worst kid ever. Like, I thought he's going to suck, but this is just whole new levels, right? I, I, I guess this is, you know, just whole new levels of just sucking. Wow. Okay, cool. Noted. Good to know. I will make sure to tell all my friends how I really feel about you. Anyways, yeah, so the spoiled kid goes on to talk about, you know, shows off some other stuff in his room. He's like, oh... Oh, oh, I got something to show you. And Adrian's like, yes. He's like, come, 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 come with me, come with me. So they walk down the stairs, and they pass by the spoiled kid's mom and Adrian's mom sitting there. 
and Adrian's mom is actually looks like she's having a decent time talking to Spoil Kid's mom. Like they're just talking about mom stuff. Like the weather is nice today. I don't know what moms talk about, bro. I don't. I don't know. But anyways, they walk down, and Adrian's mom looks over and kind of gives a or like the spoil. Sorry, the spoil kid's mom looks over and gives the spoil kid a thumbs up. The spoil kid's like, "Shut up, man!" And they, <laughs> sorry, they just and they keep walking. They go out the door. And the spoiled kid is taking them around back. He's like, yeah, so I just wanted to, like, uh, I thought I'd show you some cool stuff. Like, you definitely don't have access to stuff like this, so you're welcome in advance. Adrian's like, don't punch this kid in the face, bro. Hold it together. Don't drop kick him in the nuts. Just deep breaths. Send meditation or something my mom was telling me. Just hold it together, man. Hold it together. He's like, yeah, so... If you want to take a little look over here, and he sh- like oh, goes over to the garage, goes over, like types in a pin code or whatever. He's like, you didn't see my code, right? Adrian's like, no. And the spoiled kid's like, you're totally lying. Like, I know you're definitely going to try and lift one of these cars, but don't even try it, bro. Like, they, we, they, they have trackers on all of them, and we will come and get it. Adrian's like, I wasn't going to lift your car. What's Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? He's like, whatever, man. Uh, anyways, so I know this is a big opportunity for you. Um, because you probably will never, ever have access to, like, look at these, let alone, like, even get near one ever again. Adrian's like, okay. <laughs> Word, bro. Cool. And this woke. It's like, yeah. So you take a look over here. This is my, uh, my, uh, dad's Ashton Martin. Got a Mercedes C-Class. Got a, uh, oh, this, this one's not bad. This is, a. Uh, Little uh, little sports car over here. It's not too not too bad. He says the name like Ferrari Bugatti. The the cheaper one, the two. They're both like super expensive, but you know what I mean. Like not the, the I think one of them's like crazy crazy, and one of them's like crazy. Um, so he's like, yeah. And there's like some other stuff, but like you maybe want to uh, sit in one of these cars, and I can take a photo of you in it. So you for like a second, you can be like, oh man. Look at me, guys. I'm in this car. Even though it's, like, totally not your car and you totally will never have one. But if you want to take the photo, I will give you the opportunity because I'm just nice like that. And spoil... Uh, uh, Adrian is just like, oh, my God. This kid's the freaking worst. Yes, you guys might be thinking this kid's pretty bad. Well, let me just say that he goes full mask off. He gets super blatant. And he actually, believe it or not, gets worse. Just literally give it a second, dude. Real quick, God, my voice is broke, sorry. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, I'll comment spoiled down below. I know, it's the same word almost every time, but one of these times, I'm going to change it, and you sneaky, you, you, I'm looking at you, being all sneaky or whatever, you're going to comment spoiled in five minutes into the video, and it's going to be like potato, and then you're going to look like an idiot, so always watch till this part of the video. I'll try to hard as many comments as I can to say spoiled as I appreciate you guys making it this far into the video. Uh, Spotify down below, full length videos are in there. TikTok down below, short form videos are on there. Follow me in both those places, help the channel out. And finally, the best thing you can do, literally, is just after this video, watch another one of my videos. Binge watch or just watch a bunch of my old videos. It really does boost the channel. Easy way to do that is the storytime playlist, playlist of all my old stories. Pin comment down below. That all being said, let's just get back to it. Not trying to waste your time. So anyways, right, the spoiled kid. Yes, the spoiled kid. Um, you might be thinking, well, this can't be much worse. Like, this kid sucks. You're not wrong. This kid does suck. 
But it does get worse. Like, I, I, I hate to break it to you, but this kid actually finds a way to somehow get worse. And, uh, yeah, you're about to see that. So, anyways, eventually Adrian and the kid go back upstairs. He's like, all right, well, they walk up to his room. And this boy kid's like, yeah, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll some fort right now. You can, like, stand there or something. Just don't break anything because I will make you pay for it. Which is like, bro, what? Yeah, so <laughs> this, this guy's just standing, in the spo- just standing in his room as a spoiled kid watches him. And, uh, yeah, he's just kind of, like, standing there watching the kid play Fortnite. And that's when the kid's mom, the spoiled kid's mom, yells down saying, Boys, dinner time! Or whatever, you know, they're saying. It's like, whatever, right? And uh, the spoiled kid's like, Mom, I'm playing Fortnite! Like, just completely taking it out on her for no good reason. And, you know, Adrian's just standing there so awkwardly. Because he's like, yeah, you know, my mom and I have gotten into disagreements before, but I'd never take it out. Like, I'd never do something like that. And I 100% agree with Adrian. Like, that's ridiculous. Can't be yelling at your mom like that. I really don't care what it's about, bro. Even if she's doing something a little messed up, you got to sit down, say it politely, say it nicely. You got to... Come on, there's no other way, man. Anyways, though, so Adrian's just staying there really awkwardly because he's like, man, I can't disrespect. I'd never disrespect my mother like that. If you have to learn one thing from the Connor Pugs YouTube channel, just be nice to your parents, right? Respect them for what they've done, unless in very few situations, then there, there's always exceptions to rules, but generally, accept that as a rule. Generally, remember, I'm saying generally. Anyways, though, yeah, so Adrian is just standing there in this guy... This spoiled kid, he's actually all right at Fortnite. Well, because he spends all this time playing it. So the game goes on for another five minutes. And the spoiled kid's mom, once again, yells up to them, being like, hey, your uh, dinner's getting cold. And he's like, shut up, mom. Shut up. And, like, Adrian's just standing there so stunned because the first time was aggressive. But this was, like, Loki out of left field aggressive. Like, this, this was kind of crazy aggressive, right? So, uh, yeah, you know, and I'm sure the spoiled kid's mom was, like, super embarrassed in front of Adrian's mom, being like, oh, how did you raise your son? Does he do this to you? He doesn't? Oh, that's interesting. You know what I mean? So, yeah, Adrian is standing there, and then eventually the spoiled kid loses, and he literally takes his mouse and throws it against the wall, and it, like, explodes into a million pieces. And this is definitely, like, a $100 mouse or something. And, you know, he's like, ah, that guy was so cheating, bro. And Adrian's like, oh my god, like, do you have another mouse or something? Spoiled kids, yeah, like, I got 15, I break them all the time. And he literally walks over to a drawer, opens it up, and there's like $1,500 mouses. You know that you're a spoiled kid, right? When you buy 15, like, $1,500 worth of watches, watches, sorry, $1,500 worth of mice, because you break your mouse so often that you just need to, like, you need to have 15 on hand at all time. Like, that's that's the mark of the spoiled kid right there. But it gets worse. Yep, it gets worse. So eventually, spoiled kid and uh, Adrian walk down. And at the dinner table, there's, like, I don't know, some kind of meal in the center. And it looks really good. It's, like, a very fire meal. So, like, you know, they're going around passing it down. And the spoiled kid's mom's like, so, Adrian, tell me about yourself. Like, whatever, right? Adrian's like, yeah, my name's Adrian. I like, uh, you know, going outside, playing t- time with my dog, basketball. She's like, oh, spoiled kid used to do basketball in second grade with his little buddies. And spoiled kid's like, yeah, I don't do it anymore because it's, like, so stupid or whatever. 
I'd rather play Fortnite in cars. He's like literally on his phone the whole time, by the way. So for the next duration of this kind of like conversation, Spoiled Kid's on his phone. Like he's not paying any attention or he's paying at least half attention, right? So yeah, sure enough, um, you know, eventually uh, Spoiled Kid's mom's like, so uh, tell me a little bit about your school. The Spoiled Kid mutters under his breath, poor person school, oh, this, is, this should be so great, <laughs> whatever. And, like, everyone heard it. Like, he didn't mutter it under his breath in a way that people didn't hear it. He muttered it under his breath in a way that everyone heard it. <laughs> so, like, Spoiled Kid's mom, her face just goes, like, drops again. Just like, oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, um, Adrian's mom was kind of a little shocked because besides the first thing she ever heard the Spoiled Kid say that was pretty crazy was yelling at his mom, you know. And this, she's like, okay. Adrian is, like, kind of trying to take this comment in stride, right? It's like, yeah, um, it's cool. A lot of good people there. You know, teachers are fine. You know, school is nice enough. And spoiled kid's like, bet the school sucks and it's ugly. Because uh, the poors are there. <laughs> and you know, Adrian looks over at him like, bro, we can hear you. <laughs> like, I know you know that we can hear you, but... You're almost as acting as if, like, you're talking to some, like, audience that doesn't not hear. Like, what, what, why? And Adrian just kind of looks at him, and Spoiled Kid's mom has this, like, big smile on her face, like, <laughs> don't listen to my son. He does not represent me or my family. Right? And she's like, oh, that's so great. Um, yeah, t- tell me about your school. Like, what do you guys have there? And he's like, oh, so we got, like, basketball court. Um, uh, what else do we have, Mom? And, you know, Adrian's mom's like, oh, well... You guys got a park or something. Spoiled kid's like, but you guys got a crap-ass park. Lol. <laughs> They're all just looking at him like, bro, shut up. And uh, he's like, uh, basketball court? <laughs> Figures, bro. Do you guys not even have, like, golf course or something? And Adrian looks at him. It's like, bro, we do not have a golf course at our school. What? This, this is, like, high school or middle school, bro. <laughs> Wait, what middle school did you go to, dude? He's like, uh, he's like, whatever. I'll get used to it. Uh, everyone has to make sacrifices, I guess. And uh, conversation goes on. More details I don't really need to give you. But at some point, right, the spoiled kid, like, turns his mom. He's like, Mom, do I really, can, can you not just, like, put me in some, like, private school or something? Like, please? Or can you just, like, homeschool me so I can play Fortnite all the time? She's like, no. Your dad and I... Both went to our local public schools, and it was a great foundational period. We learned a lot about character. We lar- we made some of our best friends. Like I, I, I will. I, I, we think it's important for you. And they start having this whole conversation, right? While Adrian and his mom are awkwardly sitting at the table, and he's like, "Mom, I've told you this before, but it makes me really uncomfortable when I have to sit next to people who are of a lower socioeconomic status as us." And like. Adrian and his mom are just looking at each other like, bro, bro, he just said that. Dude just, dude just went full mask off. Yo, yeah, yeah, so, and like, Adrian's mom is like, or sorry, spoiled kid's mom is like, you will not speak like that when we have guests at the table, implying that, yeah, speak like that when we don't have guests at the table, it's totally chill. We love saying stuff like that around here. That's us. That's what we claim, right? Like, what? But anyways, um, spoiled kid's like, Mom, you know what? 
you're always telling me to like, I should express myself and I should say what I'm thinking. And I, she's like, I, I don't say, and she, he's like, you know what, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking Adrian over here. And Adrian's like, oh God, it's looking real poor right now. And Adrian's Bob just like, his, her face is like, bro, what? And Adrian, Adrian's low key just laughing at this point. He's just laughing because he knows this kid's the worst. He knows this kid sucks. And he knows this kid has a long way to go to fix his character. So he's a, he's just dancing, bro. He's just laughing. He's just, he's Josh. And he's goofing around right now. Like he doesn't, he honestly doesn't care because it's like the funniest thing he's ever said or ever heard. Because like, look, Adrian doesn't care. Adrian's comfortable in his life. He's happy with who he is. And he gets to watch this spoiled kid have a meltdown because he doesn't have as much money as him. Like, that's the goofiest thing ever. Plus, it makes for a great story. And Adrian's mom, or his spoiled kid's mom's like, you will not speak like that to our guests. They came all the way over here, and we are grateful for them to come. Aren't we? And he's like, they should be grateful for us. I mean, look, I showed Adrian over here some like some really sick shoes and some really sick cars. I know for a fact that with like his, <coughs> sorry, I know for a fact that with like his money situation that he would not be ever setting foot anywhere near those cars. So like, they should be thanking us. And Spoilkin's mom's like, I do not want you at this dinner table anymore. Spoilkin's like, good, I'll go play some Fortnite. He literally gets up, knocks over his glass on purpose and walks upstairs. Spoilkin's mom is just sitting there and she's just like, I don't, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, right? Adrian's mom's like, it's okay. And she's like, no, it's not. Like, I, I, I don't, I don't know what's gotten into him. Maybe I should bring him on Dr. Phil because that will fix all problems and definitely not just air interpersonal, inner family issues that don't actually get fixed uh, just for views or whatever. But I don't know what to do. And Adrian's mom's like, well, I think you're doing the right thing by sending him to, like, public school. Like, obviously, he's going to have to learn a thing or two about life. Um, look, you still got a chance. Just stick with it. Look, I'm here to help if you need anything. I do think we're going to go, though. And She's like, I totally get it. So Adrian and Adrian's mom get into the car. And Adrian's like, why are you so nice to his mom at the end? And Adrian's mom, or Adrian's mom is like... You know, the spoiled kid might have been super awful, dude, but I don't know if she said dude. She's probably like, spoiled kid, I know he was the worst, but, you know, his mom seems really nice. She just seems overwhelmed by the whole situation. And when people are struggling like that, you know, it's always good to reach out and help them. And, you know, at this point, what's the worst? What's the worst that can happen? I either, either the worst has happened and not, is nothing changes. The best that happens is I can actually give some guidance and the spoiled kid's mom can fix his character because it's definitely not so great right now and uh adrian kind of agreed and uh, moral of the story is i think the morals of this are so obvious like don't be that kid bro like if, if you don't get that from the story click on the video on screen right say. now i know you'll enjoy it just click it do it look in my opinion it's never okay to shame someone for something that they can't control However, it seems like nowadays, if a guy is under six foot 11, they can be shamed and called ugly for something that they genuinely cannot control. In today's story time, this Gen Z girl calls every kid in her class who is under six feet ugly and worthless. It's absolutely crazy, so sit back, relax, and let's jump right into the story. So we're gonna call the subscriber who submitted this story, Billy. So anyways, in Billy's class, 
there was this Gen Z girl. This Gen Z girl spent all of her time on Twitter, as the Gen Z girls do. And by the way, when I say Gen Z girl, I, I use that as like, I don't know, a saying, and I don't mean literally anyone in Gen Z, because I'm technically in Gen Z. It's kind of just a saying for people who spend way too much time on Twitter and TikTok and cancel bread and all, all this wonderful stuff, right? So she spends way too much time on TikTok and Twitter and has come to the belief that uh, all women are queens, all men are terrible, and if a man is under six feet tall, that he is not worth her time. By the way, dude, they're all in eighth grade. Billy's in eighth grade, she's in eighth grade. A lot of guys haven't even hit their growth spurts. Let me admit something to you guys. I am 5'10 to 5'11 on a good day. I am not six feet tall and I will never be. I am basically done growing in that direction, dude. So uh, yeah, even like uh, most kids will not be six feet statistically. And in Billy's class, there was one kid, one kid alone who was like six feet, but barely six feet. And he was like the star basketball player or whatever. Every other kid in Billy's class was under six feet tall because, bro, they're in eighth grade. Like, even the ones that are going to be six feet tall are just not six feet tall yet. I don't know why this is so difficult for people to understand. But one day in class, the Gen Z girl was, like, going around where, like, sat with a bunch of, like, other girlfriends. And Billy was overhearing a conversation that they were having. This conversation went about as follows. So this is the Gen Z girl. Girls, I want to let you know that you should never, ever talk to a guy who's under six feet. They're trash, they're worthless, and we are queens and better. And all the other girls are like, yes, like, you're so right, preach, clap, 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 snap, whatever. I don't even know, dude. And, uh, you know, Billy overhears this, and Billy's sitting at, like, 5'4", but remember, Billy's in eighth grade. First of all, nothing wrong with being 5'4", but also Billy's probably going to grow to be a little bit taller, but... He's also very much not six feet, and everyone else in his class is very much not six feet, except for that one basketball player. So Billy overhears this, and he's kind of like, well, I mean, it's not like I was going to go for the Gen Z girl anyways. I don't need a lecture about how my existence is offensive or something, because that's probably what was going to happen. Yeah, but uh, sure enough, you know, the Gen Z girl, what she starts to do is she starts to go around, like, talking to all the girls in the class, and she starts to try and convince every single one that all men under six feet tall are worthless and ugly and you should never date them and that they're all the garbage. And the thing is, some look, these are eighth grade girls, eighth graders, right? You can be easily manipulated into believing basically anything. But there were a handful of girls who were like, what? Like, first of all, no, there's more characteristics. Like, I do care about height. I don't necessarily, like the girls would be like, a lot of them would be like, you know, some of them would be like, I don't care. Some of them would be like, I don't know. I prefer a guy to be taller than me, but six feet? Like, I'm 5'0 myself. Like, why would I care, dude? Um, if a kid is not literally an entire foot taller than me, if anything, that might make it more difficult. But unfortunately, a lot of girls were falling for the Gen Z girl's, I don't know, her brainwashing or whatever. Because the Gen Z girl would be like, don't believe me? Watch this informative video. And it's like a TikTok video of someone being like, just all men should be executed. And also, if they're under six feet, they're ugly. Yeah, so a lot of stuff like that. And all the other girls would be like, oh, wow, this is so facts, dude. OMG. So, yeah, slowly but surely, the Gen Z girl was turning all the girls away and the from all the guys, basically. And the first real instance of this becoming an issue was when uh, Billy had a friend and his friend was Ben. We're going to call him Ben, right? 
So Ben had this thing for this girl. And uh, maybe this girl deciding that because Ben is not six feet, deciding to like be like L ratio, maybe that says a little bit more about the girl than anything. But Billy, oh, sorry, not Billy. Ben was talking with this girl for a while. And here's the deal. She was actually into Ben. Like things were going to become legit. I mean, as legit as like, I don't know, eighth grade relationships can get. Actually, I had a fire eighth grade relationship. Happiest spring I've had in a while. So yeah, they can be legit. Maybe 10th base is holding hands and even as risque, but I don't know. It's still a fun time to be alive. Yeah, but uh, anyways, so things were going really well for Ben until one day this girl just stopped showing interest. So Ben and Billy were friends. And Ben and Billy would talk at lunch every single day about Billy be like, yo, dude, what's going on with the girl? Like, is that going well, bro? And he'd be like, yeah, like, I've heard really good things. We're really talking to each other. I've heard from her friends that she wants to escalate this to like a full-on relationship, which, which was a pretty big deal, especially for eighth grade. I think it, it's always a big deal. That stuff's always fun. That stuff never gets boring. But uh, yeah, one day, you know, Billy sits down and Ben sits down and Ben's like, dude, she's like completely cut me off and I don't know what I did. And, uh, I mean, this isn't, like, an uncommon thing. Like, guys are just completely oblivious to what happens around them. I'm speaking from experience. I am CEO of being oblivious, bro. But, yeah, so at first Ben's like, oh, or Billy's like, oh, dude, like, Ben, did you just, like, did you say something? Did you, like, not say something? Like, it was her birthday and you just missed it. And he's like, dude, I, don't, I really don't think so. And that's when another guy sat, sits down and says, dude, like, Ben, I'm so sorry, bro. And Ben's like, wait, what are you sorry about? He's like, I heard it's not going well with what's her face. And, you know, Ben's like, bro, like, how did you hear? Like, I, I, I haven't told anyone besides Billy and Billy's sitting right here. And he's like, oh, yes, you didn't tell me. And Billy didn't tell me, dude, I just I just heard. And Ben's really confused because how does this random guy know that it's not going well with this like girl that he's talking to? So that's when this random guy explains that basically word has gotten around that the Gen Z girl has like converted 80% of the girls in the class to reject all men that are under six feet tall. And that the girl that Ben was talking to was converted as well. And that she has been instructed by the Gen Z girl to not speak to Ben until he becomes six feet tall. And Ben's like, dude, what? Because, yeah, Ben's like 5'5", five five, which is a total fine, totally fine height. But also in eighth grade, he's probably going to grow taller. There's like a chance, like a, probably a one in two, one in three chance, he will approach, if not surpass, six feet when he actually has a real growth spurt, dude. Like, I don't understand. Like, it's stupid. I mean, look, people are allowed to have their preferences, but I don't know. It just seems so stupid, especially for eighth grade. And this is like Ben's getting mad because he's like, dude, I was doing so well with this girl before like this nonsense like, oh, I have to be six feet came in, bro. And, you know, the guy's like, yeah, dude, it really sucks. Like this one girl is just like converted all the girls in our class against us. Like the Gen Z girl really is just like she, she's the op, bro. She's against us, dude. Like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. So Ben is pretty upset because things were going really well. So they get into class and Ben, Billy and the Gen Z girl, they all have class, second class after lunch. So they all class together. So they all sit down, and when they walk into class, Ben and Billy walk into class together, they see all the girls in the back huddled around the Gen Z girl, and they're watching some TikTok video on the Gen Z girl's phone about, like, ladies, this is why we don't need men at all, unless they're over six feet tall and make $7 million a year. 
So basically, if you guys know any men that are under six feet tall, tell them that they are worthless to society, right? So, and, and, and all the girls are like, yes, this makes a lot of sense. Yes. And all the guys are just kind of sitting there like, bro, what? So eventually class begins. And the teacher's like, all right, guys, like, it's a group project. I'm going to step out for a second because basically they were paired up into groups and they had a kind of a week-long assignment that they had to do. And the teacher's like, today's a work period, like a class period to just to do work with your projects or your teams. And if you have any questions, I will be in and out of class. I got to like make copies or whatever. But whenever I come back, feel free to ask me questions. So the teacher left class for the majority of the class. And when the teacher was back, it was very sparingly. So that's when like, I don't know, I think Ben was just mad. So Ben like gets up and he walks over to the Gen Z girl's table. And the Gen Z girl is like, hi, shorty. What's up, small guy? And he's like, what? She's like, yeah, you heard me. You're under six feet, so you're worthless. And all the girls are like, oh. And Ben's like, dude, what? And at this point, Billy's like, oh, no, this is not going to be good. Because Billy knew that Ben was notorious for going off on people. Like, Ben was a good dude, and Billy liked him. Like, they were boys. But also, like, Ben had no chill. Like, if someone was doing something and they needed to be called out, or even if they didn't need to be called out. That was the problem. Sometimes he would literally just be ruthless to the wrong people. Like, just, just for the sake of being ruthless, he would sometimes just be absolutely ruthless, bro. Yeah, so uh, sure enough, you know, Ben's like, like, what are you saying right now? And she's like, oh, are you coming over me? Because you're mad that the girl that was, like, falsely in love with you, I got her out of it. Like, you know what? I dodged her a bullet, like... You are so under six feet right now. I, I'm honestly gagging. Am I right, ladies? And they all start laughing. So at this point, Ben is being humiliated in front of the entire class for something that is out of his control. Look, you're allowed to have preferences. I honestly don't care. If, for example, if you're a girl who's watching this and you will only date men or women that are above six feet, that's fine. Like, you're allowed to have your preferences. If you want to date literally no one but one specific person, I do not care. However, that is a completely different story from publicly shaming someone for not fitting within those preferences, right? Uh, that is a completely different story. Unless, you know, the shaming is for different reasons. For example, if someone's like a bad person or is doing something bad, that shaming is okay. But that's not shaming because they don't fit within your preferences. That's shaming for a different reason. But to shame someone, one, because they don't fit within your preferences, and two, because of something they literally, physically cannot control, I mean, bro, you're kind of asking for trouble. And so anyways, Ben, Ben is about to go off on her. Ben is about to uh, get himself in a little bit of trouble as well, because the teacher is walking in as Ben is going off on this girl. Basically, here's, here's the deal. The Gen Z girl is a little, uh... Chungus Among Us, she's a, she's a little uh, bigger than the average person, which is fine, which is fine, right? Who cares, bro? Live your life. However, in Ben's mind, she was coming after him for a characteristic that he cannot control, so he should be able to go after her for a characteristic that is difficult to control, but possible, right? It is technically possible to change your weight within bounds, but it is impossible to change your height after you grow. Sure, you can do stretches to like get an extra quarter inch out of your spine, but bro, not, not really, not really. 
And uh, yeah, Ben was about to fight fire with fire, and he was unleashing the flamethrower. Flame. The secret word of the day is flame, so if you made it this far into the video, comment flame down below. I like to see how many people made it this far. And also, if you check the pinned comment on this video, you'll see a link to the Spotify, which all these story audios are on Spotify as a podcast, so listen on there. And then also a link to both my meme channel and my Reddit story channel. I upload on both those channels every single day. Please go ahead and subscribe. I'm starting both of those from a very low number, so you guys watching means even more on those channels, and I genuinely think you'll enjoy the content. Anyways, let's get back to it. So Ben is about to go off on the Gen Z girl as the teacher's walking back in. So pretty tough timing. So as the, te- as the Gen Z girl, right, is like sitting there calling him short and how he's such a shorty and the reason why the girl doesn't like him anymore is because I convinced her that you're worthless because you're short. And as the teacher's walking in, Ben is like, I'm not going to take crap from a literal beluga whale like you. And the whole class goes silent. Disclaimer, don't make fun of people's appearances, whether that be for your weight or your height or other reasons. I'm just telling the story. So the entire class goes silent, and the Gen Z girl is so mad. She's like, I didn't like, I'm not taking disrespect from someone short like you, and literally like runs out of the class. And Ben's like, what I do? And the teacher was like, Ben, you are not allowed to speak like your fe- to your fellow classmates with such disrespect like that. Go to the principal's office. And that's when, you know, Billy speaks up and says, yeah, like Mr. Teacher, right? Ben messed up, but, you know, he was called, like, short. Like, she was, like, making fun of him for being short, saying that he was, like, unlovable and worthless. And the teacher's like, I don't care, whatever. Like, that literally doesn't matter. Like, Ben, go to the front office now. So now I'm going to tell a bit of the story from Ben's POV, his perspective. So Ben is walking to the front office, and he's walking in steaming, and he's very upset because he overheard, like, he heard the teacher say, it doesn't matter that you were called short and worthless. You called a girl fat, which you can't be doing. You cannot be doing. And I want to say I do not endorse anyone doing that, even if you're called a bad, even if someone calls you something bad, don't call them something bad back because then you're basically as bad as them. But Ben, if he was going to be punished, wanted at least equal punishment. He wanted at least equal treatment. So he goes to the principal's office and he sits down. And the principal is like, like, son, your teacher just called me. And apparently he called one of your classmates a beluga whale. <laughs> and Ben's like, lol. <laughs> and he's like, son, that's not very funny. Like, that's not a funny thing to do. Like, you know, girls have a lot of self-esteem issues. You cannot be doing that. Like, I mean, we're looking at probably a day of in-school suspension for that, which that's a little harsh. I'm not going to lie. That's a little harsh. But I guess that was the punishment. So Ben's like, okay, like, I accept my punishment. However, I don't think I should be the only one punished here. And the teacher's like, oh, like, do say, like, what do you mean by that? And Ben's like, well, the girl I said that to, which I guess in retrospect was wrong of me to say to, the only reason I did was because I was getting mad because in front of the entire class, she was saying that because I am under six feet, that I will never be loved and that I am worthless, a terrible individual, and that I'm ugly beyond compare, right? And the principal is just looking at Ben. And the principal stares at Ben, and looks at him and laughs. And the principal's like, oh, Ben, you think I'm going to get her in trouble for that? You really think that's comparable? And Ben is looking at the principal like, what? 
Like, are these not the same crimes just committed by different people? Huh? Yeah. So the next day, uh, Ben's not in school. And the day after that, you know, eventually Billy finds Ben is like, dude, like what happened? Like, are you good? And uh, basically Ben goes on to say, dude, I got one day of in-school suspension. He's like, okay, well, I saw the girl yesterday. Is she just getting suspension later? And that's when Ben goes on to say, Billy, dude, no. The principal literally laughed at me when I said that, like, what she did, and I asked her to get punished. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that was the ruling that the school gave for this. Guys, sometimes life is unfair, and this is an example. What's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. Today, we have a story time of a Minecraft kid who thinks that Minecraft is real, that the real world is Minecraft, and that there is no difference at all. I know you'll enjoy it, so sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's jump right into it. So we're going to call the subscriber who submitted this story Alex. So anyways, Alex had to go babysit his cousin, and Alex really didn't want to spend his weekend babysitting his cousin, but at the end of the day, what choice did Alex have? I mean, Alex's mom's like, bro, you're going to do it. And when your mom tells you to do something, I don't know about you, but you just got to do it, man. You just got to do it. Anyway, so Alex heads over to his cousin's house. It's about like a 20-minute walk from his house because they live in pretty much the same area. So it's not that big of a deal. But he gets over there, and Alex's cousin were actually... Okay, so we're going to call throughout the rest of this video, Minecraft kid equals Alex's cousin. So when I say the Minecraft kid, I'm speaking about Alex's cousin. So anyways, the Minecraft kid's mom gets to the door, Alex's aunt, and she's like, Alex, thank you so much for coming. Like, I know this is on super short notice, I'm so sorry about that. There's just really nothing, like I, I needed someone to come and I was posting on Facebook and your mom offered you, look, I will be paying you. And Alex was kind of thinking to himself, oh word, like I'm getting paid, like this actually isn't the worst deal ever. And yeah, so she's like, I'm so sorry about that. Like, look, um, I know you haven't seen your cousin in a second because Alex's little cousin, the Minecraft kid was like seven and Alex was like 15, so they didn't really have a lot in common. Believe it or not, the seven-year-olds and the 15-year-olds don't really have a lot in common. I mean, Alex might be like, yo, dude, this girl's super hot. He's like, what's a girl, bro? Like, isn't that just a guy with long hair? But yeah, anyways, uh, one thing they might have in common is they both kind of like Minecraft. However, the Minecraft kid likes it to a little bit of a different extreme. So anyways, Alex's aunt, like, is, you know, at the door talking to him. And that's when the Minecraft kid, a.k.a. Alex's uh, cousin, walks down the stairs. And Alex's uh, aunt turns around and says, Oh, perfect, Minecraft kid, says his name. But Minecraft kid, like, you remember your cousin, right? And, you know, Alex kind of looks at him, gives kind of like a smile, very forced, but whatever, but gives a smile and waves. And, bro, his little cousin doesn't even wait a second, doesn't introduce himself doesn't ask how he's doing, doesn't say, wow, what fine weather we have outside. He goes right on to saying, do you believe Minecraft is real? Like, this is the opener, bro. Like, I've heard of a lot of pretty crazy pickup lines, but I kind of feel like this is a whole new level. Like, imagine just, like, your, your introduction to seeing someone who you haven't seen in years, even though you live pretty close. You haven't seen them in years. Your introduction to seeing them is asking them if they believe if Minecraft the video game, very good game, by the way. I mean, I play in the background of almost all my videos. But if that game is real. Yeah, that's how we started the whole thing off. So Alex kind of looks at his little cousin suspiciously. Not suspiciously, but just kind of looking at him like, bro, what did you say? Like, what? And, you know, his little cousin's like, yeah. Like, dude, do you think Minecraft is real or not? Alex is, once again, giving him a look of like, 
bro, I don't know what you're saying right now. Like, I really don't believe I'm hearing what you're saying correctly because you're saying some non, you're saying some goofy nonsense right now. But Alex goes on to say like, all right, in his head, he's like, all right, this kid's like seven or whatever. He probably believes like, I don't know, the fairy princess that like, I don't know, gives him, uh, I, like he probably believes a lot of things, right? Like, oh my God, like uh, Star Wars is real too and uh, Disney characters are real. So whatever, right? Alex goes on to say, uh, he doesn't like play into it because Alex had an option of being like, yeah, sure, which he probably should have done in retrospect as you'll see later on in the story. But he's like, yeah, no, it's, I don't think Minecraft is real, man, but it's a really great game. One would have thought that that would have been a totally fine response. Like one would have thought that if you said that, that you would have been off the hook. Like who cares, right? Maybe you don't think Minecraft is the greatest game ever. However, you enjoy the game. You give it, you know, what it's worth. You know, you give it the respect it deserves. However, the Minecraft kid, aka his little cousin, you could just see in his face, his face turns sour immediately. He just comes into this big, angry frown. He's like, what do you mean you don't think Minecraft is real? Like, of course it's real. There's trees in Minecraft and there's trees in real life. There's grass in Minecraft and there's grass in real life. Prove me wrong. And Alex was literally just went on to say, well... There are dragons in Minecraft, and there's no dragons. And that's when, you know, the Minecraft kid, a.k.a. his little cousin, bursts into laughter. He's like, of course there are dragons. They're just, of course there were dragons. They just went extinct. Why do you think we see them all the time in movies and stuff? And Alex is kind of looking at him like, is, is, that, is that your reasoning? Because you've seen them in movies, therefore it's true. Because movies would never lie. Nope, they would never lie. And if you believe so, you're officially a hater. No, but uh, Al- eventually Alex is like, all right, man, maybe Minecraft is real. He's not trying to make the kid mad. And this whole time, Alex's aunt, a.k.a. the mother of the Minecraft kid, is kind of just standing there awkwardly like, um, I- should I intervene? Like, uh, should I say something? Like, this is definitely very weird, but... Do, do I do I say something? No, no. Okay, okay. Yeah. So she kind of said, "All right, well, um, guys, have fun tonight. Gotta go." Alex, here's my number. If you need anything, you know, there's a pizza in the fridge. Just slap in the microwave or put in the oven for twenty minutes or something. We'll be back. Call me if you need anything. She gets out the door and leaves. So Alex is kind of standing there, a little bit awkward, like, "Uh, okay." And the Minecraft kid says, "Hey, we got a pool in the back. If you'd like to go." And Alex is like, oh, okay, word, sure. Because Alex was like, dude, what am I going to do with this kid? If I, I feel like if I say anything, he's going to get mad at me. Because Alex was like, I literally just said that Minecraft, the video game, doesn't exist in real life. And this kid flipped out on me. Like, what am I, legitimately, what am I supposed to do at this point? Like, what can, what can I do, bro? I can't say anything right. Yeah, but anyways, um, you know, the, Alex was pretty excited to hear, okay, we got something to do. So the Minecraft kid ran upstairs and put on his swim trunks or whatever. And Alex didn't bring any swimming clothes because, you know, he didn't think he was going to go swimming. It had been such a long time since he went to his little cousin's house that, you know, he actually completely forgot that they had a pool. So they go out there and, you know, Alex is like, all right, ma'am, I'm going to sit here. You can have fun or whatever. Because Alex's plan was, you know, maybe drag this out a little bit. Let him play by himself in his pool or whatever for an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Alex can go on his phone Maybe watch some videos. Maybe go hop on a call with some friends. I, I don't know. He can do a lot of things, right? However, he goes out there and he watched the Minecraft kid jump into the pool. 
And the Minecraft kid went underwater because, you know, when you go in the water, you can swim around, you can swim under it, you can do a lot of things. However, the Minecraft kid was not coming up above the water. So immediately Alex is like, oh, shoot. Alex rips off his shirt, like keeps his like pants on. He bro, bro's got shorts, right? But these aren't like, I think thankfully, right? These are like kind of gym shorts, but at the same time, these aren't swim shorts. He's really not trying to jump in, but his little cousin is not looking like he's coming up. So Alex is not letting a kid drown on his watch. No chance. So Alex just like takes his phone out of his pocket, takes his wallet out, jumps in, scoops his little cousin up and brings him above the surface. His little cousin's like, Alex is like, what happened? So at this point, Alex is in the water. I've scooped him up. And the Minecraft kid's like, I was trying to press space, but I wasn't going up. And Alex is like, bro, what? And that's when he remembered that in Minecraft... In Minecraft, if you're underwater, if you hold space, I'm pretty sure if you hold space, if you hold space, you'll start to float to the surface, and if you don't, you'll sink. So the Minecraft kid's like, I was holding space. I was holding space in real life. I was holding space in real life. Why didn't it work? Alex is kind of just looking at him with this look of, bro, you cannot be serious right now. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment Minecraft down below. Leave a like on the video for your free nothing as well. I will try and heart all the comments to say Minecraft. Uh, if I got the time, I'll do it. And if you want to support the channel, the best thing you can do is after this video, watch another one of my videos. I'm going to link a storytime playlist in the pinned comment or just watch another one of my videos. Anyways, so Alex tries to explain to this kid that, uh, first of all, what does he even mean by hold space in real life? Like, what do you mean you're holding space? Or maybe it's shift. I don't know. One of those two. And he's like, the Minecraft kid's like, I don't know, but I was definitely doing it. And Alex is like, all right, well, this is the real life. This is not Minecraft. To swim up, you need to push your arms and push the water upwards. And Alex is like, but, but Minecraft is real life. At this point, Alex is like, all right, this kid's a lost cause. He's like, okay, I think we should go inside. So yeah, sure enough, they're going inside. And uh, the, little, the, the little cousin, aka the Minecraft kid, he's looking extra angry right now. He's looking very upset. And Alex thinks to himself, well, he's obviously very upset because, I don't know, I, I took him out of the water early. And Loki, Alex was a little bit upset about that too because bro was trying to go in the water as well. I mean, it, I mean I'm not, he wasn't trying to go in the water as well, but bro was trying to sit outside while the Minecraft kid was in the water because it was easy. He could go on his phone and he had no idea what he was going to do to entertain the Minecraft kid for the next couple hours. Entertaining kids was not a specialty, man. So anyways, they walk inside, he puts the pizza in the oven, the Minecraft kid is just sitting on the table, his arms are crossed, and he's got this big pouty face. So Alex is like, alright buddy, what's up? Like I see you got a face, you got a little expression going, tell me, what did I do? What happened? At this point, you know, Alex is just like, alright, let's, let's at least figure out what's going on. And that's when the Minecraft kid says, I can't believe what you said earlier. And Alex is trying to recall right now, he's like, okay... Did I say something, like, offensive or something? And Alex was, like, thinking about it and thinking about it. He's like, what? No, I didn't, I didn't say anything. What? And the Minecraft kid's like, you know what you said. He starts sniffling a little bit. And Alex is starting to get really, like, uncomfortable. He's like, dude, like, what did I say to this kid to make him cry? Like, what? And the dude's like, you know, some of us, some of us just believe. And... 
Alex is like, dude, what did I say? What did I say? Like, I, he's like, he's just searching his brain, his memory for like, what could he have possibly said to bring this kid to tears hours later? He's like, you know what? You're wrong. Minecraft is real. And at this point, Alex is like, bro, there is no way that this kid is this upset over the fact that I said that Minecraft wasn't real. What? Bro, it's a video game. Chill out. Are you what? Yeah, so Alex was just kind of like, bro, what, what, what is bro doing over here? Like, this is, cr- like, th- this is crazy, bro. Like, are you serious right now? And he's like, dude, I didn't. And so Alex is like, all right, let me play along with it. He's like, bro, I didn't mean it like that. Minecraft, a lot of parts of Minecraft are real. Like, the Minecraft trees, those are real. Like, trees really do exist. Grass in Minecraft, it does exist in the real life. All I'm saying is, you know, there's just not creepers walking around that are going to blow up in your face. I'm just saying that's not true, and there aren't zombies. Those don't exist, right? But a lot of Minecraft is real. So, you know what? You're right. Minecraft is mostly real. Because Alex wasn't going to tell this kid that zombies, dragons, uh, real-life skeletons that shot you with bows and arrows, he's not about to tell this kid that those things actually exist. Because he's not trying to be, you know, he doesn't want, like, to get an angry call from his aunt saying, you traumatized my boy and told him that zombies were going to eat his face off. He just didn't want that call, man. You know what? I can respect that. I can understand that. However, the Minecraft kid, you know, Alex was expecting the Minecraft kid's face to change. He expected the Minecraft kid's face to light up and be like, oh, he agrees with me now. Perfect, like everything in the universe is right again. But no, the Minecraft kid's face still has this grumpy look on it. Alex is so confused. He's like, well, I I said Minecraft was real. And the Minecraft kid's like, no, you said some of Minecraft is real. All of it is real. The whole thing is real. And he crosses his arms. He's like, meh. And Alex is like, all right, you know what? We're going to have to agree to disagree. Because Alex just wasn't about to tell this kid that zombies and dragons were actually real. He just wasn't about to do that. Like, he was very close to doing that. But he was just not about to do that, bro. Like, that would just be stretching his limits like crazy. So eventually, here's the ding of the pizza. So Alex is like, all right, well, pizza, uh, pizza's ready. Goes over to the oven, takes it out, puts it on, like, the stove or whatever, and is, you know, preparing to, like, cut it up. And that's when he turns around to see that the Minecraft kid has completely disappeared. He's like, oh, my God, what? What now? And he kind of, like, walks around. He's like, hey, Minecraft kid, where pizza's ready, you should come down. Doesn't it smell really good? You should come down, buddy. Come on. Come on now. Drop, drop, go. Be pizza food. I don't know. Please. Someone. Something. And that's when he hears a noise at the top of the stairs. And he looks up at the top of the stairs. And the Minecraft kid has a creeper helmet on and a blue Minecraft diamond sword. It's a foam sword, by the way. It's not like an actual sword. I hope you guys know that. But he has the creeper. He has a creeper helmet on. He has the Minecraft sword. And he says... You will now pay for disrespecting the honor of Minecraft. And he, like, has his sword, and he starts to walk towards him. He's like, you have one second to reconsider your words. And, you know, at this point, Alex is like, what? Bro, what? Because he's like, what? Why? Like, bro, what is this kid saying, bro? What is this kid saying? And at this point, the Minecraft kid's like, show. You have chosen death. 
and he just runs at him with a Minecraft sword and starts whapping him with it, like, pop, 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 pop. Okay, so in all fairness, this is a foam Minecraft sword. It's not like this kid was slashing him with an actual sword and just chopping him up into pieces or anything. However, bro was kind of hitting him, and it was slapping, so it was like, slap, I don't know, kind of hurt a little bit. He's like, so at this point, Alex is like, bro, stop, 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 like, like I'm sorry, like, whatever. At this point, the door opens up, and out in the little and the little cousin or the Minecraft kid's mom must have come back early. She's like, "Hey guys, I'm home." And she looks around. She just sees the Minecraft kid going like, "You said Minecraft was fake. You will suffer." He goes pop, 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 just like hitting with the Minecraft sword. And Alex, who also doesn't see that the mom is home, is like, "Dude, stop, stop, stop!" And the mom walks over there and is like, "Minecraft kid, first name, middle name, last name." says his like full name or whatever you are disrespecting your babysitter who came here very last minute just because he said your video games are real picks and the, the mom picks the minecraft kid up by the scruff of his neck right and drags him upstairs and it's like you are gonna be grounded for the rest of the night give me that takes the minecraft sword off of him bro the whole time he still has that creeper helmet on anyways the mom gets there early and is like or like after putting him up there walks down it's like hey I got back early. I just, it didn't take as long as I thought it would. Thank you so much for spending with the, the you know, give, spending the time that you had with him. I'm sorry he was so upset about, about that nonsense, you know. My son's very impressionable. Reaches into her wallet, hands him a 20. Thank you for your time. And Alex is like, hey, a 20. Hey, all right. If you need me to come back, like, I don't know. If you're going to be paying me 20s, then like, I might be able to show up again. I click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. How's it going, everyone? I hope you're having a good day. Uh, today, we got some crazy emo kid stories that I know for a fact you will enjoy. So sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new. And let's call the first subscriber who submitted this story, Hank. By the way, all these episodes are on Spotify, and they normally come out a couple hours early on Spotify, so make sure to check that out. First link in the description. Anyways, back to the story. So we're going to call the first subscriber who submitted the story, Hank. And anyways, this all happened when Hank was shopping at the mall. So Hank used to always go to the mall to shop with his friends. You know, it was just a fun place to hang out. They didn't really have a lot of other places that they could go uh, in the town that they lived in, so the mall was probably their best bet. And uh, sure enough, one of these days, one of Hank's friends wanted to shop at this place called Hot Topic. If you don't know, Hot Topic's a place where they have a lot of uh, t-shirts and other kind of apparel that is very, uh, I don't know, like fast fashion-y brand-centric. Like, it's very much like you, you'll have a lot of different uh, brands or kind of like you'll find a lot of band t-shirts, a lot of kind of like... Okay, so a lot of different stuffs at Hot Topic, but one kind of theme of clothing that you'll see at Hot Topic is... Uh, emo style clothing if that makes sense so like really black clothing edgy clothing stuff like that and just so you know like i have nothing against it if you dress like that i think it's a cool enough style i think you're fine if you even if you identify as like oh i'm i'm emo and the way i dress or act or whatever i don't really care live your life however as long as you don't act as long as you don't act like the kids in these videos especially this one you're chill with me. But anyways, Hank just was like, okay, man, like, you want to go to Hot Topic, that's fine. Hank hadn't really been in that much, so he didn't really know what to expect. So Hank was walking into, the, you know, the Hot Topic, and he was looking around, and there's a whole host of people, and Hank's friend was like, all right, man, like, I'm gonna go, like, I'm gonna go to the back of the room, I know what I want, I'm gonna go in their skateboard section. 
You can kind of just wander around here. I'll be out when I'm done. So Hank was totally fine with this, and Hank kind of like was wandering around, and he walked over to one of the t-shirt aisles, or one of the t-shirt rack aisles, and that's when he accidentally bumped into this kid. And this kid turns around. And just to paint the picture, this kid has super long black hair. He's got like black mascara on, black lipstick. He's got black painted nails. He's got a spiky collar. He's got like a black band t-shirt. He's got like long black jeans and then those like big black stomper boots. I don't know if you know what I know, like if you know what I mean, but like those big, kind of like those big rubber black boots that are pretty popular right now. And he turns around and he's like, dude, what the heck, bro? And Hank's just like, all right, my fault. Like, I didn't mean to bump into you like that. I was just looking around and wasn't paying attention. And the emo kid's like, dude, you're like, like, shut up, bro. Hank's kind of just looking at him like, uh, like, I, I don't really know what you mean. Like, I didn't do anything. Like, are, are you good? And, and the emo kid's like, bro, like, I don't need to, I don't need to hear that sass from you, bro. Like, I really just don't need to hear that. And uh, Hank's just once again, like, dude, I... I don't know what you're saying. Like, I'm sorry. I'll just go the other way. And Hank kind of turns around to de-escalate because he doesn't feel like, you know, escalating anything. It's just not a good idea to get into fights like that. And that's when the emo kid's like, like, yeah, you would run. You're dressed like one of those jocks anyways. Which, like, Hank kind of turned around because he didn't know what that even means. First of all, I mean, isn't jock a positive thing? Like, I get that there's a bit of a neg like, negative connotation of, like, oh, you're a dumb jock or something. But I would have thought that, like, jock would have meant, like, oh, you're an athlete, which isn't, is, isn't that a good thing? Like, I'm, I'm kind of confused right now. Is that not a good thing, you know? And Hank, uh, you know, kind of turns back. And he's like, dude, like, what, why? Like, why are you, like, making a problem with me? I don't have a problem with you. I, like, you're kind of the one that's making this into something. Because Hank really did believe, like, I'm not, I'm not the one doing anything. It's like 100% this guy who's making it something, you know? And, uh, you know, the kid's just like, well, you know, like, you're just looking like a dumb jock. Oh, isn't that right, guys? And he turns around, and there's two other emo kids. And they look very similar to the main emo kid, but they kind of just, you know, they're dressed slightly different, but really... I mean, it's funny how, like, non... I, I saw this on South Park, but it's funny how, like, non-conformists all dress the same. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I mean, you are conforming to something, but anyways, right? So the other two kids, the other emo kids are kind of there along, too, laughing. And, you know, you know, Hank is starting to, like, get upset by this because he doesn't really care about, like, these random kids, what they think, except, you know, he's got three kids standing there pointing at him, laughing in his face when Hank didn't deserve it. Like, Hank was, you know, Hank was thinking, like, look, if I deserve this, if I was being, like, an absolute, like, you know, if I was being a jerk to them or, I, or for some reason I actually did something, sure, maybe I deserve this. But Hank's just thinking to himself, like, dude, I don't deserve this. I was literally just chilling here. I actually bumped into this kid. Like, I'm sorry about that. Like, my fault. Once again, my fault. But that's when Hank turned the tables on the emo kid. And the thing is, right, the emo kid was wearing a band t-shirt. And the thing about band t-shirts is, you know, it, you don't, okay, you don't necessarily need to know everything about some place that you rep. Like, if you wear a t-shirt that's from Starbucks and someone's like, okay, well, then name all the flavors of, like, ca cappuccino you can get. It doesn't have to be like that. But the thing is, a lot of people wear band t-shirts because the band t-shirts look sick. And uh, they don't know any of the songs from the band, which, you know, I guess is fine. But, like, at the end of the day, a lot of people will kind of pretend to know it and not actually know it. So, you know, Hank was like, well, screw it, bro. He's like, all right, 
buddy. And he looks at the main emo kid, and the main emo kid looks at him back. And he's like, all right, buddy, name me three songs from that band. And he points to the emo kid's T-shirt. And I don't know, maybe it was like Nirvana or something. Like one of those kind of like T-shirts or whatever, which... uh, And the emo kid looks at him, and he has this kind of look of shock. This look of, oh my God, like you caught me. Kind of the look of like, man got caught in a trap right here type of look. And the emo kid's kind of like, um, um... How about you name me three songs from this band, bro? And, he turn, and the emo kid turns to look back at his emo kid's friends as kind of like, oh, what's their reaction to that sick burn? And they kind of just look at him blankly. I think the emo kid was kind of expecting he would turn around, he'd look back to his friends, and he'd be like, oh, yeah, wasn't, wasn't that a crazy burn? I totally got them. But his friends look back at him kind of just like, ah, oh, dude, like, I don't know how to break it to you, but... You didn't get him. So the emo kid turns back around. He's like, oh, I don't need to tell, like, I don't need to do anything you say, bro. I'm not going to conform to your standards. And then the t- two emo kids were like, yeah, that's right on, bro. You're so right. And they like dap him up. And Hank at this point is, he's just so done. He's just like, bro, because he realizes like Hank's like, you know what? I'm not going to fight with these kids. These kids are obviously a lost cause. This is not worth my time. So Hank gets up, he turns around, and he kind of says, like, whatever, man, like, go live your life. Hank turns around, starts to walk away, and that's when he feels a tug on his pants. And he turns around, and he sees the emo kid failing to pull down his pants. So basically, the emo kid couldn't, like, you know, wanted to, like, he couldn't let Hank just leave by himself. Like, he couldn't let him just do that. He So when Hank turned around and started to walk away, the emo kid, like, went to jump and try and pull down his pants to, like, pants him, to embarrass him, to, like, impress his emo kid friends and be like, oh, my God, I totally owned him, dude. So at this point, like, Hank is like, dude, stop pulling down my pants, bro. And the emo kid's like, oh, sorry, I just slipped. And he's like, uh. And his emo kid friends laugh along as well. At this point, Hank's getting really annoying. He's like, sorry, bro, like, I'm not into you like that. And he's like, what? He's like, yeah, you're trying to pull down my pants, so you're, not, you're telling me you're not trying to get a peek? And the emo kid's like, dude, it's not like that. I was trying to pants you. And, and, and Hank's like, yeah, you wanted to pants me so you could see my, my bare bottom. Did you really want to see my bare bottom that bad? And at this point, the, the other two emo kids start laughing a little bit. And the, emo, the main emo kid turns around and he's like, stop laughing. It's not funny. Turns back around. He's like, dude, you don't know what you just did. And the emo kid walks up to the uh, walks up to Hank with his chest puffed out. He's like, "Bro, you literally don't know what you just did. You don't know who you're messing with." Okay, I don't know if he started to tear up or anything, but the, at the exact same time, the mall cop that happened to be like going around the mall to make sure that nothing's well, like happening looks into the hot topic and sees basically this kid walk up to this other kid with his chest puffed out. So the mall cop outside kind of slows down walking and looks inside. And sure enough, right, you know, Hank is like, hey, look, I'm not looking for any trouble. And the emo kid's like, yeah, that's what I thought. You're freaking scared, bro. Don't tell me otherwise. You're freaking scared. And at this point, Hank's like, dude, I'm not scared. It's not like that. I just, like, I just don't want any trouble. Like, you're not worth my time. And he's like, I am worth your time. I'm worth all of your time plus some because I'm worth more than you, dude. You don't know who you're messing with. At this point, right, the emo kids was really kind of just showing his true colors and being like, I mean, kid's insecure. That's fair enough. He's trying to act all tough in front of his friends. So once again, Hank's like, you know, he turns around and he's like, all right, man. He's like, dude, I'm just not doing this. 
once again, have a good life. Hank turns around, and as Hank's turning around, the emo kid is like, in his head, he's like, I can't let this slide. So the emo kid literally raises up his hand and swings on Hank. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, go ahead and comment emo down below. I just want to see how many people made it to the, made it to the end of this video, as I do appreciate you guys. Best way to support the channel, as always, is just watch a bunch of the videos. The more watch time you give to the channel, the more we get promoted in the algorithm, and I really, really do appreciate it. Let me know in the comments section what you do while watching my videos. I genuinely want to know. Just so you know, all these episodes are on Spotify. It's in the description, the first link. Please rate us five stars when you have a chance. If you want to submit these stories, and please do, because, you know, that's how I make these videos, go to my Instagram or Twitter. They're both in the, in the description, but they're also at Connor Pugs. I got a Discord server, link in the description, code Connor Pugs for 10% off gamer subs. Let's get back to the story. So Hank, remember, he turns around, and Hank's like, dude, I'm not going to deal with you like that. It's not worth my time. So Hank turns around, and the emo kid... Who's like, I can't, I can't let Hank like one up me. Like, I can't let this random kid, like, you know, kind of like alpha me in front of my emo kid friends or whatever. So Hank turns around. So as Hank turns around, the emo kid swings on him, takes his fist. The thing is, though, the emo kid's not like a, a trained, I don't know, fighter or boxer or something. So obviously, the emo kid doesn't make contact with Hank. Instead of making contact with Hank, the emo kid nearly misses Hank. And his like right hook goes right through a rack of clothes. The emo kid was also emo kid was really putting his full force into this too. Because once the emo kid misses and whiffs on Hank, the emo kid flies forward into the rack of clothes. So he basically like pushes himself into a rack of clothes, fails to swing on him. The mall cop, however, did see the emo kid try and swing on Hank, so he walks in there. Hank turns around and he sees the emo kid on the floor in a pile of clothes, and he's just so confused on what happened. And then, the, you know, uh, Hank turns around the other way to see a mall cop standing in front of him. So Hank's really confused at this moment. He's like, okay, one second ago, the, I turned away from the emo kid, and a second later, the emo kid is sitting, like, face first in a pile of clothes, and a mall cop is standing above me. Like, this literally makes no sense. And sure enough, you know, the mall cop's like, hey, now hold up, everyone, I gotta talk to you guys. And the two emo kids, like, from the back, like, they, they get scared and they literally run off. They disappear into the rest of the stories. Like, hey, you get, get back here. But also the mall cop didn't really care that much because the, the two people that he really wanted to talk to were both Hank and the emo kid who swung on him. So the emo kid gets up. He's, like, kind of panting a little bit. He's like, <sighs> and the mall cop's like, hey, like, hey, I saw you swing on this kid. I know you didn't make contact but you did try and swing on this kid is 100%. Like, I, I, what's going on here? The emo kid's like, dude, I was just defending myself. And at this point, you know, Hank's like, that's not the case. Like, this like this kid and I were kind of talking back and forth. He tried to pull down my pants. I made fun of him for doing that. I turned around and he tried to swing on me. At this point, right, you know, the mall cop kind of witnessed the last, the last 60% of this altercation. So he knows for a fact that he saw the emo kid try and pull down the pants and then have an argument. So the emo kid says, well, after I pulled down his pants, uh, this kid tried to swing on me and I just defended myself. And the thing is, right, that was a mistake for the emo kid because the mall cop had been watching the whole thing. So the mall cop knew for a fact that that wasn't the case of what happened. So he went, so the mall cop goes on to say like, dude, I know for a fact that's not what happened. 
I saw you guys kind of like bickering in the store and I wanted to make sure that we had no like nonsense going on. Obviously some nonsense did go on and I, you know, I watched the whole thing. I saw you pull down, try and pull down this kid's pants. He did not swing on you. I don't know what he said to you that offended you or anything, but it's very clearly that, you know, you're the aggressor here and like, you know, I, I can't have that. So he's like, Hey, I'm going to need you to come with me. And the emo kid's like, all right, like, all right, buddy, go ahead with him. And the emo kid is like looking at Hank and kind of giving him this look of like, come on, bud, like, go, go ahead. He's asking for you. When in truth, that, you know, the mall cop is not asking for Hank. The mall cop is asking for the emo kid. So the mall cop's like, sorry, man, you must be mistaken. I'm not asking for this guy over here pointing to Hank. He's like, I'm asking for you. And he points at the emo kid. And the emo kid is so absolutely stunned by this revelation. He's like, at this point, the emo kid is practically speechless. The emo kid is standing there is just like, you must have some kind of, you must have some kind of mistake or something. Like you can't be talking about me. That's insane. Like there, there's no way. Like, what, what, what do you mean? Hanks is looking at the emo kid with this bit of a smirk and the mall, the mall cop is kind of like, come on, bud. Like we don't want to have any trouble here. Make this nice and easy for all of us. And just come along with me. And, you know, at this point, the emo kid is looking at Hank and kind of just giving him this look of like, this isn't over, buddy. This isn't over. And Hank is kind of just like, wow, this like a lot just went down the last five minutes, you know, because this was like no longer than like 10 minutes of an altercation. And as soon as the mall cop basically drags the emo kid away, his friend comes rushing up to him and he's like, dude, dude, like I just checked out the thing I was getting. And in his hand, he had this like skateboard thing or whatever. He's like, dude, I just saw like a mall cop over here. I saw some kid getting dragged out of the store. Did you happen to see what happened? And Hank just looks at his friend and is like, did I happen to see what happened? He's like, buddy, I lived what happened. Okay. So the, we're going to call the subscriber for the next story, Bobby. I got a little uh, King the Hill theme going on with these names because I got Bobby and Hank. If you know, you know, and you're cool. Anyway, so Bobby was like hanging out at home one day and one of his friends hits him up. And, you know, Bobby, you know, doesn't see this friend this often because they happen to be going to two different schools, even though they live relatively in the same area. They're both in high school and they're both seniors in high school. So Bobby's friend, who we're going to call Ben, actually happens to have a car at this point. And, you know, Bobby's friend Ben hits up Bobby one day and Bobby's just chilling at home and he gets a text from Ben saying, hey, do you want to like hang out today? And Bobby is feeling kind of lazy. So he's like, ah, maybe like, what, what do you want to do? His friend's like, dude, I want to go to the skate park. And Bobby in his head, he's like, I don't know if I want to go like this is, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I really don't know. And Bobby should have stayed home that day based on what was about to go down, but he didn't because he wanted to see his friend Ben and he was like, wait, what else am I going to do today? Watch Netflix. I know by, I know for a fact by the end of the day, if I'm just sitting here watching Netflix, I'm not going to be a happy camper. So sure enough, Bobby texts him back. He's like, yeah, man, like I don't got a ride, but if you can pick me up 100%. So sure enough, this friend, you know, I don't know, an hour later, pulls up to Bobby's house and says, hey, man, get in. And, you know, Bobby shows up to the, you know, the window. He's like, hey, what's up, Ben? I haven't seen you in forever. I don't got, just so you know, I don't have a skateboard, just so you're aware. And Ben's like, dude, I got two in the back. Don't worry about that. I got you. So sure enough, you know, Ben hops into the car with Bobby. And, you know, they, they drive, or Bobby hops into the car with Ben. They drive over to the skate park, which is like 15 minutes away from where Bobby lives. 
and they get out and you know bobby used to skate a little bit back in the day with his friend it's been a while so he's not going to do any tricks or anything like that but he's just getting along on the he's getting on the board he's kind of riding around a bit just getting a little bit of exercise and mostly he's out there just to hang out with ben because he hasn't seen ben in a second and they used to be really tight so sure enough, you know, Bobby and Ben are just chilling at the skate park. They're having a good time. They're kind of just living their life. And that's when a group, a group, a very specific looking group uh, of, of these emo kids, they pop out of nowhere, basically, and they just appear at the end of the skate park. So this skate park is pretty big. It's not like a massive one. It's not like a, where you'd have a professional skater event or something. But it's a pretty big skate park. Like the city definitely puts them like a good amount of bread into making this. So sure enough, you know, they, they're looking over and they see this group of kids. And this group of kids has like a ringleader that's like standing in front of the other two. And he's kind of dressed like the other, they're all dressed like kind of like the other emo kids in the last story time. So I'm not going to go ahead and describe them. They're dressed a little bit differently, but it's all kind of the same, if you know what I mean. So the sure enough, you know, the kids are just standing at the end of the park. And it's really awkward because like Bobby goes over to Ben. He's like, dude, like, see those kids? Ben's like, yeah, I've just been staring at them. And Ben's like, dude, they've just been looking at us for like the last thing checks his watch. He's like, dude, they've just been looking at us for like the last, the last like two minutes, bro. That's really freaking weird. And, you know, Bobby's like, yeah, man, like this is kind of weird. I don't totally know like what's the deal with all this. Like, do you know what's up with them? And Ben's like, dude, I don't go to this skate park. Like this is your skate park. And Bobby's like, yeah, I don't really skate anymore. So I don't know. Maybe this is like a place they normally go to. Either way, this is kind of weird. Let's just stay on this side, and hopefully they'll stay on their side. And if they come over, you know, hopefully they're cool. Spoiler, they're not cool. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the farthest thing from cool. But anyways, you know, Bobby and, you know, Bobby and Ben try and ignore these kids. As these kids literally, they, the thing is, these kids, they're not, they don't even have skates. with. They don't even have, like, a skateboard with them. And you don't need to have a skateboard to hang out at a skate park. You know, a park is a park, and it's a cool place to just hang out with some friends. That's 100% true. However, I will say it is a little weird to like show up in a group of kids or a group of like a bunch of people stand there and watch other people without saying anything to each other, without doing anything like that. I will say that itself is pretty weird. So sure enough, you know, Bobby and Ben are just kind of standing there like, dude, this is really freaking weird. What's going on? And that's when they look over and sure enough, they see the emo kids start to walk closer to them. Like, the emo kids were just standing there for a good solid, I would say, 10 minutes. And that's when the emo kids start to walk over to Bobby and Ben. And at this point, you know, Ben turns over. He's like, dude, what is up with your neighborhood, bro? Like, why do you always get the weirdos? And Bobby's like, dude, it's not my fault. I don't go here this often. I don't know. And that's when the group of emo kids shows up. And there's, like, very clearly, like, this is going to sound weird, but, like, an alpha one. Like, okay. I'm not trying to use, like, weird, like, alpha male terms or whatever. Oh, Connor, which one's a sigma male? Shut up if you say that in the, if you say that in the comment section, unironically, dude. Actually, shut up. But anyways, sure enough, you know, the, the kind of, like, the alpha of the pack, whatever that even means in emo pack words, is like, hey, you two, I need a word with you. And Bobby and Ben kind of just look at each other just like, oh, my God, like, what's going on here? It's just kind of strange. You know, Bobby, Ben kind of like whispers over to Bobby like, dude, we are never going back to your park ever again. And Bobby kind of just gives him this look of like, dude, I can't control this. So sure enough, the emo kid, let's just call him the alpha emo kid. <laughs> no, I can't say that for much longer. The, uh, the, the, the main emo kid, King the Pack or whatever, walks up to them. He's like, bro, do you not, under do you not know? 
and Bobby and uh, Ben kind of look at each other and, you know, Bobby speaks up and says, no, no, like knows what, like no what. And the emo kid laughs, he's like, oh, you don't know then. This is our turf, dude. And uh, Bobby and Ben kind of look at each other and Ben speaks up like, turf? Emoko's like, yeah, man, you don't understand. This is our turf. And Bobby just means like, what was that even mean? And they're like, you, dude, you don't want to mess with us. And one of them like legitimately, legitimately pulls out like a wand. Not, not like a knife or something. Not like actually trying to be intimidating. Like this isn't like, oh, they think they're like actually in a gang or something. This is their turf. They pull out a wand. Like a freaking Harry Potter magic wand. And, you know, the main emo kid's like, bro, my boy over here knows magic. You don't want to mess with him, dude. And uh, so Bobby and Ben kind of look at these kids. And, you know, Ben speaks up. Ben's a little bit more brash. Ben's a little bit more, you know, I don't know. Uh, conf- confident is maybe the wrong word, but I'm going to use that word. Then uh, Bob, confrontational, that's right. He's uh, Ben's a bit more confrontational than Bobby is. So Bobby would have been fine literally just going somewhere else. It's not like there's not a lot of other places. I mean, there's not a lot of other places they could go, but it's not like Bobby's a big skater in the first place. He just wanted to hang out with Ben. And Ben literally goes up. He's like, dude, what are you going to do with that little magic wand? You're going to wave it around, put a spell on me? It's this freaking Harry Potter dude. We don't care. You guys don't have turf. That's ridiculous. Like, look, we're not taking up the whole park. This park's massive. You guys chill over there. We'll do our thing over here. We like, there won't be any trouble. The emo kid's like, dude, there's going to be trouble if you guys don't leave or at least pay respects. And, you know, Ben at this point's like, the frick you mean pay respects? Like, what is that? Like, what do you even mean by that? And at this point, Bobby's starting to realize that Ben is kind of finding this amusing more than concerning. Bobby's more concerned by this just because they outnumber them like four to two. And these emo kids definitely like aren't hitting the gym every day. But at the same time, like four to two, it doesn't matter like how big you are. Like you're not taking them one on one. So like Bobby didn't want anything like that. Even if it's that emo kid smoke, he didn't want it in the first place. So sure enough, Bobby kind of looks at Ben and kind of gives him a look of like, hey, like, come on now. And, and Ben is like, no, I'm going with this. And Ben's like, all right, man, you know what? Put a spell on us, bro. Like, if you honestly, like, you know what? We're going to take the punishment. Put a spell on us. And the main emo kid looks at them and is like, dude, you don't want our smoke like that. You don't want us to, like, drop a spell on you like that, bro. You don't know our power. You don't totally get it. And Bobby is just looking at them. And Bobby's, like, kind of, like, completely freaked out at this point. Not that they're going to actually put a spell on him and, you know, I don't know, curse him or something. Bobby's just so freaked out by everything going on that he just doesn't want anything to do with it. So Bobby is like, uh, I don't know, man. How about we just like, we stay here and you go over there. And the emo kid's like, I'm not talking to you, little boy. Which like, Bobby was like so taken aback by this. that the, And Ben was like, you don't call my friend that. Come on, if you're such a big guy, little boy. And the, at this point, Ben says little boy back to them. If you're not such a big guy, little boy, put a spell on us. And he points to the guy in the back. And there's like a little emo kid in the back with like a little magic wand or something. The main emo kid says, you know what? Gentlemen, gentlemen, I, I don't want you guys to be seriously hurt. So I'm going to give you one more chance to, f- to leave the premises or my friend will put a spell on you. And one, you will be cursed so badly that you will not make it out of this park alive. We have magical powers that you simply don't understand. And Ben is looking at them. And, and Bobby is looking at them. And the emo kids are looking back. At this point, it's a classic, it's, a, it's one of those classic Texas standoffs. 
like who's going to shoot first but instead of shooting it's uh, either staying there or shooting your magic spells through your wand or whatever and you know ben was like all right no we're staying here put a spell on us do it and the emo kid is like fine you've sealed your fate and all of them walk away at this point you know bobby and ben look at each other bobby's like dude those kids are weird like i have no idea what's going on ben is like really is your neighborhood spawning out the most npcs in the world dude like this is crazy and that you know bobby and ben were probably going to go back and forth a little bit about how weird these kids were but they were unfortunately interrupted by chanting so they look over and they see the emo kids like holding hands chanting like kind of like going in a circle like kind of like moving in a circle holding hands chanting like demonic tongues at this point bobby's like bro i'm kind of freaked out and ben's like dude this is a comedy routine please like chill out at this point they do like the chanting gets louder and louder and it's kind of weird like it's really strange it's like they definitely been rehearsing this and bobby is gonna bobby admits to me that for a split second he was thinking like dude what these kids actually have magic powers spoiler they don't <laughs> they're just weird right and by the end of the chant, you know, one of the kids comes over, the main one grabs the wand, starts swinging it around, and starts walking over to them. He's like, like, one last chance, boys. I'm giving you one last chance to literally survive. This is, I'm giving you one more chance, unless you want to, like, if you want to leave here and see your parents again. And Bobby was just in his head like, dude, this kid's legitly weird. And Ben says, you know, bring it on, dude. I want to see the worst you have. And Bobby was like, you know, he admits, you know, he was a little bit concerned just because, I don't know, just like the confidence these emo kids had was kind of startling. And the main emo kid's like, fine. Takes up his wand. He starts like saying a bunch of like random gibberish and waving his wand in a circular motion, pointing it at Bobby, right? Or at Ben, not Bobby. And Ben, you know, kind of looks at Bobby and gives him a wink. And Bobby knows that, but you know, Ben's about to be up to some mischief. And the kid is like, or does like what is very clearly like the final motion. And Ben literally like opens his eyes super wide, clutches his heart and drops to the ground and doesn't move. Bobby is like a little bit freaked out, but he also remembers that Ben just like gave him a big wink. And you hear all the emo kids, like some of them are in the back, like, oh my God, oh my God, it actually worked. The spell actually worked. And the main emo kid has this look on his face, like the most scared look you've ever seen. The main emo kid was terrified because for like a couple, like for a good 30 seconds, the main emo kid actually thought that he just killed this kid from his like magic spell or whatever. So sure enough, you know, the emo kid like drops his wand, rushes up to Ben and is like, no, no the spell. It was too powerful. I should have held back. And Bobby's just looking at him. And the emo kids, the other ones, are standing like talking to each other. And they're like frantically talking to each other. They are really concerned about this. They're like, dude, do we call the cops? Do we bury the body? Like, what do we do? Like, what if our parents find out? All this kind of nonsense, right? And that's when you hear giggling. It started as giggling. But then it just evolved into laughter. And that's when Ben flips over and is this, you can see that he's just been laughing. He couldn't hold it in any longer. And he gets up, he's like, oh my God. Oh my God, you fell for it. This is the funniest thing ever. He's like, guys, you're not wizards. You're just weird. Go to, look, go to that side of the park. We're going to be here and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's when I think the emo kids kind of realize that, you know, 
they weren't going to scare them out of there, and they definitely were not going to fight them out of there either. So sure enough, the emo kids are, they don't even say anything. These kids have, or they're kind of, I guess they're kind of done with trying to scare, like, Bobby and Ben out of there. So they pick up their stuff, they get up, and they leave. And Bobby and Ben, you know, they, they go back to doing their whatever they were doing before. But it really was just never the same after that, because, like, for the rest of the day, Bobby, like, Ben would just continuously make emo kid jokes, and Bobby would laugh and make them back. So, in fact, the rest of the day was better than ever before. And this happened a long time ago. Like, this happened, like, four or five years ago. And Bobby and Ben actually can't, like, reunited a couple years, like, about a year ago. And literally, like, the only, like, the only thing they did during their, like, when they reunited was retold this story and, like, made jokes about it the entire time. And, uh, yeah, this is probably, if you want to continue supporting the channel, please click watch on the video, video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. How's it going, everyone? Today we have a story of one of the cringiest emo kids of all time, so sit back, relax, subscribe to the channel if you're new. We're calling today's subscriber who submitted the story, Brent. So this all happened when Brent was at soccer camp, and so Brent went to the soccer camp every single year, and it just happened that this year he encountered the emo kid at soccer camp. So anyways, this was just another summer of Brent going to soccer camp. His mom dropped him off, and once again, he was pretty excited to go. Unfortunately, some of the friends he made from the year before, they didn't show up this time, so he kind of like was kind of very proactive about finding people, you know, meeting new people, and trying to make some new friends. So anyways, in the very beginning of soccer camp, they had kind of a get-to-know-other-people type deal, and all of a sudden, right, Brent sees this girl, and she was at kind of like the girls' soccer camp, so it was kind of split up like boys' soccer camp and girls' soccer camp. However, it was all under the same umbrella of like the soccer camp program, so they would eat lunch together, do non-soccer activities, but like the morning soccer practices were kind of split up by gender like that. And so anyways, right, right away, Brent saw this girl, Emily, and he immediately kind of fell in love with her. Not actually, but was like, OMG, lol, she's cute. I I'm going to have to, I'm going to try and hit. No, I'm just kidding. He's like, I don't know. He's like, he's going to soccer camp. He's not trying to hit, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. But anyways, right, so she's going to be an important character later on. But for the meantime, we don't need to think about her because someone much more important comes into the picture. So while Brent is thinking about like, oh my God, look at that girl over there. I got to start talking to her. That's crazy. He accidentally bumps into this guy and he look, turns around. This guy is like, I don't know, a little bit bigger than him, a little bit heavier than him, just like kind of a bigger guy. And he's got this like long black hair that's swooshed over. He's like, he's wearing like the standard soccer cleats, but otherwise it's like this black band heavy metal t-shirt. He's got like black painted nails. He's got like a spiky wristband on or whatever. And he turns around. He's like, yo, why did you, why did you bump into me, bro? And Brent's like, oh, my fault. Like, didn't mean to do that. And he's like, you think that I'm, you don't think that I'm an alpha? Is that what you think? Brent's like, what? He's like, I'm an alpha male, just in case you weren't aware, which I, I know that you subconsciously were because, you know, all betas instantly know when there's an alpha present. And uh, Andrew's, or Brent's, sorry. Andrew was the guy from like seven stories ago. Brent was like, uh, what? He's like, bro, do you not know what beta males and alpha males are? Well, basically, beta males are like you and lame, and alpha males are strong, powerful, and dominant in the pack. 
And with that, like, the emo kid does a big, like, swipe of his big, long, black hair. So, like, his bangs would no longer cover his eyes. It immediately fell back in front of his face. He's like, yeah, just so you know, kid, get out of my way. And the emo kid, like, shuffles away. And this was Brent's first interaction with the emo kid. So he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> that, that's cool, man. Like, okay. See you around, buddy. Bye-bye. So anyways, let's uh, flip, fast forward a little bit. After soccer practice in the morning, Brent was actually one of the better kids there. He was pretty good at soccer. They had lunch, and in the afternoon, they had activities such as like this, like, I don't know, like tag, capture the flag, all kind of like random camp activities. And today was capture the flag, and Brent happened to be on the same team as Emily. So immediately he goes over there. He's like, hey, how's it going? Like, my name is Brent. Emily's like, hey, like, my name's Emily. Nice to meet you. And Brent and Emily immediately hit it off. They're having a good time. They're talking with each other. They're enjoying each other's company. You simply love to see it. And, like, from very far away, Brent catches the, e- catches the eye of the emo kid who's on the other team and is just staring him down for some reason. Brent doesn't really think much of it, and then, like, you know, he goes back to talking to Emily. So they're playing capture the flag right now, and Brent, you know, runs over to the other side, gets the flag, right, and starts running back to his side. If you don't know capture the flag, there's, like, this little penny on both sides or, like, a little piece of cloth or something, and while you're on the opponent's side, if they tag you, you're in, you're in jail, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to run over there, grab their flag, and run back to your side without being tagged. However, there was a stipulation that it had to be a tag. This isn't tackling. You can't push someone. You can't, like, punch them or anything. You, all, you have to tag them if they're on your side. So, you know, Sam... Oh, Brent is running over there. Sorry, I have a list of names in front of me and from other stories. Brent is running over there. He grabs the enemy team's flag and is running back to his side. And he's really close when he just like immediately slams into the ground. And that's when he realizes that there's a big guy on top of him. And that's when he realizes that the emo kid tackled him. So the emo kid's like, nice try, buddy. Next time, try not to fight the alpha males. <laughs> and then a camp counselor comes over and says, hey, hey, we said no tackling. You, you're on the sidelines, points to the emo kid, you know. He's disqualified or whatever as this in on the sidelines. Ooh, so alpha, man. But anyways, right, so the pennies returned, but also Brent isn't in, like, jail. He goes back to the other side, and the emo kid has to sit out for the rest of Capture the Flag, and Brent continues to talk to Emily, and the entire time, the emo kid is just, like, looking over, and he's, like, all angrily staring at Brent. So Brent is now his official enemy. Brent kind of just assumed that they were enemies because of when he bumped into him and also when he got him disqualified, which, did Brent really get him disqualified or was it because he's an idiot and jumped on him? That's why he got disqualified? Who knows, man? But there was another reason why the emo kid hated Brent. There was another reason that Brent did not realize at the moment but was very... Very, very potent, and it's going to be very, very important for later on in the story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you guys a hint. It starts with an E and ends with a Mli. Did you guys get it? starts with an E and ends with a Mli. A- Emily? I'm just going to tell you, yeah, it is Emily, the girl. So emo kid likes her. Anyways, so Brent and Emily talk for the rest of that capture the flag game. The entire time, the emo kid is staring Brent down. Brent just simply assumes, well, this kid hates me for that reason only. But let me just say that the next week of soccer camp was the craziest week that Brent has ever had. So anyways, right, his mom picks him up. 
He goes back home. His mom's like, hey, how was the first day? And Brent says, oh, I met this really weird kid who tackled me. And she's like, oh, my God, are you okay? He's like, yeah, actually, I have barely any scrapes on me even. But he seems to not like me, so I'll keep you updated on that. So Brent is dropped off the next day, and he walks over there. And that's when the emo kid, you know, is just staring him down. And, you know, Brent is kind of walking over because there's a little bit of like a 5, 10, 15 minute period where the kids are just standing around talking with each other, waiting for them all to be dropped off. And then the kind of the soccer camp officials or camp counselors would then split them up into groups, do soccer drills, play games, whatever, standard kind of affair. And he's just kind of waiting around. And that's when the emo kid comes up to him and says, so you're challenging my authority as the effa man. And uh, Brent is kind of just like, what? He's like, I'll say it again, just in case your little beta ears couldn't hear me. So you're challenging my authority that that I am the alpha male of the pack. Uh, If we were wolves, which we kind of are, and Brent was like, what? If we were wolves, as we kind of are, as I said, I would be the alpha male, alpha wolf. And you would be the beta wolf, and I would be banging your wife while you watch little cuck beta wolf. And Brent is looking at this kid, and this kid is like, like, no offense, but this kid is like the opposite of what a stereotypical alpha male would look like, right? One of those red pit alpha males, it just looks the complete opposite of that. But anyways, Brent's not going to get into like a, you know, a, 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 he's not going to like, he's not going to rebuttal this kid. Because like, what is there to rebuttal? Everything, man? Like, this kid has no argument. But anyways, Brent's like, okay. And the emo kid's like, well, you say okay, but remember yesterday when you got me kicked out of the game, which you obviously tipped off the ref? And Brent's like, bro, you tackled me. It's very clearly stated in the rule books that you're not allowed to tackle anyone. How is this on me? He's like, dude, it was so clearly on you because the ref understood that I was the alpha male and I was simply asserting my dominance, bro. And, you know, uh, Brent's just like, dude, the, the, the frick are you talking about, dude? Like, I, I, I paid him off with what? The $5 allowance I get a week? With what? My, my used smelly, stinky socks? What, what do I have? And he's like, I don't know, man. May, I, I don't know, maybe he took his daughter on a date because his daughter's so ugly she'd never get a date. Oh, and Brent's like, was was that a diss? Like, th- does he even have a daughter? He's like 20, bro, what? And the emo kid's like, anyways, I just wanted to let you know that I'm the elf man. You're the beta man. I will do your wife when you have one. And scene. And the emo kid walks away. And Brent at this point is like, <laughs> What? Why? 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 Why is this my life? Anyway, so skip forward to the the soccer practice. They're put into groups, and the emo kid was in group B earlier, so they basically split them up into group A and group B. So group A is the better players, and group B is the crap, I'm just kidding, the players who are newer to soccer. And the emo kid apparently was on the, like, was on the cusp of uh, group A, it was on, it was at the very top of group B, and because his performance was good enough, he was actually moved up to group A. So now, Brent, instead of having a morning to himself to focus on soccer, now had to deal with the emo kid being, you know, thrown into the mix here. So anyways, they're doing some drills with a soccer ball, and they're kind of like kicking them around cones. You had to kind of keep control of the ball while you were running. And the emo kid, like they started, they said, okay, line up into three groups. And the emo kid immediately ran behind Brent. And Brent kind of looks behind him. He's like, what? And the emo kid said, nothing, Brent. 
Just letting you know that I'm the ethermith here. And Brent's like, okay, fine. Let's just do the drill. So the, the ref blows the whistle. Brent starts kicking the ball and moving with it. And the emo kid immediately runs up behind him and trips him. He's like, oh, sorry. And the ref's like, hey. And the emo kid's like, it was an accident, I swear. And the ref's like, all right, be careful. And Brent started to get really angry because, like, you know, if you, if you get an injury in soccer, like, especially if you get, like, a foot injury, he could be out for the entire week. I mean, this is, like, one of his favorite camps that he has Every single summer, he loves going to it. It's one of his favorite things to do. And this emo kid, for the second time in the last 24 hours, has, you know, like, has gotten really close to causing him a pretty big injury. Like, I mean, he could have jumped, like, he jumped on him yesterday. He ran behind him, knocking him over. What if he twisted an ankle? What if he, like, I don't know, fractured something in his leg? Like, it's not that hard, especially when you got a big old kid jumping on top of you every five minutes. It's difficult. It's, it's not that difficult, man. So anyways, Brent, for the next activity, waits to get into line before the emo kid does because he doesn't want to be in the same line as the emo kid. But it turns out that, like, everyone else lines up and it's literally just Brent and the emo kid waiting for each other to move because the Brent wants to go where the emo kid doesn't go and the emo kid wants to go where Brent goes. And the refs are, or the, not the refs, but the soccer coaches are like, come on, come on, kind of like, guys, get in the line. And Brent's like, okay. And he sprints to the end of the line and then the emo kid sprints to the back of that line. And the coach is like, Emo kid says his actual name. Can you go to another line? Like that line's too long. And the emo kid's like, okay, moves over one line. And when the coach turns his head, the emo kid literally runs back into the line with Brent again. So when the coach turns around, he's like, wait, e e emo kid, I, I said, could you go to that line? And he's like, fine. Emo kid eventually goes to that line, actually does that. So for the rest of soccer practice, the emo kid tried to, like, bump into Brent, tried to make his life difficult, basically was just being a big butt the entire time. But um, thankfully, right, you know, that nothing really happened. He didn't bump into Brent successfully again. In fact, the emo kid, most of the time when he tried to bump into Brent, Brent would do some, like, very slick soccer move, kind of, like, break his ankles, not literally, but you know what I mean. And the emo kid would, like, fall flat on his face because he kind of, like, tried to run into Brent and then... Brent sidestepped him and completely swerved out of his way. Anyways, though, things start to get a little bit more interesting because throughout the next day, Brent and Emily are talking it up. It's very, it's very like, it's kind of like the known thing for the camp that like those two were kind of like the unofficial soccer camp couple. I don't know if your camps had stuff like that, but this was true for the soccer camp. And word was that, like, the two of them, they were gonna kiss soon. Oh my god, guys, isn't that, like, 12th base or something? <laughs> so sure enough, right, one, one of these days, so, like, a day later, Emily and Brent are just sitting with each other at lunch. They're kind of on, like, a quote-unquote date or whatever. And that's when a girl comes over and sits next to them. And Emily's like, oh, this is my friend Robin. And Robin's like, hey, guys, like, uh, I just want to let you know, Emily, that the kid over there, and points to the emo kid, is planning to ask you out soon. And Emily's like, dude, I don't know that kid. I've never spoken to him in my life. And Brent's like, oh, my God, I know exactly who that kid is. Emily's like, what? And Brent basically tells her the story that I told you guys for the last 13 minutes. And she's like, oh my God, he's the worst. And Brent's like, well, that would explain why he really hates me too. Because like, not just that I embarrassed him, but I've been hanging out with you the entire time. And, you know, he probably knows that we've been talking a lot. And Emily laughs a little bit. And this one, Robin says, dude, like, I'm serious. 
This kid is going to come over and ask you out within like the next 24 hours. He's going to do it publicly. It's going to be really embarrassing. I, everyone's told him not to do it, but he's in his own world. You got to put, you got to let, you got to let him down nicely though. And you know, Brett was like, no, no, be, no mercy, no mercy, make him suffer. Emily's like, Brent, I'm not going to make him suffer. I don't know this kid. Brent's like, make him suffer. Emily's like, shh, shh, shh. okay, I'm going to be nice. When he comes over, I'm going to be firm. I'm going to be direct, but I'm going to be nice about it. I'm going to be cordial. And life is going to go back to what it was before. So sure enough, right, Brent now realizes that the emo kid has a massive crush on Emily. And Brent also starts to think about it. When Emily says no to him, and when she starts really, you know, hanging out with me more, and when word gets around that we kiss, because we totally are, this is in Brent's head, right? He's going to actually, like, ramp up the craziness even more than it already is. I think I'm screwed, boys. Real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. I'm going to heart as many comments as I can that say that. That is the secret word of the day. And also, if you want to support the channel and help boost me back into the algorithm, uh, all you got to do is at some point, maybe after this video, maybe later, sit down and watch a bunch of my videos in a row, maybe while you're playing video games or drawing or cleaning your room or maybe to help you go to sleep. I take that as a compliment now. I understand it. Uh, leave in the comment section down below how you're helping boost the channel. I will heart it. I will say thank you. And I'll even shout some people out like the person on screen right now. Thank you to this person on screen and all of you guys for all the support recently. It's really helped boost the channel. We're growing again. You'll love to see it. Let's get back to the story. So anyways, flash forward to that night, or not that night, but that afternoon. Remember when this is the, like the mixed gender, just fun, more camp activities? They're playing dodgeball. And sure enough, you know, the emo kid and Brent actually happen to be on the same team this time. So like emo kid and Brent, they're picking up the dodgeballs, they're throwing them, you know, they're trying to avoid being hit by the dodgeballs. And the emo kid walks over and is like, sup, bro? And Brent's like, what? Emo kid's like, I just want to let you know that, like, I know that you and Emily, or you have been trying to flirt with Emily, and it's been failing horribly for my sources, at least. That's what my sources said. And I just want to let you know that, you know, I, I let you have your fun. I let you play like the little beta little lamb you are. <laughs> but I'm actually going to come in and, as the alpha male, assert my dominance and claim what is mine. Emily shall be my girlfriend by the end of tomorrow. Mark my words. And I will watch as little tears roll down your face because you're so sad that I took your girl. Oh, little Brent, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Brent's like, dude, she's not gonna lie. I've talked to her. She's gonna say no. Like, I, like, don't do it. I hate you, but I know for a fact that you're gonna get rejected in front of everyone. The emo kid's like, nice try, little boy. I know for a fact that my testosterone is 10 trillion and yours is zero. So based on that alone, plus a billion other factors, such as my manliness, my alpha maleness, my swag, overall levels, and a billion more things. Just, she will obviously say yes to me. And even if you two are fake dating, she'll break up with you immediately to say yes to me. I just know some things that you don't know, Brent. Get over it. So the emo kid walks away. And Brent's like, well, you know, my conscience is clear because I tried to warn the kid not to do it. I tried to warn the kid, right? I I'm not a bad guy. I told him not to do it. I told him. I said, I even gave him the benefit of the doubt. I said, I don't like you, but I want to help you here. 
you didn't listen to me. It's not my fault. Whatever happens tomorrow. Next day rolls around at soccer practice. The emo kid for the entire morning is like, Brent, Brent, better spend the last moments with Emily as you can because she's about to be my girlfriend. Oh, and Brent's like, dude, shut, shut up, dude. He's like, oh, my God, am I getting to you, man? Am I, am I getting to you, man? Oh, man, it was so easy to break your thin, weak beta skin. Oh, my God, my words are hurting you so much. I'm going to lick up your little salty tears. Mm, they're so tasty and so good. And Brent's like, shut up, bro. You're going to get embarrassed. I can't wait for the moment. She better go hard. Anyways, flash forward to lunch, the moment. So anyways, Brent is sitting with Emily, and Emily's like, dude, the emo kid, I can't see him anywhere. And Brent's like, dude, he's going to ask you out. It's happening. Get over it. It's going to happen any second. She's like, he's going to do in the next day, which means probably now, probably now in front of everyone. And, you know, Brent's like, that's what he said he would do. And Brent was like, oh, my God. Don't turn around because Brent was looking and the emo kid was walking over. And what was he walking over with? He was walking over with a boom box. <laughs> you already know where this is going. And Brent's like, you know what? Brace yourself. Um, try and have an out-of-body experience right now so you don't have to deal with what's about to happen. Um, this is about to be bad, Emily. I'm so sorry. And Emily's like, oh my god, oh my god. And that's when you start to hear music. It's the emo kids' personal band. So it's like this heavy metal rock band. So just imagine some like heavy metal rock going in the background. And the lyrics are, Emily, yeah, yeah, yeah. Emily, why, why, why do you hang with losers like Brent? Emily, please love me. Yeah. It's just kind of like more stuff like that in the background. And the emo kid is like rocking out by himself with an air guitar while this is all going on. It is the worst moment of Brent's life because the secondhand embarrassment is so strong. He's basically getting firsthand embarrassment from the whole thing. Everyone has stopped eating and turned around, including the camp counselors. They're just watching this kid bounce around with an air guitar with his like super long black band flying around all around the place as this boombox plays one of the sh- the crappiest songs they've ever heard the w- terribly mixed the worst lyrics basically saying the Brent sucks and that she should be in love with him and he's bouncing around and then after five whole excruciating minutes and everyone at this point is laughing and trying to hold themselves together after five whole long excruciating minutes of the worst music ever and some like really bad air guitar and bouncing around the song stops and the emo kid says Emily it is clear who you shall choose. What is your verdict? And Emily's like, I'm sorry, I don't know you. I'm not going out with you. Emo kid's like, that's hilarious. What's your actual verdict? Emily's like, dude, I don't know you. He's like, dude, that's hilarious. What's your actual verdict? And Brent's like, all right, man, that's enough. Let's, let's concede while we're behind. The emo kid looks at Brent and says, this isn't over, man. And he walks away with his boombox. And Brent's like, why did he say that to me? I, I didn't, didn't, I didn't dump him. And Emily's like, dude, that was worse than I could have ever imagined. And right, so Robin, the friend who warned them, came over again and said, "Look, I should have warned you about that. 
I didn't, I didn't think it was real. I didn't even think that that was actually going to happen. I was told earlier this morning and I laughed. I'm so sorry. I should take, take anything that you hear about this kid seriously from this point on because, oh my God. And Emily's like, wait, oh no, we still have an activity tonight, like for the, like this afternoon. And Brent's like, oh my God, he said this isn't over. And sure enough, it was far from over. So they get to the activity that afternoon. So it was probably the worst possible activity that it could have been because it was small groups of charades. They kind of ran out. They, they had something else planned, but since it started to rain, they had to go inside. So they're like, all right, we're going to break you off into small groups of three and we're going to have you play charades with each other. And at this point, like, they're like, okay, what are the odds? Brent's like, what are the odds that I'm put with? And the person says, Brent, Emily, and emo kid. And Brent's like, you got to be joking, man. You gotta, you gotta be joking. Apparently, right, Robin tells him this, like, later on, like, once the camp is over. Apparently, they email, because she was talking with one of the camp counselors about everything that went down. The camp counselor said that, like, once, like, it started to rain, the emo kid went up to them and asked what they were doing. Camp counselor said, oh, we're doing groups, small groups of trades. And the emo kid requested that his two best friends and him were put together in a group. So it wasn't just random. It was the emo kid. But Brent didn't know that at the time. So Brent looks at Emily, and Emily looks at Brent, and they're both, both, but they're both basically just like, oh boy. And they, then they both look at the emo kid, who has a massive smile on his face. So all three of them go away to a corner, and the emo kid's like, Emily, I might have came on too strong. And she's like, well, that's an understatement. But he's like, I will show you the truth. Brent, I challenge you to an alpha battle. Brent's just like, What's an alpha battle? Ha! You're such a beta for not knowing what an alpha battle is, beta. He's like, an alpha battle will be proof that I am alpha and you are a weak beta. And then Emily will choose me, and Emily's like, I'm not. And he's like, wait! Your your heart will tell you otherwise after the alpha battle. Emily's like, okay, I'm still not going to. She's like, God, stop, silence, woman! And Brent was like, whoa, chill out, dude. He's like... You silence too? We're having an alpha battle right now. So, right, this is kind of looks like they're doing really weird charades from afar, but the emo kid is like, all right, let's form our best wolf poses. Brent's like, what? He said, form your best wolf poses now. And emo kid, uh, Brent's like, all right, all right. Ooh, emo kid's like, that is the worst wolf pose I've ever seen. You were definitely not part wolf like I am. And the emo kid does this really weird pose. He's like, oh my god, I'm wolfing so hard right now. This is the most emo thing. I mean, the most, (laughs) the most alpha thing I've ever done. Oh my god. At this point, Emily's like, guys, you are both embarrassing yourselves. Emo kid, it's like, no, you will see that I'm the most alpha. I swear. Emo kid's like, all right. Let's do it. Wrestle me. And, you know, Brent's like, what? Emo kid jumps on top of him, just tackles him to the ground. Because he's like 20 pounds heavier, right? And a little bit taller. And Brent was completely taken off guard. He's like, bro, stop. What are you doing? And the emo kid's like, I'm out alphaing you. That's when one of the cam counselor comes over and says, all right, guys, break it up, break it up. Tears the two of them apart. He's like, all right. So we're only doing this for 20 more minutes, but it looks like... uh, Looks like you two can't keep, you know, can't keep off of each other. So I'm going to be joining your group. 
Imagine how awkward this is. It is Emily and Brent, the emo kid, and a random camp counselor. So they do normal charades, right? And the entire time, the emo kid is, like, sneaking in punches to Brent's arm. He's like, ow. And when the camp counselor looks up, the emo kid puts his arms behind his back. And the emo kid's like, this isn't over, man. And then the emo kid walks over to Emily. He's like, tss, tss, Emily, tss. Emily's like, what? Do you think I'm more alpha? Shut up, kid. Emo kid's like, no. Okay, well... Okay, I'll just be direct. Do you want to go out with me? No! And the camp counselor was like, guys, silence while I'm doing charades. And Emily's like, dude, I don't want to go out with you. How many times do I need to tell you this? Emo kid's like, but I'm definitely more alpha. She's like, that's not a real thing! So the next day rolls around. It's Thursday. And that afternoon, there's no real activity. It's just known as, like, the uh, soccer dance or whatever. And during the soccer dance, there's one coveted slow song where anyone who has feelings for each other might ask for, like, a slow song or something. And sure enough, let's just jump to the dance because the emo kid is, like, being a jerk to Brent all day. But that's not anything new. And sure enough, it is the dance. And they're putting on normal songs. And Emily and Robin and Brent are all together, like, dude. And Robin's like, dude, the emo kid is definitely going to try and get that slow song with you. Like, Brent, you got to swoop in right away. Because at this point, Brent and Emily were, like, unofficially a thing. They're only at camp for a week, so they're not going to make, like, a, a long-term relationship. Let's have kids, baby! Okay, okay, you know what I mean. But sure enough, uh, you know, the slow song comes on. And Brent's like, oh my god. And Emily's like, quickly. And you can see the emo kids sprinting from the other side of the room. So Emily and Brent quickly, like, get together in the slow song, kind of like whatever. And Emily's standing there, and she feels Brent being ripped off of him. And the emo kid grabs Brent, rips him off Emily, and tackles him on the ground. And this is where the camp counselors are like, oh, okay, foul play, foul play. They go in, they grab the emo kid, and they, like, run it. Like, they, they take him off. They're like, all right, buddy, this is, like... Like your third strike and you are out so they call up the parents of the emo kid they say your kid your son can't come tomorrow he's like fighting this one kid again and again and he won't stop and so sure enough the emo kid was picked up taken away and brent and emily finished off with the slow song together the next day rolls around it is friday it is only a half day where basically the parents come and watch a little like soccer presentation that all the kids have done and by the end of it, right, you know, most people are packing up. Brent and Emily are gone. And you remember the friend Robin from the beginning? One of the camp counselors and Robin were, like, friends or whatever or, like, friendly. And the camp counselor counselor's like, do you happen to know about that, like, emo-looking kid? Like, do you happen to know what was up with him? And Robin's like, do I have a click story Click on the video on screen right now. You. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Leave a like on this video and I'll actually give you nothing at all. No, but what's up, guys? Welcome back to a brand new story. And just imagine you're chilling with your girlfriend. Life is awesome. You stare into her eyes lovingly, and then all of a sudden, this emo kid walks in and says that you must fight him to the death to decide who gets your girlfriend. And at that moment, you seriously just sit there and question your life choices. That is the story I'll be telling today. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you're new, and let's just jump right into this story. So we're going to call a subscriber who submitted the story James. So anyways, there's, an e there's a kid in James's class who we're going to call the emo kid. He kept to himself. He wore crazy makeup and the dark clothing and whatever. And uh, honestly, it doesn't really matter what you wear. But he was also extremely melodramatic. Like he would come in, he'd be like, 
society doesn't understand me. No one gets me. I'll never fit in. He, he was kind of like one of those kids that kind of just like would say this stuff and then would be like, why do I not have friends? I'm just a melodramatic freak all the time, which, uh, I mean, I was pretty weird in middle school, so like I can't really speak. But uh, then again, hey, man. Anyways, so there's also a girl in, uh, I don't know, I'll just call her like, uh, we'll just call her Kate, right? It's name of my friend back home. Uh, so anyways, James and the emo kid, unfortunately, decided, had to cross, cross paths because they both had a thing for this girl. And this Friday, right? So this story all starts like this weekend, or not this weekend, we'll say starts on Monday. And this Friday... Remember, not actually this Friday. I mean, this Friday in the story was going to be the school dance. And the whole thing was like, whoever got the slow dance with this girl was basically going to like, if you, so the thing at James's school is if you slow danced with a girl, you were basically dating her at this point. You guys were practically in love at that point. So it was a pretty big deal who was going to get the slow dance. And it was the emo kid versus James. And this became very public knowledge. Like the emo kid was telling everyone that he was going to 100% get the slow dance. And people kind of knew James because James was more popular. He wasn't like, I don't know, some like really annoying popular person. He was just like a cool guy that everyone liked. I mean, at least according to James, who submitted this story. So who really knows, but we'll go with it, right? So everyone kind of knew that both the emo kid and uh, James were both fighting for this girl, Kate. And Kate made it pretty clear that, you know, she was not going to say yes to the emo kid. Like, sorry, unlucky. Life just works out like that. But she was considering saying yes to James. She was kind of just keeping... Uh, the truth was that she was going to say yes to James if he asked. However, she just wanted to keep him kind of like on his toes and questioning or whatever, right? So, uh, yeah, throughout that whole week, uh, the emo kid and James, they didn't really, like, they weren't, like, in a fight with each other, but they, it was kind of like, they were kind of like rivals in a sense, even though they never had any direct confrontation. And let's just skip ahead to that Friday. It was the day of the school dance. It was emo kid versus James. So anyways, at this point, you know, the emo kid is like, you know, he's kind of like, he's standing in the corner at the dance, right? Look, I was pretty awkward in, in high school and middle school when it came to those big dances. But to be fair, everyone else was as well. But uh, the emo kid was kind of taking it to a whole different level. He literally was like slouched in the corner of the room, his like long black hair kind of like down, almost like, you know, that scene from the ring with that, like, the girl who comes out of the TV, he was kind of looking like that chick for a second. So he was definitely not helping himself out in this situation. And at this point, James and his boys were kind of standing, like, together, whatever they were dancing to, I don't know. I don't freaking know what they play at high school dances. Maybe some uh, Whip Nene by Silento. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's a middle school dance, bro. I don't know how this works. But anyways, they're kind of waiting for the slow song to come on. Maybe some... I don't know, some, like, song by Adele or something like that, like, the when, like, dude, I always try and, like, say lines from songs during these stories, and I just blank every single time. Um, but anyways, yeah, so they're all kind of waiting around there, and it was, uh, eventually, the slow dance song came on. And remember, you might be thinking, oh, man, who cares? It's just, like, a slow song. No, 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 what you have to understand is the slow song meant everything to these kids like the slow song basically if you had a slow song with some girl because remember they were in middle school this this was like seventh eighth grade so the probably the farthest you ever went with a girl was like slow dancing or maybe holding her hand if you were like crazy because you know if you hold a if you, if you hold a girl's hand for too long there is a chance you get her pregnant so <laughs> definitely not misinformation from the connor pugs channel <laughs> but anyways 
Slow Dance was a really big deal. And all of a sudden, the song comes on. And the thing was, right, uh, the, the, the emo kid was too busy kind of like sulking about society in the corner of the room to react quick enough. So James was like, all right, bro, like that guy's playing himself. I'm going to go in. So James very quickly goes in and boom, he gets there, goes up. He's like, hey, like, hey, like, can I have this dance? And she very happily says yes, because she said, like, oh, I don't know if I'll say yes. She knew. She was bluffing the whole time. And James kind of felt pretty confident about it. And even though she said, I don't know, he was pretty confident because her friends were like, yeah, dude, she's totally bluffing. Like, I hate to expose my friend like that, but she definitely has a thing for you. You're you're chilling. You're in the green. So anyways, James goes in. He feels pretty good about the whole thing. But let me just say that the emo kid eventually looks up and then he sees this. And the emo kid is not having it. Uh, so <laughs> he does something pretty insane. So uh, strap in and definitely prepare for the cringe. If you have your uh, cringe seatbelt un unbuckled, I'm actually going to fine you for your own safety. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and uh, buckle that cringe seatbelt because there was like a DJ station and there was like a guy who was like, DJing quote unquote and there was like a microphone so like you so like the DJ could say like hey like 20 minutes till the dance is done or get ready for this hype song or whatever and other than that he just he was really just a Spotify playlist <laughs> he just like he just edited the Spotify playlist right however the DJ let the Spotify playlist run on autoplay or whatever and he went to the bathroom so the emo kid ran up to the uh he ran up to like the spot or whatever he grabs the microphone he stops the music first of all he goes up to the Spotify clicks pause on the music and screams into the microphone wait and everybody turns around everybody turns around and they look at this kid and they're all kind of like looking at this emo kid who's standing at the front of the room with like the the, the microphone he picks it up He's like, Kate, no. So at this point, everyone's kind of looking at this kid like, oh my God. Because they all knew that like he wanted to have the dance with Kate, but like James obviously got it. So they were like, ah, that's tough, man. Like life sometimes doesn't work out the way you want it to. Like that's just unfortunate how that goes. However, you know, he goes up there and he's like, he goes in the microphone. Like he says, wait. And everyone turns around. The music is off. He's like, Kate, may I have this dance? And everyone's so confused because, first of all, he turned off the slow song in the middle of the song. And also, she was already dancing with someone. And instead of just going up to her, he makes a massive scene in front of everyone, grabbing the microphone and screaming into it, saying, like, will you have this dance? And the thing is, right, it's caused enough commotion that the guy, like the DJ that was hired, ran back. Because I think he was supposed to be there the whole time, but he needed to, like, rip a piss or something, so he needed to go. And he runs back over. He's like, give that back to me. He, like, snatches it out of the emo kid's hand. He's like, sorry for the, inter inter sorry for the interruption, guys. Turns the music back on, like, starts, like not cursing out this kid, he's a middle schooler, but being like, dude, what do you think you're doing? You can't just like, come up here and take this stuff. Like, if like if you do this again, I'm going to tell your teachers and you'll be in big trouble. Or I mean, uh, I, I don't know how much trouble a, uh, a, a hired DJ can get you in, but, you know, the emo kid returns to his cor corner and literally just sits down, just slumps into the corner of the room, which James felt kind of bad. He felt a little bit bad because, like, James has definitely been in that position, I say that very kind of liberally because James has not actually been in a position where he grabs the microphone at the school dance, stops the music, and asks the girl out unsuccessfully. He hasn't specifically been there, but he's definitely been in a situation where it just hasn't gone his way. 
So he feels bad, man. You know, it feels bad, man. You hate to see it. But uh, yeah, anyways, James like continued on with the slow. I mean, he's not going to stop his life because this kid has an unlucky moment. Like, that's tough. So, uh, yeah, you know, while, I, I will say there was kind of an awkward moment because while like James is like slow dancing with Kate, he kind of like turns around like they, they kind of like turn around. So James is facing the emo kid and he just looks up and the emo kid is staring at him with, like, the creepiest, most stalkerish, most scariest stare he's ever seen. Because the emo kid is slumped over, like, the girl from the ring, right? And is just, like, staring right at him. He's, like, long black hair, like, covering most of his face besides his eyes. And he's, like, slumped over, too. Like, kind of, like, crouching over, like, an old guy with a cane or something, but without a cane. And James is like, hey, do you mind if we turn, like... 45 degrees this way or 90 degrees this way. Ah, thank you. That's much better. So he doesn't have to see him anymore. Or actually, let's do a whole 180. I mean, he didn't ask for a 180 because he didn't want like Kate to be making eye contact with him either. But yeah, so that was a bit of a tough situation. However, you might be thinking, well, I mean, at this point, reasonably, the email kid must have realized that this just wasn't his day. And uh, he must have just like given up, which he's already in I mean, he's already embarrassed himself. Like, he probably gave up after this point. And uh, while that would be pretty fair for you to believe, that was unfortunately not the... That was just not what happened. Because the emo kid would continue... Um, let me just say that the emo kid thought that if he, if he had a sword fight with James, that he would be able to win the honor of his lady. I'm not even kidding you. Uh, real quick, if you made it this far into the video, comment emo down below. That'll be the secret word of the day. Leave, I will try and heart as many of those comments as I possibly can. And also, if you want to support the channel, the best possible thing you can do is just watch this video throughout the entirety, the entirety of this video. And then afterwards, if you could watch some of my old videos, that helps more than you can ever imagine. And please go in the comment section and tell me how many of my old videos you've watched today or this week. I'll heart it and say thank you because it helps me out more than you can ever imagine. Anyways, let's go back to the story because the emo kid is not done. In fact, he is far from being done. So what happened after the school dance, like over the weekend, um, James actually met up with Kate. They went to like go get dinner together. And that's when they officially started dating, whatever that means in eighth grade, which means, oh, my God, they're going to sit together at lunch. Oh, my God, dude, that's crazy, right? Uh, but anyway, so James officially starts dating this girl. Word gets around really quickly. And eventually the emo kid, I I'm pretty sure at this point the emo kid would have known, but... By his next actions, it's not super clear. So that Monday is the first kind of like lunch day that uh, uh, Kate and uh, what, what's his name, James, are going to be having their first real at school lunch date, which is a pretty big deal for the eighth graders there. Obviously, it's not that big of a deal in general, but hey, man, let them have their fun. And so, uh, yeah, he sits down, like he finds Kate, they sit down and they're at a table by themselves. And like people are looking over and talking and be like, ooh, someone's dating, <laughs> whatever, right? And uh, however, James, you know, Kate is facing away from the door, but James is facing the door. And James sees the door open up and he sees the emo kid walk in. And James is like, ah, this is tough. Because James feels bad. He legitimately feels bad because, I mean, if the roles were reversed, he would feel bad like seeing the girl that he really liked a week ago sitting with the guy who was low-key his like enemy rival on a date. Like that would be tough to see. And James started to feel a little bit worried when the emo kid starts to approach him, right? Starts to approach him. And uh, yeah, so the emo kid walks up to their table 
And at this point, Kate also realizes that someone's walking up, so she turns around. And the emo kid walks up and doesn't look at James. He's not paying any attention to James. He's actually acting as if James doesn't even exist at this point. The emo kid turns to the girl, uh, Kate, I forgot her name for a second, says, Kate, I've been wanting to ask this for a while, but since we've become so close in the last couple weeks, which they have never spoken before, but that is beyond the point. At this point, that is beyond the point. He's like, I was wondering if you would like to go on a date with me, if you would like to start dating. And uh, James is like, oh, no, he doesn't know. How does he not know? Because James is like, everybody knows. Everybody told everybody, but I guess everybody didn't tell the emo kid. Of course they didn't. And Kate at this point is like, oh, well, I'm very flattered. And the emo kid's like, well, if you're flattered, then you should say yes, correct? And at this point, she's like, oh, well, you see, it's actually not great timing because I'm actually currently in a relationship. And the emo kid's like, what? How? With who? And James is like, oh, my God, this is... This is so awkward. He doesn't know. So James has kind of assumed that the emo kid didn't think anything of the fact that James got, like, the dance with her, which, in all reality, he was, the emo kid was kind of the one who had the most common sense in that situation because just because someone dances with a girl once doesn't mean anything, right? But at this high, at this middle school, if you got the slow dance, you were basically in. You were locked in at this point is what I'm trying to say. So Kate has to go on to awkwardly explain to the emo kid that, well, um, the guy that she's sitting at right now on the lunch date with happens to be the guy that she's dating. And the emo kid turns to James, looks at him, looks him down and up. Like, there's like the elevator look when he looks at like the top of his head, looks all the way down and looks all the way up, turns back to Kate and is like, really, dude, you decided to date this guy when you could have dated me? He's like, bruh. And he just like, he just kind of like storms out of there. And uh, James looks at Kate and he's like, dude, how did that kid not know that we're dating at this point? Like, I swear to God, all your friends told everybody. Like, and Kate's like, dude, my friends didn't tell everyone. And James is like, if you ask anyone at the school, besides the emo kid, apparently, they will know. And Kate's like, yeah, okay, my, my friends do talk a lot. And they're like, well, that was pretty awkward. Hopefully nothing else happens again. You might be thinking at this point, Connor, the emo kid must stop. There is no way he continues on. There's not a chance... That he continues, right? Well, 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 I got some news for you guys. He does continue, and it's bad. Because uh, you might be thinking that, oh, well, the emo kid stormed off and he was done. No. About 20 minutes later, when there's only like 10 minutes left to lunch, James sees the doors open up again, and he's like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. Because the emo kid walks through. But this time, he is like stomping towards James super angrily. He runs up to the table practically, looks at James, looks him in the eye, and says, it's not over between us. It is far from over between us. And he's like taking his little finger and like pointing at James. And James is like, okay, nice. Like, I, 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 like, we do not care. Like, I, I, I don't know what else to say at this point. Like, okay, cool, nice. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want me to say? And the emo kid after that is like, you better watch yourself. It's about to get bad. And he, like, storms out of there. And, you know, at this point, James is like, okay, well, I guess uh, that answers my question. So the next day at lunch is where things get really, really, really crazy. So he's sitting there with, uh, with Kate on his second date. 
James is enjoying himself. He's having a good time with Kate. They're enjoying each other's presence. They're, they're doing well. I mean, they're, they're kind of clicking, so things might continue on, right? And that's when the emo kid walks in. And he's carrying, like, two sticks, like, two pretty good-sized sticks that he probably found in the backyard of the school. So in the backyard of the school, there's, like, a mini forest. Nothing too crazy, but there's, like, a pretty big forest back there. And the emo kid must have gone back there and, like, found two decent-sized sticks. He walks into the cafeteria with one stick in one hand and one stick in the other. And James is just looking at him. And he's like, he kind of says like to Kate, he's like, okay, we got trouble. Kate turns around, looks at it, and it's just like, turns back around and is like, what? And James is like, yeah, I have no idea what's happening, but I guess we're about to see. So the emo kid walks up to the table, like kind of like waddles his way up. And he's like, you. And he like hands the stick to James. And James is like, uh, like, I need a little explanation. What do you want me to do with this? Like, it's not super clear. The emo kid's like, you and I will have a sword battle, and whoever wins the sword battle will have the uh, will 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 win the honor of your lady, and will. At, at this point, like Kate's like, what? And James is like, dude, what are you saying? He's like, fight me, fight me to the death. The winner gets your girl. And James is like, no. And the emo kid's like, oh, so you're scared of me then? You know that you're gonna lose, and that's why you don't want to do it. And James is like, well, I'm not convinced I'm going to lose. I mean, I'm not an expert at random stick fighting or whatever. But at the same time, why would I want to even engage? Like, why would I even want to do it? And the emo kid's like, well, uh, I mean, I, I mean, for the sake of your honor, bro. Like, do you really want to be known as the guy who chickened out because he's a chicken? And James is like, well... I mean, I, I don't really care, but I also don't want to be known as the guy who went on, st who during the, like, the dance last Friday grabbed the DJ's microphone and, like, stopped the music to, like, ask out a girl who was very clearly in the middle of dancing with someone else and then come into school the next day super angry with a bunch of sticks and try and, like, fight some guy to get the girl that already obviously said no to him twice. At this point, the emo kid's like, so you're, what you're saying is that you're too scared to fight me and because you know you'll lose. James is like, dude, we're going in circles right now. I'm not fighting you. I'm not having a sword fight to the death. Like, okay, I'm just not doing that. At this point, the emo kid's like, fine. Well, you're about to see me in my final form where I am the most powerful. And James is like, uh, okay. Like, word. And then the emo kid reaches up to James and rips out like a strand of his hair. And James is like, dude, like that hurt. Like, why would you do that? And the emo kid's like, I need that for my wizardly spells. And he like laughs really awkwardly and like shuffles out of there. And James turns to Kate. He's like, dude, <sighs> like what life choice did I make to get myself to this position? Like, what did, what did I do wrong? Like, what choices did I make that got me here? And Kate's like, I don't know. Like, this is kind of tough. He's like, yes, why me? Like, why? Why? Like, he just, dude just came up to me with a bunch of sticks and says, I want to fight you, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, he just, like, pulls a piece of hair. Like, what? Huh? Bro? I, 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 I just don't know. I just don't know what to do at this point. And Kate's like, yeah, I, I don't know. But, like, 
I think eventually he'll just get bored of whatever he's doing and give up. So anyways, next day, it is uh, lunch. Lunch once again. And James comes in, and he finds Kate. And he's almost like they sit down, and he's almost like, he, he's really stiff. He's like not talking that much. And Kate's like, are you good? Like, is everything okay? And James is like, dude, it's not you. It's just the email. I just don't know what that kid's going to do today. Like, I'm not trying to lose any more hair. Like, that That really hurt last night. Like, I was starting to bleed from my scalp where he pulled me. Like, that was ridiculous. And, you know, Kate's like, yeah, that kid's pretty weird. Like, sorry you have to go through with that. And speak of the devil, dude. Because at that point, the emo kid walks in. And at this point, he has a backpack on. And he has a, he has a smaller stick. And he has, he has a stick in his hand, a smaller one in a, like a, like a spirit Halloween wizard hat on. (laughs) And and James is like, you gotta be kidding me, bro. Like he was, you gotta be kidding me. And at this point, Kate's like, what? She turns around and she's like, oh my God. And the email kid walks up and she's, and he's like, ha ha ha. Like, this is where you made your mistake, James. This is where you made your last mistake. And he walks out, and he sits next, and he, like, stands up next to them. He reaches into his backpack or whatever. He takes out a piece of chalk. He takes out, the like, a, a, a plastic bag that has a hair in it, presumably, um, what's it, uh, James's hair. And he also has, like, a candle set and a lighter. And he sits down on their, t- he, like, sits down next to them. And so they had concrete floors in the, uh, in the, in the lunchroom. So next to them, he draws like a pentagram, puts a bunch of like candles around, uh, like the pentagram, takes James's hair, puts it in the middle, lights all the candles. At this point, like this is taking like two minutes to do. Kate and James are just sitting there looking at him completely aghast. Like what is like, just like, what is this kid? What is this kid on? Like, whatever he's on, dude, like, maybe get me some of that. Oh, my God. No, but they were just like, I mean, what are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to say? So eventually the emo kid has his whole, uh, I don't know, his magic setup is all done or whatever you want to call it. And he lights, starts lighting all the candles. He's like, James, this is your last chance. Give me your girlfriend and I won't put a spell on you. And James is like, dude, what do you mean give me my girlfriend? Like, it's a, it's like a mutual choice to be like girlfriend and boyfriend. Like <laughs> you're acting as if this is like the, the, the 1600s or something. And like, when, like the, the wife is the property, of the husband, bro, like, what are you talking about? And you know, he's like one more chance, bro. I'm about to put a crazy spell on you. If you don't give me your girlfriend and Kate, this is when Kate speaks up and is like, dude, like, even if he said that he was going to give me to you, I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to be your boyfriend. Like, I'm not going to be your girlfriend, dude. And the emo kid's like, well, I'm going to put a spell on you too, dude, if you don't become my... <laughs> he literally threatens Kate. Is, and he's like, oh, if you don't become my girlfriend, I'm going to put a spell on you as well, which... Okay, um, I might not be the smoothest individual. I might not be, I don't know, the one that has the greatest pickup lines of all time. My Tinder one's pretty funny. I did steal it from my friend, but maybe I'll... I'll 5,000 likes and I'll reveal it because um, it's, it's pretty funny, but it's also a little embarrassing. But here's one thing I do now. There's a very decent chance that if you threaten to cast a spell on a woman if she doesn't become your girlfriend, she's probably, probably, not 100%, but probably not gonna become your girlfriend i know i might be going out on a crazy limb right now 
and I, you guys might completely disagree, and maybe you found your wife of 10 years who loves you very much from threatening her with magical spells. I just don't think that's a great way to do it. So eventually the emo kid finishes up and then he lights the hair in the middle and then he takes his magic wand, waves it around, and just starts saying a bunch of nonsense. And at this point, half the, like, the, the entire cafeteria has turned, is just like looking. They've almost like circled around it like it was a school fight or something. They've circled around it and they're just like, what the frick, bro? Like, oh my God, like what's going on right now? And eventually the emo kid like points his magic wand at, um, at James and is like, ooga booga, or I, I don't know. He's just saying some nonsense. And uh, like literally 15 seconds of pure silence happened. And then very clearly nothing happens. And he's like, I'm going to give you one more chance. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to count to three. If you don't, you're going to explode because of my spells. And James is like, I think I'm going to take the risk. He's like, three, I'm going to give you one more chance, bro. Like, I'm going to give you one more chance. And James is like, nope, I'm going to take the risk here. Two. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good, man. Like, you can go ahead with this. If I explode, I explode. Like, that's tough. One. Last chance, dude. I'm being super generous right now. Just give me your girlfriend and we'll be all good here. And James is like, nah, I'm, I'm chilling, bro. He's like, fine. Kicks it, the emo kid literally kicks over his magic like whatever set because I think he knew it wasn't gonna work anyways. Which thankfully it was concrete floors and nothing like flammable because like the candles fly all over the place or whatever. And he storms out of there. He like storms out of there. At this point, James sits back down. He's like, you know, maybe we should go on dates at night when we're not in school. And Kate's like, you know, that's not a bad idea. So the next day, Kate and James actually don't sit together at lunch. Um, they sit separately. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, they, just, they decide that if they're going to like do anything, at least for a little bit to do it outside of school, like after school or at lunch or something like that. But the emo kid once again comes up to James and James is like, oh my God. Oh my God, dude. Like what? What now? And the emo kid, like he literally goes on one knee.